Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to Amazon Podcast. Yeah, hello, hello. Episode number 30. Yeah, very special. It's a, it's a milestone. It's three times ten episodes. Yeah. It's a very important time when your podcasting career, when you reach episode <laughs> yeah, dude, 30. Is this a point where you have like a podcasting crisis? Like a midlife podcasting yeah, crisis. Which maybe, maybe this is like, maybe this, Isn't this adolescence of podcasting? Yeah, it depends on who you compare <laughs> yeah. to. Like, you know, hundred or thousands yeah. of episodes. Yeah. Um, so, um, Henry P. Miller here with uh, Casimir. The Swede. Casimir the Swede. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you've <laughs> embraced your nickname. <laughs> yeah. People got now, you know. Yeah. I travel so far to get here. It's like, so it's like an hour, you know. <laughs> when, you, when you say it often enough, it, eventually it sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should have picked something a bit cooler, I think, than the Swede. I, I think I picked it for you. Oh, that was okay. the problem. <laughs> we can... I don't think... We, I'm not no, going to change it now. No, no, no. Never change. But if we ever get a new person, then we can yeah. we can make them a better name. So um, yeah, this is basically this episode is going to be uh, an in-depth fluff review of the new Warriors of the Dark Gods book. That's the intention. Um, I have made about twelve pages of notes on this. I have not made as many pages of notes. <laughs> so but... the intention is that it's going to be super in-depth, and we're going to kind of try and pick it apart a little bit. Um, so it might be a bit long, but that's just how it is. So it's 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 hopefully going to be that. The reason that it might not be that is that we get too drunk, or we yeah. run out. We we'll run out of alcohol. <laughs> I I saw your like shell <laughs> I, I hope we don't run out of alcohol, or maybe I'm not sure. It's, you're uh, you're making me sound like, like an alcoholic, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. I like I saw a definition once that it's uh, based on how many places you hide alcohol in your uh, in your house. I don't think you I hide. Don't, it. I don't hide it. No, exactly. To so, be to be fair, I do have a, a company that imports alcohol, so it's yeah. Maybe you're on the edge. Yeah. So it's. I think it's fair enough that I have a lot of alcohol in my house. Yeah. Uh, is this hidden? I don't know. Oh, actually, I have tonic. Oh. Just I had one. tonic. <laughs> There's one tonic left. Okay, so um, I think we will just have a quick uh, introduction of what we've been doing recently, and then we'll just jump into it. So yeah. today, Casimir um, is also here in Copenhagen because we had a tournament today. It was at DJI Buen again, uh, and the nerd, the nerd market tournament number two. <laughs> I can't even gonna try and I mean, it. I didn't realize that it was that often. It's all the time. It seems like. Yeah, they they think they have like a the market is like every month or every oh, two months or cool. something. Um, this one was a little bit smaller than the last one, yeah. the market. But I guess that's because they had such a big one last time. Yep. And every time they're pretty much asking me to run a tournament every time. Oh, okay, so this is your new duty in life. Yeah, but I to- I've I've said next time. I'm not running it because <laughs> both times I've run it and I was like, oh, I can just play and no, run it. No, no, no. But then someone drops out at the last minute both times yeah. and I haven't been able to play in either. So next time someone else can run it and I will play. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. <laughs> so Casimir, how did it go today? Uh, well, I mean, go both good and bad. Like uh, it did go well on the scores, but I had three really fun games and they were quite close. So I like I lost 
two small like small losses and then I had one really big loss but it was uh, very close to being a very very big win instead so it was yeah, pretty really the last games. game yeah last game yeah that was I was watching that yeah. and uh, yeah it was it was really close the whole time yeah and uh, congrats because you got three fair play votes out of three so that I'm, yeah, I'm very really, happy with that yeah really impressed so you obviously had three really good games yeah. um, I've not been doing that much I'm just busy I've been doing a little bit of hobby but I have really nothing night age to say for myself at the moment. Yeah, I've been, uh, I mean, working towards more new moles on the 0.2 list. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff to try out and, uh, you know, face to paint again, which yeah. is it's always fun, so. Yeah, actually, I bought I bought four owlbears. Yeah, 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 we, you showed me those. <laughs> yeah. Owlbears. <laughs> uh, when I was in England, uh, with Jack Austin, we were talking about Albers. <laughs> like, did you know about the balls, or he just like thought like, have you heard about the Albers? If I'm honest, I don't know how it came up. I think we were like, we were looking at. He says this like Sylvan Elves army, and um, it's like the idea was that he wanted an, a Sylvan Elf army that didn't have any Games Workshop models. Yeah, and it was kind of supposed to be. Like uh, the the fluff the fluff was that it was like a like a river in the woods mm-hmm. where the animals come to to drink from the river and they like turn into elves or okay. something like they drink from the river and it makes them like el- uh, elfy or something magical like, yeah magical so one of his models he wanted to buy an alba and it was like the goofiest alba I think it's like <laughs> a reaper if you wanna if you wanna find a really funny looking model. Yeah. Search for Reaper Alba. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about? No, but to be fair, most Reaper walls are really weird. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it in the computer so Cas- you can get Casimir's reaction oh, live okay. on air, and uh, and it, yeah, it was just so amusing. And we had like we were a bit drunk, and we were just like talking about Albers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. There's this one, and then there's then there's this one. Oh my god! Like the first one looks like a. Like, is somebody really scared an owl, but this owl also has, like, bare arms or something, <laughs> and it looks frightened as fuck. Yeah, it, they're just like... And the second one looks just, savage, It's though. just the eyes, it's just so, like, <laughs> freaky. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, and, and there was just something funny that, yeah, like, this, Jack and I found about, the, yeah. like, the owlbear. This looks like something could be in a Beastman army, like, it looks freakish. You know? Yeah, it could be like a... It, look, it looks a little bit like a, the thing from the Ogres, the the ambushy one. Oh, yeah, the... Uh, the kin, kin Eater? Yeah, that's... Is that what it's called in Knife Age, or is that what it's called no, in no, Warhammer? No, 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 it's, it's not what it's called in Warhammer, I don't think. Okay, I think it was then I don't have else. to drink. Yeah, Woo. <laughs> yeah um, it's in the same kind of pose, but... Yeah, it was really funny, and then I needed some models for the Wing Reapers slash Demigriff Knights in my uh, Vampire slash Empire Army. Yeah. So I bought some Albers, and gonna yes, make. Yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> they were really expensive. <laughs> they were like thirty dollars each. <laughs> yeah, this is the best part of every time you're like, I'm not gonna buy against Worship yeah. Balls, and you end up spending they way were, more were... money than you would have if you just yeah. like, ah, just buy it. Was, it was more like the posters from America. But... Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I recently did the same thing because um, I saw on the Undying Dynasties forums recently there was this guy who had uh, found a weird uh, manufacturer who made like these undead zombie zombie camel like nomadic uh, yeah they look, they look really cool yeah actually. they look really cool they're kind of a little bit like a little bit old school yeah like they, yeah they look like something that uh, game workshop would have done in the early like the, 2000s yeah. or something yeah so so i thought like this is a really good thing to have for uh, like undead cavalry for my online analysis list and uh, 
Uh, and I, I went to research it, and they cost they cost quite a lot, and they cost a lot of shipping because it's from the US. But then it turns out it's a German manufacturer, okay. so I went to their site, but they're like out of business or something. Uh. And then I tried to find where they sold them in Europe, but they're also out of business. So like the only place you can get them is this shop in America. So it's been made in Germany, exported <laughs> to America, and I buy back to where I went. So, yeah, to Sweden. Yeah, so I bought bought like a unit of fifteen or something, and it cost 15. me fifteen. You yeah. have 15 skeleton horsemen because yeah, they're, so they're so useful right now. Yeah, uh, well, they'll, they'll be useful in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> not so sure, but but yeah, it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've been uh, spending money, not, yeah. not doing any hobby or anything. Uh, yeah, we'll take a real quick break now so we can uh, fill up on the beer and then uh, get right back into the fluff. Yep. Welcome back to Amatime Podcast, episode number 30. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't very enthusiastic, yeah, wasn't it? Super enthusiastic. It, it was enthusiastic enough. <laughs> it was not like buying a Ferrari and divorcing your wife thing. Like, it's not that kind of crisis. <laughs> so you can hear my yeah, my papers. The thick, thick sheet of notes. Yeah, so we're going to review the Warriors of the Dark Gods book. Um, this is the first Ninth Age army book that they've kind of come out with proper yeah yeah because like the first one was the online dynasties book and it was uh yeah it was kind of rushed i actually really liked it yeah i mean i liked it but it was i mean not to be too critical but it was like not it didn't present a lot of original concepts no it, uh, it felt like very familiar and uh, like uh, egyptian and stuff but it, it wasn't like very ninth agey if you know what i mean yeah there wasn't there wasn't like a new take on it yeah exactly it was kind of just even down to like Nagash slash yeah exactly I, that the, I did the dude like like there shouldn't there shouldn't be any like yeah. Nagash figure yeah right? exactly but it was I I, I liked it the Silvernoff book was, it was like well written but, yeah you know. yeah it was okay the Silvernoff book but it was kind of like the same like just yeah. it was kind of reiterating what we already knew and there was nothing nothing especially fresh yeah whereas the Warriors of the Dark Gods book that is a lot of new, I would say. Yeah. But also some I mean, old. It, yeah, there's like, it feels familiar, but it feels very different to yeah. to how, if we, of course, do like the, the obvious comparison to like, if you read a Gaze Workshop publication of like something similar, it's, it doesn't feel the same. Like no. it has some similar yeah. themes, but it feels very original to me. I think for me, I, I, one of the reasons why I like Games Workshop and one of the reasons why I like related to their background yeah. was it was quite close to historical narrative. Yeah. Um, in some in some ways, like you could kind of like equate things. Yeah, like the geography yeah. and the, like some of the races, like the towns yeah, and exactly. stuff. And with this, it's it's a bit more open. Yeah. To interpretation, and. And it's just a little, like, obviously it's just a different style. It's a different thing completely. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of understand that because this is the first and probably, like, at least the way that things are going to go. Yeah. At least, at least, let's call this the the first edition of Army Books. Yeah. I like the agree. first The first time round. Um, I think this is kind of the, at least the format and the, what we can expect. Yeah. I mean, I think then I think we can expect a lot because this is it's actually like there's uh, what is it like fifty six or fifty something pages of just like uh, 
like really just story and fluff. Um, eighty-two pages. It's even more. Oh yeah, because that's before. It's eighty-two pages of of actually just like story stuff, and it is a developing story through the whole book. Yeah, I quite um, like that actually. Yeah. But we'll get there. And then, a, I mean, that's a it's a, yeah. quite a lot of content. I feel like. I think just as a general opinion, I think we can all agree that it's good. Yeah. And a lot of work has gone into it. But there's also a lot of work that still needs to be done. Yeah, of course. But we'll get there, and um, hopefully, hopefully, you guys get a, like a, a nice view of 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 what they're going for, and hopefully, we can give you like a really nice overview of uh, the whole book, and and give you some more insights into how we think yeah. the world is going to develop. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think we what we're going to do, we'll just take it pretty much page by page. Um, we'll just see where it gets us. Um, the contents page. I think the contents page is a really good page. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say, like, I was writing... <laughs> this is, like, down, maybe my favourite page yeah, of the whole book. Yeah, for me too. Like, I was going to write down my notes, like, favourite artwork, the contents page. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, that, the warrior figure, which is standing, like, in the cold uh, wind, with, yeah. uh, like, just, uh, like, opening his uh, chest, and I, it's, it's, like, it's so nice. well drawn. Like, yeah. it's, it looks so cool. Yeah. I mean, in general, I think there's a few bits of artwork that are not so good. Yeah. But there's, in general, it's really good. But I think it's, a li- for me, it's a little close to Games Workshop. Okay. Um, I, mean, I actually didn't feel that. Some, okay, some of them some, are very some close. Are, but, some uh, are. The, like this one, for example, for me, is, is like, no, it doesn't no, remind me of Games no, Workshop. No, no, not, not at all. Um, there's a few that kind of remind me of like classic Games Workshop a yeah. bit. But in general, I, I'm super positive with the artwork. Yeah. I think it's really good. And like layout, everything like that is it looks, fantastic. It looks very it professional. It looks very good. Yeah. So I think we just uh, jump straight in after after just jerking off the artist. <laughs> yeah, uh, they need that though. After all, like the you know you get gotta get some reward. Yeah. So the the way that the story starts is it's like an ongoing narrative throughout the whole book. It's about this chap called uh, Illyrian Yanovich. Yeah. Or Yanovic. I'm not sure how you I pronounce that. I think it's Yanovich, but yeah. I'm not sure. Um, and he's he's like a... He's a guy from Volskaya, mm-hmm. which is uh, the equivalent... The Ninth Age equivalent of um, the Slavic states. Yeah, so like a little bit more like northern style um, like empire. Yeah, kind, kind of, of like uh, Eastern European, yeah. Central European yeah. kind of... Uh, I would, uh, nice mustaches, nice hats, yeah, this kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And in in the Ninth Age world, um, we have this kind of region of. I'm gonna we get the map out because yeah. it's kind of important, right? This region of Vetia, um, which is is kind of like the westernmost uh, region of Vetia, above the Sea of the Gods, where where the wasteland meets. Yeah, meets like the civilized world. Yeah, the civilized world of the Empire of Sonstal. Yeah. And there's this chap, uh, this chap called uh, Ilarion. He's uh, he's like a captain or some kind of governor yeah, of exactly. this town. Like, uh, he's like been given this uh, post. In yeah, exactly. So it's it starts with him moving to this outpost close to the edge of the wasteland with his family. Yeah. And uh, and he's like trying to, he's he's obviously like the governor of this town, and he's just like trying to make it work. Yeah. So, so for me, like uh, one of the things you notice straight away is that he comes there, and uh, and then he like no notice straight away that there's like shrines to these 
to these like yeah the, dark the, gods. The dark gods in like the yeah. Empire town. Yeah, exactly. And he's you know obviously he he knows that you know he can't let this like he can't let the, these stay open, so he has to shut them or like he he feels like it's yeah, profane. Yeah. So the first thing he does is just to bar bar them, and the townspeople are just like, okay, that's yeah. He wants he wants to burn it down, and the townspeople are like, what are you doing? Chill out, dude. No, (laughs) don't do that. Bad idea, because obviously they're they're afraid that the gods will have some kind of retribution on them. So you have this like relationship that that even because they're on the edge of the wasteland, there may be it's a little bit like uh, in Game of Thrones where the people in the north like worship the old gods. Yeah. So they kind of have this respect for the for the yeah. the seven gods of the war of like the wasteland. Yeah. But also something I thought was really interesting and will be more clear as we go through the book is that there's this, uh, to me at least, there's this feeling of uh, connection between uh, these these people living there and the, like the actual warriors of the dark gods. Like yeah. they kind of interact yeah, a lot more re- than really, I really expected important. them to. Yeah. And and that's really nice where you feel like uh, I mean. You know, you know that these these warrior guys are like evil, selfish, ambitious people. But but in some sense, they're not like utterly evil. They yeah. just don't go around like killing everybody. They have like a, they have a very human feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they kind of re- really they, they really retain their humanity throughout yeah. the book. Um, and yeah, so he's he kind of arrives this town and there's like a temple to the dark gods. He wants to burn it down, but the townspeople kind of persuade him not to yeah and he he kind of he's like learning this in the process he's like learning that yeah because he does he doesn't know anything when he comes yeah right. That's yeah the, he's like, just like fresh out of the out of the academy or yeah whatever. basically and so he starts with like boarding up the temple just yeah. as like a concession instead of burning it down and um and yeah so as pretty much as soon as he like boards up the temple yeah this like host of warriors yeah, like kind of arrive army. outside yeah like an army just arrives outside the walls yeah and then we get this kind of progression uh, over ten days of each of the gods, kind yeah, of like sending a delegation yeah, yeah, to they, like tempt him or talk to him, yeah. try to persuade him to join them. So the, the way I kind of I felt it, it was like the 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 dark gods were kind of trying to like pull him into yeah. towards them. Like the, he they can kind of sense some kind of power from him maybe, yeah. and they feel that that it's some kind of relevance so yeah. so they were trying to like show him all the different things yeah that, exactly like well all, the, like the smorgasbord of dark yeah, gods yeah taking <laughs> <laughs> so in like a really scandinavian sense <laughs> yeah but i feel like they perhaps they weren't sensing him but somebody else which we'll come to yeah uh, in the in this way yeah so uh, maybe you want to just start with the first delegation that arrives yeah. so so the first delegation that arrives is from the dark god of pride savar uh, he's called the Fallen Star. Oh, you you like copied my notes, Casimir. Yeah. So uh, so this is uh, so this is like they they tempt him with seeing that you know like like these guys are very who worship Savar are very self obsessed. They they only mm. care about their own merits and how other people see them. And they tempt him with saying like you know if you come with us, you will f- fulfill your like true. Uh, uh, potential. You will find finally find recognition. Yeah. You will never be shunned again, and this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And then uh, he's you know like he he manages to resist when he thinks back on uh, on that like you no know, not everybody's ever shunned him. He, like this guy he's writing to in these letters uh, is like one of his close friends, but also his uh, his boss or uh, yeah. It, to me, it sounded like he was writing to his like superior. Yeah, exactly. But they also seem to like have been at the academy together, I think, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so so for me it was like uh, th- this guy kind of like 
that he was he because he obviously didn't really understand the situation. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. When, especially he, when the he first thought, he thought that like the what the the army was going to besiege them. Yeah, and like come and take their town. Oh yeah, but so he actually, comes out like yeah. drawing his sword. Yeah. and stuff. but he's like he's there like in front of the gates, ready to fight. Yeah, and this like pride warrior. Yeah. Just like kind he of walk, he just like strides into the town like yeah. a boss. Like, <laughs> doesn't even fucking look at him. It's yeah. like who? It doesn't even. It doesn't even. It doesn't even recognize him. Yeah. Just gives him no recognition. He just like literally just like walks in. Like, yeah. What's up, bros? Yeah, and then he like onboards the temple. Yeah, just like take, takes the boards off the temple. Like, he he doesn't even draw his sword because yeah. he's he's not he doesn't even feel threatened by the yeah. by the measly humans, <laughs> and. And the, the the guy these pride warriors they, they I think they kind of ignore the weakness, and they just disdain uh, like all the the weak people. Yeah. And like the his battle standard bearer, he like looks at him like with complete <laughs> disgust. Yeah. And uh, and it, and the the Ilarian the captain Ilarian guy, he kind of gets these visions. Yeah. Like see, like as Casimir said, like seeing what his potential could be, yeah. and he kind of gets tempted by the god of pride. So I feel like this is how the dark gods like tempt him. They yeah. send him, like they try to influence his mind. Oh, they, by, like, they show him like what he could have. Yeah. With like seeing these like really powerful warriors. Yeah. And then, what kind of happens in the end is that his like human side comes back, and he like he's bolstered by his um like his. His uh, what do you say? Like mm-hmm. his ideal of the nation and yeah, supposed exactly. like his nationalism kind yeah. of comes back, and he remembers like why he's there. Yeah, exactly. Like why why it's okay for him to not be like the ultimate, yeah. like uh, superior yeah. of everybody. And he he's like he remains loyal to Volskaya. Yeah. And and then like when when the the guys of the warriors of pride see that, they just like look at him in disgust and yeah. then leave. Exactly. Like if you if you're not gonna follow this path, then yeah, stop working. Because they they kind of see like the the nation is like the weakness. Yeah. Because they're very individualist. Yeah. And I think you actually get this throughout the whole. Yeah, you, exactly. you really see this throughout I, I the whole like book. I felt like that was the like one of the themes for like how dark gods in uh, warriors of dark in general act is that yeah. they all are extremely individual individualistic. Yeah. Like that you don't, like the war band is not really. Uh, a war like, band. Yeah, it's, it's not a war band. It's, it's just a collection a... of individuals yeah, exactly. who are there because out of necessity they yeah. understand that they need to be together to achieve something. Yeah, but they don't give a shit about each other, basically. No. Yeah. So I, I I thought that theme was actually really yeah. nicely put in this, and yeah, and you got like a really good idea of like the warriors of pride and how they yeah. how they kind of how their philosophy is, let's say. So this was the the first day when the when the army arrives. Yeah. And what happens is like from this day on, the each each of the groups of warriors from each of the gods come into the town, as we said, to try and tempt the yeah. the townspeople, and then leave. So in the, on the second day, all the pride warriors have left. Yeah. And now there's just the the six gods left. Yeah. So the next one. That comes. Yeah, it's uh, the delegation of the God of Lust, Shibaresh, the Tempter. Do, do, you, do you, I think Shibaresh sounds better, but I don't know if it's like Kibaresh. 
Oh, maybe. I don't know. That, that's I, probably, I kind of, that's my, I did, like, like, Swedish... Yeah, uh, I, did, I did the soft C as well, like, yeah. Shibberish. I think that's, that's how like, it should do, be. Have actually the people, in the, like, on the background team, since you have some access, like, put up phonetic scripts? I've not, I've not seen anything. I, yeah. I wouldn't... I don't really go into it that much. But. I don't know if, if that's a good thing, or, like, I don't know if I would like them to tell us how to pronounce it. I would like them to tell us. I, I, think, sure. I think as... I'm going to kind of go back to this as we go. Yeah. I think the more concrete background you have, the better it is. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want them to put that in the book, but maybe like in some separate resource, you could yeah. have like a ph- just Pronun- a phonetic thing, yeah. and you could you know if because you know there's this international phonetic script yeah. script that yeah. you can go and look up how it's supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, exactly. But let's so, go with Shibresh uh, yeah. sh- sh- because that's what we like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know this is uh, like you know the the god of like sex of letting go of inhibitions just like you know letting yourself loose to uh, to everything which is uh, you know dark and deepest in in somebody's soul yeah definitely i think actually something that we should uh, also talk about just like we should touch on is the uh, the different marks yeah like the like the signs of the gods okay like the as you said uh, the pride the god is called sevar the fallen star and his like his little like symbol is like a almost like a fallen star like a star coming to yeah. to the earth yeah that's like an arrow pointing yeah. downwards at the end of it uh, and the and and Shibaresh, the the god of lust or the tempter is kind of like a tongue and like a inter- yeah. intertwining kind yeah, of it's uh, like a tongue or or like a bodies or something yes. through some, some like a, it's like a cross with like a almost like the chaos symbol yeah. like intertwined so it's it, you kind of have this intertwining like like kind of sensual like mark like sig- yeah, sigil for the it god. has like no sharp edges it's soft yeah this kind of stuff yeah. whereas the other one is more pointy yeah and it's, I, I thought one of the things i i thought like was quite cool is that when they describe how these guys look when they come into town like they say that they, they're like wearing they're masked and they're wearing this armor which is like carved into the shapes of writhing bodies yeah. and like sexual embraces and stuff like just all across every like yeah. plate uh, which they have and i was like that was i mean i don't know how you would make that into a mold but it would be really cool if some like ex- <laughs> you know amazing sculptor guy made us uh, like course. a painter did like a, oh yeah like a freehand yeah. like if you have a very flat surface ah, it was really cool yeah I, I, and I, I like that it, i don't think it's as good as games workshop when you can kind of theme your army because obviously the ninth age are making models yeah. for the specific factions but i i still get a sense that you could really like paint yeah. an army or theme an army around one of these yeah i guess that's something we could touch on that in this book they provide for the first time like uh, like, uh, like factions co- within the yeah faction. yeah and also like colors for for example in this case for different gods or like the most prominent war bands yeah. for those gods so you could really like take that concept to say like I want to make this into yeah. this type of a thing. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as full as yeah, games like workshop. It could give probably you. be fleshed out. Yeah, bit. yeah, definitely. But it's there. It's yeah. it's becoming. It's becoming something. Yeah, exactly. But I, I actually didn't really make many notes for this. Um, I think it's I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Like yeah, with the, exactly. the lust kind of thing, they kind of come and yeah, you know, like they, they, gets this, they have this it, incense yeah. and you know, like uh, they smell of yeah. like, sex and this kind of stuff and you know. And he's he's like really tempted, but yeah. then he has his like wife there. Yeah, and they so, have a newborn son. Yeah, or, so or is he, he born at this point? Do yeah, think so? I think so. Yeah. He's, he's, she's pregnant at least. Yeah. So he he's obviously like in love with his wife, and and he and he kind of he's tempted, but he doesn't succumb because yeah. he has this like this kind of uh, protecting protection kind of yeah, zone exactly, in his, his mind his from his wife. Yeah. Of, yeah. 
But maybe if he was not married, he would be tempted by this. Yeah, bachelor. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> Go with the lust guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 to me at least, uh, like, I, I guess we could, uh, I guess most people already know this, but all these gods are female around the seven deadly sins. And yeah. I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah, I But agree. to me, like, the lust is probably the, one of the least interesting in some sense because yeah. it's so... Uh, as you say, it's like self-explanatory. Yeah. It's, it's it's not deep, like you know, like everybody has you know sexual urges and this kind of stuff. So it's it doesn't uh, it doesn't feel as something you can like dig into the same way because you're just like okay, these yeah. guys are gonna tempt you with sex. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm tempted with sex every day. <laughs> they just want to fuck all day. Yeah, okay. exactly. We know we know what they're doing. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is with this armor on, mm. do they take it off, or do they have like a little yeah, like hinge that goes like? <laughs> Uh, well, because actually, it's, and, there's and this... do they have a hinge at the back and at the front? Obviously, I mean, if <laughs> if you're gonna have a hinge, you have to have a hinge at the back. No, but but uh, yeah, because there's at some points in this book where it seems like the warriors are kind of fused to their armor, right? Yeah, sometimes they are, and then sometimes they put it on. Yeah, exactly. So maybe some are and some aren't. Yeah. I would expect that the lost people aren't because I mean, having sex in armor seems like having sex in clothes is okay, but having sex in armor is. Uh, I mean, ha- having sex in clothes is is. Some can be hard work, depending on what you're wearing. Yeah. You ever try to have sex in ski clothes? No, actually not. I should try. Well, it depends. I like. I mean, when you take the the, the biggest layer off, then yes, but not like the not with the jacket. Have you ever tried to go to the toilet in ski clothes? I think that's hard enough. No, I always only pissed, man. Like, that's no, <laughs> not. Let's not get too crazy in here. Okay, so that was day two. So day three. <laughs> So at this point, he's like realizing that what's going on. So the guys are not. He he understands now that they're not trying to take the town. Yeah. I'm not, I don't so know. So like he's like relaxed. Yeah, of, yeah, he's a bit more relaxed. But I don't. I don't think he quite understands that they're trying to tempt him. Yeah. He's just kind of going with it. Yeah, it seems like to him he thinks that they're coming and restoring the temples. Yeah. I think. I, I think but he's also powerless because there's yeah. so many of them. Yeah, so and, kind of and they're so powerful, so he the, doesn't really have a choice. And the townspeople don't really seem to, uh, you know, they're not alarmed. They don't care. No. They expect these people to do this, basically. Yeah. So the next one that we have uh, is the god of gluttony. Yeah, Akan. Uh, Akan, yeah. the devourer. Yeah. And uh, he has like a, a like a moor sign. Like a, it's called like a lamprey sign. It's lamprey. A lamprey. Lamprey is like a eel with like lots of teeth. It's like a, oh yeah. Has like a circular okay. mouth with lots of yeah. teeth. And I think that's quite cool, actually. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it, it looks, it's, it's a really nice symbol. To me, it's quite reminiscent of the ogres. Yeah. And I, I can see how because you could... It's the same theme, right? Yeah, I could, see, I could see how you could like fit this into the ogre f- fluff a little yeah. bit if you wanted to go down that route. Because like, yeah. right, we, we've kind of seen like the Hellfist or whatever it's called. Mm. Like You could easily do like a gluttony theme rather yeah. than like a general chaos yeah. theme which that's something I really like one of the things I like about the concept of these dark gods is that they like permeate other races and societies mm. that it's not just like oh well yeah. I'm worshipping the dark gods so I'm gonna go join like the guys in the wasteland it's more like uh, you know this uh, this nation has this theme like they're very aggressive whatever it is so, so maybe that's an influence of yeah. a god of wrath or something like this yeah definitely so um, this god uh, the god of gluttony they actually come in and they start trading yeah. So they're not the like all the food. Yeah, no, so they they're basically just trying to buy all the food from everyone and then have a big feast. Yeah. Um and they they kind of have this indulgence in the consumption of the food. 
Yeah, and, it, and it, I love it. This is one of the parts I love about these guys. It says like they're wearing uh, like these brown and green uh, muted armors, but they all have helms, but the lower part of the helms is uncovered for their mouth. Yeah. So like they, they have a top part of a helm, which is uh, covering their face, but their mouth is open, so they yeah. can always eat no yeah. matter what. <laughs> and I think that's also presents yeah. like an interesting modeling opportunity. Yeah, definitely. If you wanted to theme your army around this, I think it would look really cool yeah. if you had like, a full army of guys with helmets, but without the mouthpiece. Yeah. And actually, I think uh, I think some there are some uh, like uh, games workshop models with with this like uh, they they have some diff- like I think it's a corn model or something. Yeah. Uh, but there is I think there are ones with like helmets with have open out mouths, yeah. so which you can probably convert and like definitely. cut off some symbols and so on. And uh, we we'll get to this actually a little bit later, but um, the the gluttony guys mm. have like rots and boils and stuff on their yes. skin. Yeah, so like first, I think in the story, he like sees them eating and he feels this envisions of, you know, like how fucking nice it would be to just like get fucking drunk and yeah. eat all this stuff. Drink all the wine. Yeah. Eat but all then the when he food. like kind of sobers up, he sees that they are like, their armor is like keeping all the rolls of fat just pressed in, like yeah. it's trying to escape. And as you say, they're like the decrepit, like all these uh, boils and sores. Boils and, and like, they're actually like almost like rotten yeah, and they exactly. have all these diseases. And um, we'll get to it like later in the next part. But it's because they eat like rotten flesh, and they they because yeah. they want to eat everything. They don't care if it's gone yeah. off. They just eat everything, and they get all yeah, these diseases. I think actually, when they try to tempt them here, they say something, or maybe it's in the later part of the book. They say that like uh, they're like one day they will devour the world. Yeah, and that's very reminiscent for the ogre fluff, yeah. right? It's, it's that, that kind of like harkens back a little bit to the games workshop ogre fluff, I yeah. think, where they have this like more philosophy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And um. One thing I thought was interesting, and this kind of, kind of goes through as well, is that towards the end of the feast, he like tastes the food and it kind of turns to ash. Yeah. So it, it's actually, a lot of the time the the dark gods they show this power. Yeah. But it sometimes it kind of, dissipates. Yeah, it's just like an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure whether this is intentional, or whether it's kind of like figurative. But I don't know if because um, yeah, it might also be like uh, that he feels like uh, uh, like the food is, is is suddenly disgusting because because he sees yeah. this uh, vileness. But in him. what what I what I thought it was was actually that um, he he's like in this in this feast and he's yeah. eating with them, and then he kind of makes his decision. Yeah. That he doesn't want to be this. Yeah. He like sees them with all the rotten flesh and he's like re- repulsed by it. <laughs> And at this point, like the god kind of turns the switch off. Yeah. What and then that? all the food becomes ash, and he's yeah. like, and then he can't. Yeah, he's flirting, and then he's just like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> he... I mean, I'm not gonna score tonight. So fuck this. He he sees a he sees a like uh, mushroom over the top of the trousers. <laughs> he's like, nah, nah thanks. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Mate, I just gotta go to the toilet. Yeah. Sorry, love. <laughs> so like the the illusion kind of disappears. Yeah. Because he, because he's not, he he doesn't want it, so he kind of disappears. Yeah, and I think you actually get that in the next one as well. Yeah, as well as the the next one was envy. Or maybe not this one, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> so so envy, this the uh, let's see, was this the there was a goddess of envy? So this is uh, the first female. Yeah, this is first female. The god. lady of flies. Yeah, and she's called Kulima. Yeah, <laughs> Kulima. I don't know. I, isn't that isn't that from Indiana Jones? 
Isn't that yeah, like, maybe. Kuluma, like the oh, voodoo, yeah, they the shouted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. The yeah. voodoo god. Because yeah, I remember when they were starting the background, they talked about like how they were taking these uh, names and themes from uh, like uh, like real language yeah, and, and, and myths and stuff. and stuff. So, so maybe it is the same kind of. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. This is I don't you know could enough ask, about uh, about that part, that kind of. Me neither. I don't. I'm not like a religious historian. Yeah. Yeah, this one I thought like uh, there's because there's some languages where you pronounce like the the U as more of a U sound like uh, so I'm not sure if it's supposed to like ku like kulima or kulima or like uh, it's uh, I wouldn't just go like kulima <laughs> <laughs> sound really like a Aztec ripping somebody's heart out. I, I, for me, I just think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan like <laughs> kulima. Oh, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think about uh, this is how I see the Warriors of the Dark Gods like Arnie yeah. in armor yeah. shouting stuff and singing stuff <laughs> right yeah, there the, the lust stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah so th- this actually um, is interesting because it's, it, it's described as the Lady of Flies yeah and I, I don't really know where the flies yeah I wasn't sure this. either what like what the, the if the flies were envious or it's maybe like that somehow I feel like these guys are the ones which are in some ways the most despicable because they're just like they're they're just like at least in our modern society this the people who are envious or like people we see as like the most pettiest people yeah and maybe maybe like flies are somehow like the like a very disgusting thing and we revile them so maybe this is somehow connected because like how they act in the, in this part of the story just feels like you know i don't see how they tempt him really no. like it's more they just like they they're just uh, disdainful and they like uh, they don't like anybody around them and it's just uh, I don't know yeah I, I would quite like the Ninth Age team to explore this a bit more yeah, and kind exactly. of give us a bit more information on this yeah because there's not I don't think there's much actually about any envy like uh, like devotees of envy in the book rather mm, other than this I part I think there's a small part but not too much yeah so, so I, I also felt like I didn't feel like this part was really explored yeah and the the symbol is actually like kind of like a fly symbol i thought yeah um it's, it looks like a fly head with yeah. some like a body and some wings or something yeah um but these guys have green armor yeah it's uh, i think it's described as like, like a green with envy i guess that's what they're going for yeah probably and um it's when sickly and, green it's yeah described. sickly green and i think um i think maybe this is kind of I know that the Ninth Age are trying to have a background which is away from Games Workshop. Yeah. But we everyone has models that are Games Workshop models, yeah. and like the this compared with the gluttony yeah. is quite like Nurgle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But but yeah, we'll get to. I I have something to kind of a little bit contradict this layer. Yeah. But, uh, we'll so I I think maybe it's trying to trying to get this in yeah. there and Oops. just just so people can still. Uh, yeah, Still, you like use their kind of models which are really nice or yeah. themed. Uh, yeah, for, exa- for example, like I know a lot of people who have like fly models yeah. and stuff like that. So maybe maybe this is reason, maybe it's not. But I, I would like just like them to explore like the fly thing a yeah. bit more. Yeah, like just explain and also like how do these, how does this god really like get somebody to follow them? Like I could understand if you, if somebody is like a, this this person is very envious so, uh, as by nature and mm. this god like exploits it. But how do you get somebody to be tempted to join the dark gods by like the yeah. envy goddess? It's, it talks about like a, 
you know, like, uh, you will finally uh, conquer people that, like, thought that you were worthless and this kind of stuff yeah. and, and get your rightful place. But this is something which is... Pride as well. Uh, yeah, pride. Yeah. Pride probably kind of exemplifies this much better, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. well. And uh, it talks about, um, with the envy, that they kind of take the things from other people. Yeah. So they're like, they'll fight someone and they, they think they have like a nice hammer yeah. and they'll go and take the hammer or they'll take the heraldry or they'll take their helmet yeah, or they'll like take a, a token from the people that they kill. Yeah. To kind of, the things that they, that they envy on the fallen, the fallen foe. Yeah. I, I quite like that. I think that's interesting because it, as well as we said, it kind of gives you interesting conversion yeah. possibilities. Yeah. There's a part later where an envy banner is like a kind of a, like a stolen, uh, Kingdom Equitains banner, yeah, which is uh, that was really cool. I that would, I don't know I haven't read very deeply into the rules, but so I don't know if this is part of the rules yet. But that would like I could imagine making some really cool rules there. Probably not balanced, but like you know, <laughs> stealing fucking magic items, just kill the hero. All nice, blessed description. That, that would be really cool. Albert, actually, you know, like, like you could if you could steal the weapon from yeah, the if you, that if you kill. kill him, you know, you just like ah, this looks like a nice thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, that would be a really cool rule yeah. actually. Um, yeah. So that that's envy. We I think we we'll, we're not too sure about that one. Yeah, I so said that's the one I felt the least for. Yeah, I I didn't get that much of a good idea for it either. But it yeah. has some interesting ideas, and I, hopefully they'll explore yeah. it a bit more. But this the next one for me is the it's the uh, god of greed, Suglag the correct collector. Suglag. Suglag. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it at least. Yeah. I and I, this one is really cool. I think because this is like you know the god of money and wealth. Yeah, but then in this also power. Yeah, as well? exactly. Because in the story, he comes and like the the guy expects them to him them to just like, uh, uh, you know, bribe him with a lot of stuff, and they come with this big chest, but they like don't acknowledge it. They don't talk about it, like it's not. Uh, like they don't really just shower him in, in gifts or anything. It's just there. Yeah, it's it's just there, and then they talk about like this thing that. I mean, you know, like these other warriors, they talk about power and and raising yourself to the station of others, but like we like money has the power to surpass anything to yeah. do whatever you want like it's the thing which controls the mortal realms yeah so this this is actually the uh the first the first of the things i think we should read out yeah so i'll i'll take it so i think right. this personifies it really well so the i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do should i do a voice uh well only if it's a good voice okay what voice should i do <laughs> no you just, uh, just do a voice dramatic one dramatic voice yeah. Coin! Such a simple thing. These discs of metal, yet within them is contained all the promise of the world. A shimmer of silver can open doors. The glitter of gold spills secrets like water. From the most powerful court to the lowliest hovel, money shapes this mortal realm as effectively as magic. And the dark gods offer a path with both. Power and wealth beyond imagining. Yeah, this 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 got me. Like this was a, yeah. I really like this uh, part, and and also the fact that when these guys come into town, like they're wearing chainmail made of coins, yeah. which just <laughs> clinks, and I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. Like, it's it's, uh, it's quite cool, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's really a really nice. really nice like yeah. image. Like the yeah, I I said the same. Like I thought that like, the golden armor yeah. and or, like, they had they have these like helms yeah, with like, like these faces. Face masks, yeah. So they're like really wealthy, and then they have this like coin chest they're trying to bribe him with yeah. like come to us you can just be rich mm. and uh, like the the like the symbol mm. is it, for me it's like a, it's like reminiscent of like a jail like a, yeah. the bars of a jail or 
or like uh, some kind of like strong box. Okay. Something kind of something like that, like a like a coin chest or something. Yeah, like I I, I didn't reflect so much about symbol, but but I, now I look at yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what we're trying to go for. That it, like definitely looks like there's some kind of valve with bars. Like yeah. so maybe some uh, kind of uh, like place where you store stuff. You know? so. uh, well, actually, this reminded me of is Stormcasts. Okay. Because that because with, of with the, the face mask with the golden armor and the face okay. mask. I think yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe these, if you had some Stormcast models, they would yeah. look quite cool for these guys. Yeah, like if you manage to to get maybe more sinister helms, or maybe they don't need that. Maybe you could like if you put uh, like Warriors of uh, Chaos or symbols, Warriors of Dark Gods yeah. uh, horns on yeah, Stormcast yeah. helms, you know, because they have this. Uh, Stormcast have this kind of halo on top of their helps. So if you just cut yeah. that off and put like these kind of more horns on them, yeah. and then you get something which is much more reminiscent of the artwork which is on this yeah. page. Yeah, they actually artwork works quite well. They have like these like uh, chain mail, like uh, scale mail of coins. It looks yeah. quite cool. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any models for that, but that, like that's it, it wouldn't really be cool. too difficult to make, I don't think. You don't think so? Uh, maybe not for you. Yeah. Sculpting master! <laughs> well, I, I do a lot of green stuff, so yeah. for, I don't think it would be too difficult for me. Okay, like. okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> And uh, as as we kind of said with the gluttony, like he 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 takes the they, he they leave a chest for him. Yeah, they're they just, just like yeah, they just fucking have it, dude. Like, we have enough. We got we got so much money. We just yeah. like leave this chest full of gold. Yeah, for even you. if you don't want it. Yeah, they just they don't even consider it. They just like leave it there. Yeah, and I think it's like meant to tempt him. Yeah, but he's he's not tempted by it, and. Um, and again, as we said before, like the illusion kind of fades. Yeah. Because when he he looks through the chest, yeah. and it's coins on the top, but below is iron bars. Yeah. So, I don't know whether they're it's like an illusion, or whether they're like, kind of trying to trick him. Yeah, I I would like to like to me. I first I thought it was they were trying to trick him, but I would like to think that it's as you say more of an illusion thing because it feels like that cheapens the yeah exactly like it, it makes the god weaker yeah exactly yeah. that he would try to trick them that doesn't feel like the god of greed would do no. that as somebody else it, yeah exactly yeah. so for me I think it's more of like an illusion like yeah. the the god is tempting him and then he decides that he's not gonna take the money yeah and then the then it turns to iron yeah. So, so an interesting thing with this is that when when we go to the next day, it seems like a couple of his uh, his guys have just like made off with this chest, and uh, and they like escaped away. And he talks about like uh, how the contents of the chest would pay their, uh, like uh, it says like the likely enough wealth to uh, to buy both men across the land with little consolation, uh, and. Uh, then, then I was confused because I'm wondering, like, is is it that the iron is uh, is like uh, worth enough for them to to do this, or is it uh, that maybe the chest turned back to gold for this man, these men who yeah. were tempted by gold? Exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of got the same feeling yeah. as well. Like they they went off with the chest to to actually, they were ordered to return the chest. Yeah. Because uh, Ilarion didn't want to be in debt to the yeah. the god, so he sent the chest back, and I think that kind of is indicative of his morality yeah and so they sent the chest back and then they disappeared i guess they were deserting they were like yeah. fuck this let's just take this gold and go yeah. and then uh, yeah like as casimir said the next day mm. um is the warriors of wrath yeah here we go and they come back with the guys who deserted and they've actually killed one of them and they have yeah. the other guy like captured 
exactly and they're like now you can take your revenge this is the time yeah i i I really like this one i thought it was really cool so this is the second female god or goddess uh, called vanadra uh, the adversary vanadara vanadara oh yeah that's probably better vanadara vanadara yeah the The adversary adversary. i really like the name the adversary like uh i mean many of these extra like uh, i guess titles title names are are good but i think this is probably one of the better ones yeah, I, I really like this one. I mean, I have um, a uh, Games Workshop corn, a mono corn army, yeah. like, very heavily themed. So for me... It's it, just slots right in. I yeah, think. it fits yeah. quite well. Um, even the symbol is reminiscent slightly. Yeah, I mean, not very much, though, to me. Like, I think if, if we were to make brash comparisons, I think actually Pride is actually quite reminiscent of corn as well. Yeah, it's, it's also similar. But actually, like, uh, I have a banner, maybe something in my my thing here that you can see Henry is now getting stuff out of his finger case yeah. making perfect radio shut up <laughs> just get one so this is this is a a, a games virtual corn banner oh it's like an old marauder horseman yeah 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 but i think the banner is from yeah the banner is a new something, one something else it's, it's like a resin banner or something yeah yeah um so it's, it's kind of like similar it has like yeah, the, exactly. the teeth at the bottom and like yeah. a triangular shape at the top yeah. So it kind of for me it kind of kind of fit in, yeah, exactly. but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it definitely like when you look at it. I wouldn't say that it feels like it's something that is copied, but it has some similar themes. Yeah, so you can kind of like it won't take me much to either green stuff a yeah, little bit exactly. more or and if you have some go, flat banner, you could yeah. just like draw these lines on the banner. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, actually, that's something I like. To me, uh, I really like these symbols because I mean freehanding is quite hard for for most of us. Yeah. But just like drawing symbols with one color on a banner is something I think most people are capable of doing, especially if you practice like hot tip, practice on a piece of paper, paper, piece of paper yeah. with your pen. I, I, did, I did an article about this yeah. in the, on the blog. Okay, nice. <laughs> and, and I mean, and then you could just achieve like it, look, it could look really good with very little effort. You hardly need to highlight it. You just yeah. need to get like the nice symbol shape down. Yeah. And, and this is really good with these symbols. Yeah, for me this one look it looks a look like it looks a little bit like an angry person. Yeah. Like uh, the teeth at the bottom, like bad teeth, and then like the yeah, like turned down eyebrows. The, eye, yeah. the eyebrows turned down, like a wrinkled face, like angry. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I quite like this one. Um, and the, these are these are distinctive with the red armor and the black fist. Yeah. Like the black hands. I I know if we were going to get to that later, but I mean, there's a part in the end where which is a really nice where it talks about like the reason that fists are black because an initiation right is that these warriors put their fists in the fire and you have to stay there until your armor turns black. And if yeah. you pull it out too early, you're a weakling and you can go join some other filthy warband, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really cool as well. Um, and the, these guys, uh, they kind of have like an honor system. Yeah. They have they they take oaths really important. Yeah. I think their oaths are really important. And they kind of capture these two deserters from the previous day yeah. where they're trying to run off with the coins. And they kind of bring these deserters back to the town and say, "Do you want to? Do you want to kill them? Exactly. Like you. Sh- do you want to take? Shouldn't. Do you want to take vengeance? Do you want to have? Ju- like, do you want to judge these guys? Yeah. Like, have have the right to like justice carried yeah. out. Yeah. Exactly. They they want to like correct injustices. Yeah. So I can I can kind of see how maybe wrath could fit in with something like the dread elves executioners, because yeah. their new name is dread judges. <laughs> 
Yeah, they and do we can, judge. And we can all kind of agree that judge that's, a, that's a shit name. Yeah. And whoever came up with that should And also because you can call it Judge name. Dredd. You know? <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think, I, I think exactly you can also, like, to be honest, I feel like you could also feel these themes in the, the Kingdoms of Equitain. With yeah, like the yeah. honor and martial codes and so on, yeah. it doesn't take as dark of a twist. But I would, I could definitely see how, uh, you know, uh, let's see if I can pronounce it, Vanadra, Vanadara, Vanadara, uh, yeah. <laughs> drink. <laughs> yeah, let's have a drink for that. Is like could could be like influencing this culture yeah. uh, to go in a certain way. Yeah. So, so these guys are really focused on on vengeance and anger and. What they want is they want um, Ilarion to take vengeance yeah. on the deserters. Like they kind of make him angry, and he he kind of sees red and draws his sword yeah. and doesn't really even realize. Yeah, like, starts to go into rage. Yeah, and I think that's the temptation. Yeah, and he's like tempted just to cut them down and kill yeah. them, but then he kind of masters his fury, mm. and then again he's like masters himself. Yeah, like he sobers. Yeah, he sobers up and he's he's not tempted by them. Yeah, and he I I can't remember actually what happens in the end whether they die or. Yeah, I don't remember they they killed them. He actually he actually calls this for the he actually calls this the sixth trial. Yeah. In his letter, so I think at this point he's actually yeah, he's almost re- realizing what's going on. And uh, and yeah, so so they they and then they just leave again. Yeah. So at, th- at this point, this is the seventh day, and all the warriors have left. Yeah. Apart from one group. And that is the the warriors of sloth, which uh, makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, Nukuja, the sleeper. Yeah. And I think what's cool about this is like they wait three more days. Yeah. They're just chilling. Yeah. yeah, they're just standing. Yeah. And they're completely still. still yeah. Completely still, completely unmoving, and it's like snowing and windy, and they yeah. just they don't move. They don't care. Yeah, and these these guys seem to be like the the people who like see the future like yeah. they're gifted with prophecy they're, like, they're kind of like watchers yeah they kind of I think these are the, I think this is actually made my favourite one actually the same yeah, yeah. Like this is also also because of the colour scheme they presented because yeah. they say that they're, they're they, they have, have like this white rust, hair like white hair they use like use white banners and cloth like uh, off white uh, what would you say it's like dirty uh, white yeah, dirty white and then uh, it had they have like this rusted armor because they don't care for it because they're yeah. just because they're, they're kind of lazy right yeah. that's what sloth is and they can go through like any any kind of climate and survive any kind yeah. of circumstances and they have black eyes so like white yeah. hair black eyes it's like really that's cool really I, uh, I feel like definitely these these guys would because also for me this is uh, when I when I heard read it, I'm like instantly. This is the best color scheme. Like uh, yeah. rusted armor and uh, dirty white is yeah, really with really black, good. Black eyes. Yeah, it's, because you get like the contrast. You get some like warm colors in the rust, and then you yeah. get the white. And I yeah. think it, it's also easy to paint. So. Yeah, and uh, and they they kind of have this like prophecy. Yeah. Prophecy a little bit. So, I think th- this comes into the old zinch. Yeah. A little bit. And that and this is where this is where I wanted to contradict you before was that you talked about like the the other ones were fitting with maybe some Nurgle themes and uh, and some corn themes. But yeah. this one fits with Sinch, but it has some Nurgle themes as well. So it's like there's a crossover yeah. because you have like this rusted armor and these slow people yeah. who like, you know, take their time doing these things, but at the same time they're kinda of combining something. So I feel here like here I feel like uh, 
I mean, there's it's, a, it's way, more like, of an original yeah, idea. Yeah, exactly. Like you could, I mean, of course you can make the connection, and you could try to transfer over your old stuff. But but I feel like this is uh, is a whole wholly new thing. Yeah. To me. Yeah, I I, I agree with you as well. As a, it's just like the, the theme is yeah. coming coming through, but I really like it. Yeah. It's really cool because these guys kind of, they're slow and they're watchers, yeah. and their god kind of gives them the gift of prophecy. So they can kind of see what happens. They they have focus about these like truths and what what's inevitable. Yeah. And they kind of say to him that his descendants are really important. Yeah. Or his family are really important, and they're gonna have like uh, some kind of some kind something that's gonna important is gonna happen with their family and yeah. this town. And he they kind of present him with two options that like he can he can join them. Yeah. And have glory. Or he can leave, or he doesn't, and everything will burn. Yeah. Excuse me. And they kind of have this like future prophecy idea, and I think that's also really cool. And they tempt him also with this knowledge of like knowing what will happen. Yeah. And uh, who he will be, and who his, his uh, son will be, and so on. Yeah. So so this is like the this the ten days that these yeah. guys are outside, and obviously he doesn't kind of give in to anyone. No. And. Um, and he kind of like goes goes through each of these sins, like yeah. they kind of presented with him on the plate, like each of the each of the sins, and he kind of overcomes each one. And like I I, I don't really know like to what extent can you kind of entertain these sins, like at what point do you give give your soul away? Yeah. I, I feel like it depends, you know, it depends, of course, like on the like people, like the theme running through the book is like, this is, you know, the desperate come to these people. Yeah. And something which I, I feel like became very clear is, is kind of that it doesn't matter who you are, like everybody has a chance. And that, that's something I like that it seemed like, uh, uh, you know, in the, I mean, it's unavoidable to draw comparisons to Gaze Workshop, but like in the old Gaze Workshop, it seems like you, you had to be uh, chosen, you had to be like uh, the top you had to top, you had to be uh, strong yeah, to you, get chosen exactly whereas in in this fluff it's it's more like you know like you like they 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 seek anybody anybody has a chance with the dark yeah, if, if you want to pledge your soul yeah, you have a chance exactly and then and, it's the one who does the best worship yeah exactly and then then after you've pledged then then you can uh, i mean then you then of course after that it's the strongest one the best one like yeah. this kind of stuff but but before that, everybody has a chance, and as we will see, when you pledge your soul, everybody gets put out kind of an equal footing. Yeah, exactly. And I also thought that it was interesting that the warriors they don't want to kill the people. Yeah. Because the 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 gods don't get power from killing people. Yeah. The gods get power from the souls. Yeah. The souls is what's most important because that gives the gods power in like the immortal realm. Yeah. So. They're not actually trying to go in there and kill them. That that's like that's actually like the last resort. Yeah. The, the, when they kill them is actually when they they realize that they they can't take their soul. They can't get them to join them. Yeah. But actually, they 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 kill them when they say no. Yeah. So after after the, all the gods leave or all the warriors of each god leave, then we have this kind of like small break in the story. Yeah. And uh, we're going to take a break here. Yeah, I think that's good. And we're going to come back and talk about each of the banners of the gods 
Um, in the book, this actually comes at the end of yeah, the Yeah, like right before the Imolus. Right before the Imolus. But I want to go to this now because we're kind of talking about the gods yeah, and stuff and how they work. to this part, I think. Yeah, like. so we're going to have a quick break. Um, we actually run out of our Faxa premium quality lager beer. Yeah, premium. It's actually really good. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. It. Like for coming in a one liter can, it's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... I, I first bought this yeah. Faxa in Germany. Mm-hmm. They have this like Faxa export yeah. and it's 10% and it comes in a one liter can, exactly yeah. the same size as this. I mean, like, you get destroyed. If yeah. you <laughs> so I was in Germany working back when I was an archaeologist and yeah. we drank it and we got really drunk. So I brought, I brought some home yeah. and did the same. We got really drunk. <laughs> and then I saw this one in yeah. Netto and I was like, Okay, Fuck yes. I just have to like yeah. reminisce for old time's sake, and it's like a really cool can. It has like Valkyries, yeah, like and well, like uh, scantily clad women, scantily clad women and ravens, yeah, and, like, why, and like Vikings, Vikings, and... Vikings on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really cool can, and I was like pretty much fell in love with it straight away and bought yeah. it. And yeah, also a really good beer, only five yeah. percent though, but it's okay. I mean, Five percent is is it's okay, Mister Alcohol. It's okay. <laughs> but the, the other one was ten percent. Yeah, it's like the it's, it's like double the betterness. <laughs> yeah. So welcome back to Amazon Podcast. Uh, we are obviously doing a fluff review of the Warriors of the Dark Gods. Yeah. Hopefully it's been informative so far. Um, right now we're going to go through the banners of the Dark Gods pages, which is just after the main um, background and yeah, before like the and... before the um, army book itself. Yeah. Um, so these banners kind of give you a bit more info about each of the gods. About the individual warbands. Yeah, so like for every god, it seems to have like a specific warband that it talks a little bit about. It mm-hmm. also talks about about the like uh, the gods, warriors about in general. I feel like. Yeah, as well. yeah. So you get like a little bit more info. Yeah. And also has a, like some nice artworks of like example uh, banners of these uh, these warbands. Yeah. These gods. Do you want to go for the first one, Casimir? Yeah. So the first one is called Stolen Moments, and this is for the uh, the god of envy. And here I feel like uh, it gets uh, you know, fleshed out a little bit more because yeah. it has the Stolt Moments banner, which is this Queen of Equantine, that banner with a great helm on top of it. And, uh, you know, they talk about like how these people, like uh, these warbands usually don't have their own standards. They just kill people and take their other, take yeah. their standards as well or instead. Yeah, they kind of aspire to, to what others have. Yeah. So they, they see something and then they want to take it. And, um... And maybe it kind of goes into a little bit more, like the fly on the wall and the schema is yeah. the kind of the personification yeah, of the perhaps. gods. So, like the the schema kind of thing, mm. I think is like it, it it's it's a little bit like deceitful, like looking yeah. into trying to see okay, how can I gain power through? How can I gain other, someone else's power? Yeah, exactly. Take their power, take their wealth, take their pride, everything. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it's kind of like the, the almost the darkest of the gods. Yeah, in some sense, like the most despicable, because it's not like a pure emotion. Like uh, if you go to something like Wrath, 
like in some cases you could say rage is something pure because you're like you have conviction yeah. like you have uh, like this is motivation. much more sinister yeah exactly this is like yeah you plan this like you did like you know every, when you're envious you go around like every day just like uh, grinding down your mind just yeah. obsessing about this thing which yeah. just makes you into a horrible person basically yeah and maybe that's kind of where the fly comes in yeah where you're like you're the fly on the wall watching mm. waiting yeah. for like the best time best way of of kind of unraveling your plans to bring the yeah. downfall of what you're kind of trying to achieve right yeah and uh, I thought what was like as we said before the most interesting thing is that they steal the heraldry, they yeah. steal the equipment, they steal all these things from the people that they defeat. Yeah. And this is like, again, like a really nice and easy way of customizing your army with just like, you just put banners from other armies' yeah. kits. Just kit, kit bash the shit yeah, out exactly. of them. Yeah, exactly. And then you could be like, even, you know, like if, you, if you're if you a guy who can make nice free hands or something, you can make like a, you know, you can make a, a Sunstall icons and stuff. Or like, or I think it'd be really cool to do like a dwarf, a dwarf army. Yeah. Or like a chaos army, which just had dwarf weapons or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, like you have runes on the banners and. and Warriors army drink. Yeah. <laughs> do we have any more of this beer? No, the beer is gone. It's gone. Oh, okay, gin time. So next one. Clock. Yeah. Okay. I'll do. Yeah. You pull the. While, while, I, while I'm pouring. Yeah. So the next one is called the Ghouls, and this is uh, for the God of Gluttony, and uh, these guys are. So it talks about like how they're dressed in uh, browns and uh, rotten greens, and the banner of the Ghouls seems like this this icon of the open maw, and it talks about the these guys they have contracted like all the diseases possible and illnesses, and they kind of worship this disease. And uh, they also get this, of course, by devouring the corpses and bodies of the people they fight, and uh, afterward, like after they kill them. Yeah, sorry, I'm leaving you in the lurch here. <laughs> yeah, um, and as we kind of talked about before, they have like yeah. they leave their jaws open so yeah. they can like eat and yeah. bite people and stuff. And something really disgusting here is that it says that they they have been known to like uh, seek out and devour leper colonies. Just yeah. to like contract the diseases, yeah, and uh, and worship gluttony in this way. Yeah, it's like the, that's like the most disgusting gluttony you could possibly imagine. Yeah, like the eating like rotten people, just yeah. just out of like just because you hungry, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean like we don't we don't have leprosy nowadays, but like you know these are people where like their arms are falling off, like their like their body yeah. is just like turning into pieces, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's unimaginably disgusting. Yeah, and they they kind of they also eat the corpses of yeah. their victims. So in battle, they'll kill them and then they'll eat them. Yeah, I think I think it, again this could like make some cool special rules yeah, down exactly. the line and and also also give you some interesting conversion opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I mean, like or unit like painting like with, like blood all down yeah. the mouth and down the chest. Yeah. But you could also make unit fillers of like people around this. Mount of corpses just hunched over, yeah, you know, or, or like a table, like oh, yeah, chowing down with some food in the battlefield, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because on the uh, um, the kit for the which we use for the rock rock, I, I, the games workshop name is like Stone or something. Oh, that's the first one time it's done, yeah, well done, well done. Uh, uh, it has like these. Uh, it's been a few years yeah. now. <laughs> it has like these chickens and stuff on the in the kits, which I guess you oh, can make. Yeah, like it has some nice frozen chickens and and like uh, give it some meat and this kind of stuff. So I think you can make like a nice feast table. If you probably. if you have some old uh, Bretonian models. Oh yeah, they have like uh, pheasants. The, the peasant the peasants all have like pheasants and yeah. and like uh, vegetables yeah. and stuff. Ah, that's nice. 
Yeah, so uh, that, this one was quite cool. Um, I didn't really like the name that much. The Ghouls. The ghouls? Uh, yeah, it's, it's very and al- generic. And also, like, stolen moments from the previous one. Uh, I'm not sure about some of these names, but... I feel like to me, I I didn't I didn't get hooked up on names. It was more like the themes they describe. Yeah, sure. Um, so the next one is greed. Yeah, the Forge Fathers. This is another one I didn't really like. It's a bit too dwarfy for me. Yeah, I, I could also because like, I don't know why, but I feel like I've read this in in other like not even just Games Workshop, but like other fluff. Some like Forge Father right. dwarf. Like it seems. It, very, yeah, it seems like a, a generic name yeah. for a lot of different things. Yeah. I, I I wasn't sure where I've heard it either. Yeah. But I've definitely heard it somewhere. But they they really kind of emphasize the power that they that they're trying to accumulate in this. Yeah. Um, like it collects more than simply power, like items and money. Yeah, exactly. Like these are the guys who like, uh, uh, I sell or craft like the most uh, like expensive and uh, powerful artifacts and items in yeah. in the wasteland. Basically. Yeah, and it's also a god of thieves and yeah. artisans. Yeah, which is also like I mean it plays into greed, right? But it's very different from like for example when we saw greed in the beginning of the story. It's these people who come with bribes and they're wealthy and so on, but a thief is somebody who's poor and, you know, like somehow he also has some envy and this yeah. kind of stuff, but he's also, of course, greedy, right? Yeah. So, so it, it shows some, some different dynamics. Something that, as, as we kind of go back to like the human aspect of them, yeah. it also talks about them like having a monopoly of trade. Yeah. So the, the, the wasteland is somewhere where the people can't live all the time. Yeah. Excuse me. So... The like the warriors of the dark gods kind of accumulate around the edge of the wasteland, yeah. And the the warriors of the greed god, um, what's he called, Sugulag? Yeah. They kind of have this like trade monopoly, on uh, on the on like the like expensive stuff. Yeah. And they yeah, kind of demon artifacts. Yeah, and they, they like control control this trade. Yeah. So it kind of also puts them as like traders as well as uh, as like. Warriors, yeah, and I think you can kind of almost see like a Viking esque kind of culture in these yeah. people. Like, we're, if if you if you're a historian yeah, or if you yeah, and if if you're not a historian, you kind of know that there's this debate about Vikings. Whether were they settlers? Were they warriors? Were mm. they traders? Yeah, and you kind of get this kind of same theme with the warriors of the dark gods, where they're kind of all three. Yeah. They're kind of everything. They're kind of like yeah. They're n- they're not just like this force which just want to plunder, conquer, yeah. destroy. Like it's it's like a living society as well. Yeah, a different it's a different way of like worshiping the god is actually yeah. by make, accumulating wealth. Yeah. And not just by taking it by making a monopoly because obviously, it, like you know that by making a monopoly of trade and making it makes wealth for the long term. Yeah, and also power. Than, yeah, and yeah. power rather than just killing people and taking their money. Yeah. So the yeah. next one, yeah, the next one. Oh, is just the... one more thing about the greed. Oh, sure. Um, it also says that they that they're like the color is like gold, it's yeah. gold and silver, and that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. So all the banners are like gold, and, and yeah, they, exactly. they wear the gold coins and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, next one. It's the uh, this time it's the God of Lust, and the, this uh, banner or war banner is called the Liberating Gifts. So this one it talks about how. Like, uh, you know, this warband comes to, like, a village and tempts the young and basically can just, like, seduce an entire like, generation yeah. of people. To Come just, have an OG. Yeah, basically. Which, <laughs> Big fucking I mean, party. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I imagine back to me being a teenager in my, like, adolescent years, I'd yeah. be like, 
Yeah. It's all man. It's just like a war band on. comes by your house. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, bro, look at all these sexy girls. Do you yeah. want to come fuck? You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and then, uh, like, it also says that they, they kind of come yeah. and take the generation away, but yeah. also give back more people. Yeah, because so many people. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's pregnant, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that is quite cool, I thought. I, and this one it, this one talks a little bit more about colors. It says, uh, like, yeah, about, like, violence, blue, and uh, it has these tongues and, like, it lures the images. Like lips on the banner. Yeah, exactly. The lips and the sensual tongue. Yeah. And that's also, like, I, I mean, you can make a really cool banner there, like, uh, with yeah. the mouth and the tongue sticking out and so on. Yeah, some, um, some interesting modeling opportunities yeah. again. And uh, what I actually liked most about this one, it kind of says... Like the most, the most um, strict people are actually the people that are most tempted by yeah. this. So it's basically like the Catholic school girl. <laughs> like, wow, well, let's we, okay. we, we all now we, we go all into know, porno territory. <laughs> we all we've all had that Catholic school girl that is. <laughs> we, we've all had okay sure so there's always one Catholic school girl who's like <laughs> which you obviously know all but, you nerds know what he's talking about that uh, <laughs> there's like you know in school all day with the, just an all girls yeah, school yeah, yeah. and they come out of school and they're like down and dirty with the boys yeah. you know yeah and and that kind of makes sense with this as well. Yeah, I would I would say I would bring it in a t- like when you when you said that this is the most strict people, I thought like a completely different uh, direction. Okay. Whereas you like you know I imagine like these people you know in America which are like these uh, government officials which are, are the most like homophobic people, and like it always turns out that these guys are the guys who get down dirty in the gay orgies all the time. <laughs> like you have these extremely Christian like leaders and it just turns out that it's love sucking cock, you know? And yeah. that, that's the direction my mind went. <laughs> yeah, well it's, it's kind of the same, isn't it? It's like yeah. people who are like straight, like super straight up and down. Yeah. And then they have this like back, this kind of sin yeah, in their exactly. back pocket, which is... Which you try to like compensate yeah. for basically, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's actually quite human way of looking at it yeah like it's actually when you kind of go through these it's actually you can actually kind of pick out the sins in it yeah like in, in like a christian sense or whatever like yeah. you, you have these like sins like laziness you have uh, vengeance and envy and yeah. and lust and they actually kind of bring them out when you look into it a bit more yeah so you can really you can really kind of uh, imagine these people having these like lusty thoughts and like suppressing them suppressing them suppressing yeah. them and then they get this massive temptation and they just kind of go with it. Yeah. And they let it all out. Yeah, and like then the they... floodgates open. Yeah, exactly. And as Casimir said, the, 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 the colour of the lust is like violet and purple yeah. and blue. Yeah. And that also kind of ties in with the old Games Workshop stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think but that's okay. Yeah, because, I mean, those colours are very reminiscent of yeah. like, yeah, flesh and, and like silk and this kind of stuff, I feel like. Yeah, so. exactly. Exuberance. Yeah. Everyone likes the blue vodka that you buy at the nightclub. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so the next one is the pride. Yeah. The feathered crowns. Yeah, I actually quite like this uh, this one. Yeah. Um, the feathered crowns, for me, um, without even kind of going into the feather crowns warband themselves. Yeah. It, like... Pride, they want to be the best. Yeah, they're like they have this haughty nature, and they want to show off. And I can just imagine these like warriors going into battle with these huge feathers on their helmets, yeah. like to kind of mark them out. 
Yeah. Like the ones with the feathers, so you can see them. A bit like the samurai in uh, in Japan. Yeah, it's like where they wore like, like a Indians flag like or, a flag on their yeah. back so that when they're fighting, people could pick them out and yeah. see, okay, this guy's fighting well. Yeah. So they you you could see them and you could kind of recognize them for their bravery, recognize them yeah. for their prowess. Yeah, definitely. And it, one of the things I liked about this as well was that it also talked about like specifically this this warbound like uh, they they have their place in the, this place called Verencia, and uh, and get, they, it's get like, the map out. Yeah, like, I where is this? Let's Ver- see. Verencia. Yeah. This is down in uh, South America. So this, yeah, yeah, so it's like kind of uh, the New World. Yeah. And it says that they like rule over the native people in like a co- in these like high courts, and they have uh, they're adorned with these colorful feathers and so on, and they're basically yeah, kings. from the like the the dinosaurs. Yeah, and dinosaurs the... or like exotic birds and yeah. well, skinks kill all the fucking skinks. <laughs> uh, and uh, you had some bad games today against Sauron Ancients. Ah uh, well, yeah, I had I had a decent <laughs> hard game, hard but, games. Yeah, but but skinks are annoying, you know, yeah. poison and this kind of stuff. Uh, but but like uh, the fact that uh, like these it says also that the followers of Savar usually like start uh, start himself in like regal purples and blues and with crowns and heraldry and stars so they're yeah. they're not just it's not just about like taking pride in your own um, physical prowess it's also about like ruling over other people and taking pride in your appearance yeah exactly yeah I I also kind of got the same um, I thought it was interesting that it. It kind of talks a bit, a little bit about the people that are attracted to Savar, mm. and it's um, like the, those who have like fallen from a station and power, yeah. and who think they deserve power, and um, those people who lack recognition for their prowess. Yeah. So th- this is like going back to the sins again. It's kind of having this like proudness yeah. that. That it's like a, a thing in like your in your mind, yeah, like, it's like unfounded. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you just feel like oh, I, I deserve more. Yeah. I, I'm, I should be better. Yeah. I should be more powerful. I should be stronger. And it's these people who have like fallen from this grace or have, yeah. don't have the recognition, and the god kind of gives them this power yeah, that like they the need, means, that they crave. Yeah. Yeah, and I like, and that's interesting, right? Because like, pride is not a sin if you're deserving of pride. Yeah. Right? At least in our kind of society, like it's it, somebody who's proud and also is really fucking good at what it's they do. It's almost like an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Whereas, and and this kind of it's like it. This makes pride into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas, yeah. like, if you choose to follow this God, He will fulfill like what your pride kind of desires. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. more like a desire thing yeah. than. Uh, than like what you actually deserve. Yeah. Because, I from in in general, I think in my point of view is that you pretty much usually you deserve what you achieve. Yeah. And, and people who are proud, tend to be people who actually, probably don't deserve what they think they do. Yeah. And, and as you say, it's actually the god giving them a boost to yeah. get what the to where their mind yeah. thinks that they are. So I actually quite like this. Uh, yeah, this one this was one quite cool. Well. I think pride is like one of those uh, one of the gods which really like uh, like speaks to me more. Yeah, same. Yeah. So the next one, uh, back to sloth. Yeah. It's the frost riders, uh, are they called? And they talk about like these uh, warriors who, who of sloth, which uh, just like live in these barren, ice cold lands, and they can just march endlessly through yeah. this climate without really slowing and waiting for reinforcements or doing anything. 
Yeah, and they have these like ancient armor and weapons, like yeah. rusted. And as we kind of talked about before, like they they just sit there in the cold. Yeah. And their armor, like they they're actually quite. They can be old. Yeah. They don't. The warriors in in this seem to be almost immortal in yeah. the sense of that they can or immortal that they can live forever as long as they don't get killed. Yeah. yeah. And so their armor and stuff can be like really rusted, and uh, they're completely relentless and immune to cold. Yeah. And yeah, they 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 kind of have this emphasis on the white, like white, yeah, like hair, white banners, and and they're almost like the snow and ice kind of kind of comes through in yeah. this as well. Like they're slow and the coldness kind of follows them. Yeah, a little like bit. it's inside of them. Yeah, it also says something interesting where it says under the sign of the locust. Yeah, I wrote this out, wrote this down as well. And I was like, what do you mean by locust? I didn't see that theme in this one before. Yeah, the 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 banner of the frost raiders is kind of is this locust banner, and I didn't really get where this was coming from no. either. Yeah, I I thought this was more like an envy thing with yeah, the flies, exactly. but. Again, maybe they will expand on this. Yeah, I hope. Uh, for for me, I would rather have this more associated, like with like snow and ice and yeah. and things. And we yeah, we didn't prophecy. we didn't yeah we didn't talk about this before, but the the sigil of sloth is like a triangle and a triangle and a triangle. Yeah, it's so like Illuminati stuff. Yeah, I I'm not really sure where that came from either. But don't you think it's Illuminati, like you know, the Illuminati triangle? With yeah, the yeah, eye? sure, sure. But yeah. why? why? Because why? because they have like they, they tell the future, oh, the prophecy. The prophecy. Ah. They know the events, and ah, like yeah, the Illuminati yeah. is like you know they know everything. Right? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 down with that as well. I like that one. Okay, uh, the last one is the uh, the wrath, the burning hands. Yeah, and Casimir uh, alluded this earlier. Yeah. So this is where it talks about the ritual of um, initiation. Where they have to put their gauntlets, their like hands in yeah. the fire, until they turn black. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and if they if they pull them out too early, then they get like, they can go with lesser bands. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that, uh, that's quite cool. And like the banner of wrath had like these bear pelts and like, uh, big killing big ferocious animals and like that feels very. Yeah, like like you know, like just embracing your rage, like beating these animals to death with your bare <laughs> fists, you know, like it's. Uh, yeah, and the cool. the banner of the burning hands is yeah. like a black fist with like fire around it, yeah. and there's quite a lot of like fire and blood in this this yeah. uh, this like dark god. Yeah. And they they take uh, trophies of the victims, so they like they'll kill someone like take their hands or take oh, their fur yeah. and take their heads. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I think this is kind of like going back to the corn almost yeah. a little bit, like the yeah. skulls for the blood god or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but here it's not like uh, exemplified in the same way. No. It's like this god does not crave skulls really. Like he craves the emotion, not the blood. That's uh, the that's, uh, yeah. And they have the, they have this like burning rage inside yeah. them. To, they want to enact vengeance. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all of the the seven gods. Hopefully yeah. we've given like a pretty good overview of what they are. Um, just before we take another break. I actually want to go through the rules for, uh, for the marks. For the marks, yeah, sure. Because we've we've kind of talked about what they mean, yeah. and now I just want to see if like, we can. Yeah, is it reflected? Does in it the rules? is it reflected yeah. in the rules? Like I don't really want to do any kind of rules review, but apart no. from this, yeah, but I, I think it's important to it's see. It's good because this is the only part of the rules I've read uh, <laughs> fairly kind of. <laughs> we actually talked about this a little bit today. So, um, do you want to, do you have the the first uh, one? Now? Yeah, I have the first one. So, so the first mark in the in the list is the favor of Kulima. The favor, not the mark. Drink. 
But I said the favor. You said Mark. I said the favor. I'll the be... first Mark in the list is the oh, okay, but Okay, I said the first Mark in the list. <laughs> so they're no longer Marks. They're okay, favors. They're favors. Uh, so it says right before the battle, at step 7 of the deployment phase, and this came up in my game today, step 7 is right when you choose spells. So this is before you uh, like actually deploy. Yeah. There's something before you actually deploy, which I don't remember what it is. You but like choose the scenario and stuff. Yeah, that's before this, and then you spells, and then there's something, and then you... <laughs> I think it's like you declare which special deployments, and then you actually deploy. Okay. Um, so... If you have one or more models with the favor of envy, choose two units from the opposing opponent's army list. If you're playing warbands, choose one more unit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, attacks uh, with models with a favor must reroll fail to hit rolls uh, allocated towards these models or chosen units. And if you have characters in the chosen units, you get to reroll hits as well. So I think this is really cool. This yeah, is like, ha this is basically hatred against like a chosen model yeah and that's cool because it's like envy like you hate this exactly. person you get to choose yeah. someone and you get to hate them yeah. I, I i think this is really fluffy yeah. this works well and it's also not pretty, that hard to yeah. remember it's, it's pretty it's useful easy. it's yeah it's good it's a little bit wordy with the uh, yeah i think this is uh, again like you fall into the like an ifage a lot <coughs> of times falls into the trap of like having to have the rules be perfect for these uh, you know, <laughs> nitpicky with yeah. all cost power gamers. Yeah. So, so then it has to be wordy. But but uh, I agree. Like maybe I mean something. I've, I, like, I literally it literally yeah. could just say yeah. you get hatred against one unit. Choose before uh, deploying yeah, phase exactly. seven. I like I think this maybe might be a general case. I don't know if I'm going off tangent, but uh, I feel like in many of these cases where these are a bit too wordy, maybe they should just have like first a simple version and then they have a wordy version <laughs> underneath. So it's like if you're a retard, read the underneath version, <laughs> and all you know, all the people in Denmark can read the underneath version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got you got to get in the racist racist jokes. Yeah, bit, definitely. Right? No, but no, but it's the same thing with like the scenario where you kill scoring units and it has like a two paragraphs about how you choose scoring units if uh, somebody <laughs> does have scoring units and everybody gets confused and plays the scenario wrong because of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's stupid. Okay, let's move on to anyway, the second mark. Anyway, anyway, that was a digression. <laughs> yeah, a digression. So the next one is the favor of Arkan, the god of gluttony. So attacks from model parts with his favor must reroll fail to rune rolls. This can only be used if the model was engaged in combat in the previous melee phase. So this is like slightly confusing yeah. for me. It, I feel like it's thematic, but it's confusing because because there it's thematic because like now. You know, like they, if you charge in, you're just in combat for one round, like you haven't drawn blood yet. Yeah. Whereas now, like the blood is flowing, like the scent is in the yeah. air, and you start to devour these people. Yeah. And then you get the real to wound. So, yeah. so thematically, it works very yeah. well. It's fluffy, it's yeah. really cool, it yeah. works, and it kind of fits it. Yeah. But, like, the wording of the rule is not very good. Yeah. And it, yeah, because again, it's it could just be in the second round of combat, in yeah. ongoing combat, you re roll to wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or ongoing combat, I don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah, it feels uh, like it's again something which has like some weird condition for it uh, to happen, uh, which uh, which makes it more difficult to play with. Uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah, but we we like the rule. Yeah. Next one. Uh, favor of Suglag, go god of greed. Uh, so this is attacks from uh, mole part with his favor gain battle focus against scoring. Units that lose a combat while in contact, uh, when in base contact with a non-charging opponent mole with this favor, lose the scoring until the start of what? the next player turn. What? This is a really bad offender. Because, okay, so basically, 
Let's break it's it like, down. Uh, we've had a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I did not okay, I'm going to try to break it down. I was reading it off the pe- off the computer <laughs> while you were saying it, and I did not understand it. So, so okay, so you get uh, battle focus uh, when you fight scoring units, okay? Okay, that's, 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 easy, that's easy, that's easy enough. And then, it's basically, if you haven't charged... And you're fighting Wait, no. what? If, it, like if you're a Suglag guy yeah. and you have a charge a scoring unit, but you're fighting a combat against them, then if you win, they lose scoring. So you like steal scoring at them, but they but, somehow. So it, you you steal scoring if you charge? No, no. If you haven't charged, so like uh, so say that you charge me with a scoring unit and I win, then you lose scoring. I lose scoring. Yeah. What? So I steal, Are you sure? I steal. No, no. Like I'm the I'm the warrior of the Suglag. So I yeah. steal. So if I charge you yeah. and you win, yeah, then the, then I lose scoring. You lose scoring. But is this useful? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I think the problem is that they were scared that it was gonna be too useful if it was just said if you lose combat against Suglag you lose scoring, and then they put this restriction in because because okay so the problem I think the thing they want to uh, restrict here. Is that they want don't want you to on the sixth round like uh, you know imagine that you're a vampire playing player yeah. and you have a big block of zombies on objective which have like you know 120 million moles yeah. and you charge in with some warriors with, which are like five guys they win combat and then you lose scoring and he wins the game. That's what the, what what if if you're vampires and you have no I'm just saying if you have but a, if if you're anything and you know that they have this rule you're just not gonna charge. No, no, but like, okay, so the thing which uh, which uh, is like restricting here is that if the warriors charge, then this rule doesn't apply. Yeah. That's that's what this is saying. Yeah. So so as long as they're not charging, you will lose scoring. But the thing is, they they want to avoid is that you could make perhaps like a really long charge in the last turn, and then you your your okay, opponent. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. Can you understand that? Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> just just make the, it the first part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just that. This is again like as this is the like this one. is this is the the rule is not very well written. Yeah, and it's difficult to interpret, and it's hard to get your head round, and and it's probably not even going to come up. Yeah, exactly. ever. It's not yeah. like very rarely going to be relevant. Like maybe maybe I'm just misinterpreting yeah. it, but I I don't think I don't think it's going to come up. Like I I get that they would like to like so I think what the theme here is that the god of greed kind of. Is acting against scoring units like that's his theme. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which, which kind of it. I don't know if it totally makes sense, but it kind of makes sense. I would rather see something which was more focused around magic items or you know like somebody yeah. who's wealthy. There, you know, like uh, or or maybe you're buffing your own magic items or, or something like yeah. that. But but here it seems more like it's against scoring units. Like but but they just don't want it to be too powerful because yeah. they don't want like a knight unit to the last turn charge twenty inches and then like just. Uh, Take off somebody scoring and yeah, like, always I, win. I'm, I'm not sure. I I just think I think uh, if if it was just, just the favor gains battle focus against scoring. Yeah, that would probably be fine. And I, yeah. I think it would be fluffy, and then just fluffy make it as well. Less points, like just yeah. less less points, less confusing. Yeah, but I actually really like what you said with the steal the items. Yeah, I think that would be super cool. Like if it's a character, yeah. like and you're in a challenge and you kill someone as yeah. like an additional rule. That would be awesome to be able yeah. to just like or even if it's just like a mechanism. specific uh, like thing you could buy for your character. It might not just be the mark, but maybe it's like an extra thing you buy. Uh, a favor, yeah, favor. That you can uh, that you can buy for your character, which which makes him able to get this ability. Yeah. Like uh, it's a magic weapon which steals magic weapons or something. Yeah, yeah, or like a talisman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool as well. So we didn't wasn't sure about that one, but yeah. okay. Uh, the next one, the favor of uh, Chibarash, the god of lust. 
Models with his favor gain Strider. Okay, that uh, uh, I'm sold already. <laughs> <laughs> Enemy units suffer minus one offensive skill for each opposing unit in base contact with it that has at least one model with this favor. I don't know if this is gonna be as useful, but I guess you like I guess you could stack this. I could see that. I mean, you could pick something off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, if you're fighting a Death Star and you're engaging it with two or three units, then they're gonna go down and and skill fast. Yeah. And I, I mean, like here, it, it it's it's quite fluffy because you know, like these people are being distracted by like the you know the smells and the sensations by these these warriors of lust, so they, they don't fight as well. Yeah. But it's only offensive web skills, so it's like what you're they're gonna hit you back on. Yeah, but I think it's fluffy though. Yeah, yeah, it's fluffy because it's like you're you're like enraptured by the like sexiness. I just don't see why. So you why don't want to fight them. Yeah, I, I just don't see why it's not both defensive and offensive. Yeah, it could be, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's just too powerful. Yeah, maybe. I I I like this one. Yeah. The strider yeah, strider the strider thing. It makes you like okay maybe it does it matters for cavalry and stuff because you won't take dangerous train. Yeah, but I don't see it, how is, it's. I this don't is see how because it's I play a lot of chariots, so I yeah. so for me strider is like the best thing in the world. I don't see how it's that fluffy though. Yeah, I don't see that either. Actually, maybe it's because they're like life and essential and this kind of stuff. Maybe. But maybe yeah. you could just cut that and put put some more emphasis on this like weapon skill reduction. I mean, to me, maybe they're just trying too hard to give them something to, which is really good. Maybe giving yeah, them like, like an extra an extra thing for the price. Yeah. Just make it a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, if there's I nothing wrong with a are, very yeah. cheap upgrade, which is like doesn't give a big uh, thing. I mean, yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I like the I like the minus one offensive skill. Yeah. Cool. And it also lends to like the MSU style, which is yeah. kind of what we've come to see with the lust. Yeah. Like lots of small units, like all attacking one unit, and so you, you they, as you said, yeah. they stack. So yeah, I think I think you, that's I think that's quite and it, cool. And it gives you the like the weapon to really bring down the Death Star. I think. Yeah. 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 Like I, 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 I like it. Maybe a little bit too complex with Strider, but I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the God of Pride. Yeah, favor of Savar. If a unit uh, has at least one model with this favor, when taking a discipline test, roll one additional d6 and remove the highest d6 roll. So basically, get cold blooded. Yeah. Uh, and it's not called cold blooded anymore. Yeah, I don't. What is it called? I don't know, but drink. Saurian leadership thingy. <laughs> is it? Maybe it's called cold blooded. I don't know. <laughs> uh, then, then you, I will have to like get back by drink somehow. I don't know how that works. <laughs> anyway. But, but yeah, yeah, this yeah, this, this one is, okay. is yeah, it's it's I. Uh, do you feel like it's fluffy though? For, for yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like that these people have disdain. Like it's really, it's really good. Like I think this is probably one of the best models. Yeah, I like it as well, especially with the warriors. They're not the highest leadership. Yeah, like this just guarantees that you're yeah. just basically never gonna flee unless yeah. you're super, like broken. Yeah, so you can uh, th this one you're probably gonna take on like your combat character that's alone. Yeah. So like, uh, let's just let's just say for example. A guy on a demonic mount who is gonna go into a unit yeah. and maybe fight a challenge and then lose combat by one. Yeah, and then he's, a lot of sure he's never gonna yeah. flee. and he's just not gonna flee. Yeah. So th th I think this is really useful in the game. Yeah. And it's also quite fluffy. I think this one is one of the cheapest one as well, which uh, like doesn't make sense. Like I haven't yeah. looked at all the entries, but, yeah. but it is I, I don't quite know. cheap. Like I don't this know. is, uh, I think this is a good pick basically. Yeah. So the next one, uh, the favor of Nakuja, the goddess of sloth. This is really good. Okay. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's really hard. Attacks against models with his favor suffer minus one to wound. Yeah. 
If a model with his favour declares a charge, performs a march move, this effect is lost until the start of his owner's next player turn. So for me, like the, the my it's cool as well. It's yeah, it's really it's cool. Really and cool. I think this is very fluffy. My counter argument is, when as a Warriors player, do you not charge or march? Because you like you're always gonna you're gonna be probably gonna be aggressive, and you're gonna be like want to wanting to move around the other opponent's army and like even I understand like the sloth theme is yeah. to be still and waiting, but if I don't know if that's gonna be able to translate to the tabletop. Yeah, right maybe you're right. But it like it's, it lends yeah. itself to infantry. Like yeah. you're not gonna use this with cavalry. No, no, no. But let's say you have an infantry unit. Let's say it's yeah, like, like fi- fifteen halberd warriors. Yeah. Like chosen or something. Yeah. So you mar- you move up. Maybe yeah. you don't march up. Maybe you advance. Yeah. Four inches, five inches, whatever it is. Yeah. If they charge you, your toughness four and minus one to wound. Yeah. Which is that, that's yeah. really good. That's really good yeah. with a four percent save. Yeah. Next turn, if they haven't charged you, you advance four inches. Yeah. If they want to charge you, toughness four minus one to wound. Yeah. And again, if they if they haven't charged you. Then maybe you just charge them and kill them. Yeah. And if they ha- if they don't want to charge you, you yeah. just move up four inches. Yeah. I mean, th- this could definitely like promote interesting play. Yeah. I feel like. And also, you have uh, I think warriors now have evocation. Yeah. So you you can magical yeah. magical move. Magical move, yeah, like magical move eight. Magic magical move is not an is no, it's not is a march. not a march move. Yeah. Magical move is not a charge. Yeah. It's a uh, advance, I think. Yeah. So actually, they. They they work well together. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like the only <laughs> the first thing I thought was like ah I'm gonna want to be moving fast right so it's not yeah. ever gonna work. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and so I, I think there's I think there's some legs yeah. in it. Like it may it's it's gonna take a much better player than me to make it work. Mm. But there's I think it's cool yeah. and it's really fluffy. Yeah, def- yeah. This one is probably one of the most fluff- fluffy ones. But I feel like the the only risk you have is that it also is one of those things where. It's like an effect which happens when something else doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so it's, it isn't as complicated as like the the favor of greed, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but but it's uh, like it's it's getting into that territory where you mm. have to like really like oh well did they march oh maybe they moved six inches when they can only move five and blah yeah. blah you know, like this yeah. stuff. It's maybe a little bit tricky to keep track of. Yeah. So the last one is the favor of uh, it does say Vanadra. Yeah, but I say it differently. Yeah, well, I just say Vanadara. Vanadara. <laughs> Goddess of Wrath. Uh, so oh, one, yeah, you're right. Van, Vanadara. Maybe I just wrote it down wrong. I think your one sounds good as well. Uh, <laughs> Vanadara so whatever, better, right? Yeah, exactly. Whatever you want. Background team. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Get on it. Attacks from all parts with this favor. Gains plus one offensive skill in the first round of combat. Units with a majority of their models with this favor must re-roll failed charge rolls. It's good. It's fluffy. It's cool. We like. It's easy to remember. It's perfect. Like this yeah. one. This one. Like I. I'm not like a big, uh, Raph fan in general. But I think yeah. this mark is the like just. Uh, I feel like the the best one. Like it's not. It's not crazy. It's not like plus uh, strength in the first round or something. Plus uh, one. I would. I is... could. I could go with plus one to hit in the first round of combat. But uh, I feel like that might be a bit too powerful. They used to just get plus one to hit. Period. I know, I know, but but like I I I would for me personally, I like the fact that the real charges yeah, is good. more that's like good. a utility than yeah. just like pure power. So I like the fact that you can real charges, which is really powerful, yeah. and then you get like a little bonus as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really yeah. good, really yeah. nice. I like it. I like it how it is. I don't know how much it's gonna make a difference. 
Because what you want yeah. is you want that magical four difference. So yeah. if you're chosen and your weapon score six, then it's good because yeah. if you're fighting weapon score three, you hit on two plus. Um, yeah. If you're just a, if you're like a, a character, then I think it, I think it's quite good because it makes your weapon yeah, score eight, weapon score nine. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, there's, there's and then, the and then you're pretty much twos. hitting on twos yeah. the whole time. So that's really good. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, really like, like this how, one. How I saw it is the fact that if you're playing this kind of army, if you put a like a chosen uh, knight unit or like a character or something, people are going to have to stay outside of basically almost your maximum charge range. Yeah. Because you can, re-roll. especially if you have Swift yeah. Strike. The reroll is the big thing. Yeah, like if you have Swift Strike, you can just say, well, I mean, I'm just going to make an area of 20 inches around this guy, which you are not going to go into because yeah. I'm going to fuck you up, basically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I th- I think it's super strong, and uh, I think we're gonna see this one a lot. Yeah. So that's uh basically our review of the marks and the yeah and how they relate to the favors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how they relate to um, the rules. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have another break now, and then we're gonna come back and actually go through the the yeah, main the story, the main meat of the of the background. To uh, a fluff episode yeah. of Amazon Podcast. The best kind of episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel that we're actually lacking a bit in the Ninth Age yeah. with, uh, with this kind of coverage. Especially when they like the writers and the artists put uh, so much effort into producing this stuff. I, I yeah. feel like uh, we, we should uh, put more focus on it. Yeah, I mean, have, have, you, have you been reading the Night Scroll? With uh, the yeah. with the background compendium, yeah, I I have like I I haven't uh, in the uh, the latest latest one I've only read the background parts, but okay. I haven't read like all the battle parts. But I've read all the previous ones. Yeah, so. um, if you want a little, not I don't know if it's a spoiler. I think it's pretty obvious. Like mm. all the background compendium are going to be put together into one publication at, yeah. the, at the end when it's all done. Yeah, I think we're about halfway through now. Like maybe two yeah, thirds. and through. it has like quite a lot of like. Interesting, cool, cool little snippets bits. Yeah. and stuff. So, for example, in the la- latest scroll, it details a lot of these like human uh, civilizations, which aren't maybe part of like the mainstream. Actually, uh, want to make a disclaimer right now? We we skipped two pages by accident. Whoa! <laughs> so, uh, if you if you go to if you downloaded the night scroll uh, in the first two weeks when we published it, okay, uh, you were probably missing two pages of background compendium so since I downloaded it very recently I'm pretty sure yeah. I did so this. there should be I think five or seven different nations yeah probably something f- like that 45 different human yeah. nations that were I don't remember number. That were, I think it was five that were that were presented yeah but in the original scroll we actually only published three Oh. So we will be publishing the same background compendium again in the next scroll. Okay. So that no one misses it. Yeah. Along with a new background compendium. Yeah, it seems good. Yeah, I mean, to me, like these. Uh... Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't worry, man. Like these, these ones, they were like quite cool. Like it was like a, it was a Sulu one. There was more like there was these iron crowns that we heard a little bit about yeah. before, at least on the forum. 
and uh, the Usklanders. Yeah, so I mean, and there's like a uh, more like Asian theme one, which yeah. uh, they, I think that was. Uh, yeah, that was one which was pretty cool, which said like it said something about like they had uh, lived uh, side by side with the Saurians, at least yeah. in their myth- mythology, uh, which was quite nice. And mm. there's like a Sikh or like more Indian, uh, yeah, Indian type one, one as well, which was pretty did, cool. Did you see the story about the Inquisition from like the uh, Sundan guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I, uh, I thought that was a really cool story. Yeah, well, like with all the Inquisitors yeah. converging. Yeah, 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 that was quite cool. That was really cool. Yeah, so like the story is that this. Uh, uh, what was the guy they were coming to? He was also in the Inquisition, or something. He, he was like a like, like a like a military police or something. Yeah, exactly. And then they, he is hunting this heretic, and then he's killed. Yeah. Or he's investigating Some, someone murder. Someone died, right? Yeah, exactly. He's someone investigating. Died, someone was killed. <laughs> he's investigating a murder, <laughs> and the murder turns out to be a heretic, and uh, and then he starts investigating these, these people, and they're all very weird. And it, then in the end, it's like you know, like he discovers yeah. that these people are all inquis- inquisitors who are yeah. coming to hunt this guy. Yeah, uh, which is quite nice from yeah. all different parts of the world. Like I, I obviously I read the story through when I edited it, and yeah. it was like actually this is a really cool yeah. story, like, really nice. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, if I mean if you're if you're listening to this and you enjoyed it so far, then I and you haven't read the scrolls. Yeah. Then I would go through the Night Scrolls and just check out some of the background stuff that yeah. we publish in there. Because there's quite a lot. Like if you put all the scrolls together so far, it's like almost almost like reading another army book. Like yeah. it's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some official stories and some non-official stories. So yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff that you can like wet your whistle with. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm actually just gonna get some ice, but maybe you wanna start with this because I've not made so many notes. Okay. Yeah. So right after they do the. Uh, uh, introduction to these temptations of the different gods. Uh, this guy Ivanovich uh, disappears for a while, and we have a short story about a warrior's path, which uh, I thought was pretty cool because this uh, this story is about the go- like a guy who starts the path of becoming a warrior, like the path towards immortality, and it talks about like how he is introduced to these cultists and how he's uh, you know like he's uh, showed temptation. Uh, or like how he's tempted him to be to uh, forswearing his soul and how he's ripped out of him and uh, how he starts his path as becoming a, a warrior uh, devoted to the dark gods and what I really found interesting is that this like this part shed light on uh, something which I've always felt was a bit lacking with Warriors of the Dark Gods where like you don't really know where you know like they eat or or get uh, their armor and this kind of stuff, or how they survive, or why do why are they so strong? Why are they so much bigger than normal humans? And it seems like they're like engorged uh, in this transformation process when they make these uh, the cellular souls. They just kind of uh, grow to a much like greater than human stature, and they gain strength and ability straight away. So this is like some almost like equalizing thing, which uh, we talked before that anybody could uh, become a warrior of a dark god. And you don't have to be like an especially uh, like gifted person. gifted person, like physically or something. Like they, they will endow you with this ability. Yeah, and then everyone is kind of brought up to the same level. Yeah. And it talks about like how they, how like you know this guy searches out uh, these this group of people who like travel between like the in the wilderness between the cities, and they have these camps where they like forge armor and. And recruit new people and stuff mm. to create these war bands, which then can go marauding. Which Mar- uh, marauding? Yeah, well, is that a verb? <laughs> marauding. Ah, damn it! My <laughs> English, uh, which is uh, which I thought was uh, quite cool. 
Yeah, I, I actually completely missed this <laughs> yeah. in my in my notes, but uh, I think the next one is really interesting. Yeah. So th- so this is I think this has been uh, when I read lightly a bit on the forum like this artwork for the path of ascension is one of those things which most people thought like was was really cool in this book. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of the linchpin. Yeah. Of of how the warriors work, and and it's like the, almost like the basis of their society. Yeah. So there's a really cool um, kind of cartoon diagram. Yeah. Of of this, I I quite like that it's a cartoon. I think it's like makes it a little bit. It's different. very stylized. Yeah. yeah. It almost looks like it could be a mural on the wall of a temple. Yeah. In in a way, and um, and it details the the path of ascension. And yeah. what what I thought was really cool with this is that there's a like there's a dual path. It's not just like a straight linear thing where you know like if you just continue pull up towards uh, when you become an exalted herald or you transcend humanity. It's more. It, it is also like it can the, go both ways. Yeah, both ways. So like if you if you fall from grace, not everything's lost. You can redeem yourself still yeah. in the eyes of the dark gods. So so like even if you have. Uh, fallen to the statue of fallen, then uh, then there is still a path to go upwards, and this is where we see, uh, the more like uh, ogre size uh, warriors, which are the forsworn, and how they can uh, rise to then like the, uh, like the more uh, hero stature of a doom lord, which yeah. is also like on a character, yeah, character version of this, and how they can also rise to become exalted heralds in the end. Yeah, so it's like for me, it was like the the road to immortality. Yeah, and and it kind of it can go up and down and and stuff mm. and 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 just just to kind of like really spell it out for you, like once the pact is made, once you pledge your soul, you you kind of follow this path, and the first place you come is to be a warrior, and a warrior means that you have the the armor and you get all the strength and you're yeah. imbued with the like the kind of the magical essence of what it means to be a follower of the dark god. Yeah. But you you don't actually have a a favor. You're not favored yet. Mm. You have to prove yourself. So once you've proven yourself, you become a chosen. And once the the chosen has like surpassed yeah, like all excelled. excelled all the other chosen, yeah. you become a chosen lord. And this is obviously like the best some of the best characters in the in the book and the best characters in the game and the best yeah. characters in the in the world, and then once you've you've like done something fucking epic as yeah, a chosen lord, you like the people, yeah, you like it's yeah. a bit like in the Thor movies, like a lightning bolt comes down, like yeah. <laughs> there's like a big rune on the floor, yeah. and then you like become like a exalted herald, yeah, like Sprout a fucking wings, yeah, it, like extend to the heavens, yeah, and then you become immortal, and yeah. and this is this is what. Uh, everyone who goes in this path, th- this is what they like. Their like, final goal yeah, is. They aspire to this. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then there's also like this path of the fallen, which yeah. is kind of below these three echelons: the warrior, the chosen, and the chosen lord. You have the fallen, the forsworn, and the doom lord. Yeah. And so, at each level of the, of the, of the exalted path. You can you can like fall down the rung. Yeah. So this is like uh, if you're like in a sports tournament, this is the losers brackets. Like yeah. you, know, you just like if you, if you fail once, there's always a second second chance. Like yeah. you you fail and you get this like you get 
to be mutated and like uh, the gods punish you for your failure but but there's still like you can still use this to your advantage you can still rise up again yeah and then you get these wretched beasts which yeah. uh which is when you the when you run, when you fail lost. and then you fail again yeah like you get one chance but if you fuck up then then you yeah. become this wretched beast Exactly, just muted, be, mutated beyond any recognition. Like not, not even human anymore. Like limbs sticking out of anywhere, faces yeah. like yeah. sprouting of yourself. I, I thought, I thought, like what was most interesting in this is the pact itself. Yeah. Like I, I'm not sure how the pact is made, and like necessarily what it means. Like obviously, you're trading your soul for yeah. the power that, or and the chance of immortality. Yeah. But is the pact made? with the god is the pact this made is, like internally is the, the pact made you shouldn't have missed the, la the last page because this is kind of the last page talks about this like this is like a, I mean like the, the you meet a, a war band or a, like a band of cultists who introduce you to to this concept yeah. and they, they I've, as I understand at least they like kind of facilitate the pact with the god so you like they they're, help they're you kind of like they the, help you swear it so they show you the temptations the vessel and if you give in to it, they help you swear your soul to the god, and that it's like physically ripped from you. Okay. And it talks about how you feel that like something is missing. Yeah. But then like you know they fill you fill the void with all the strength and power instead. Yeah. Okay. So if you take it from Larian's point of view. Yeah. So when the gods are kind of coming to yeah. the to the the town, they're like offering they're offering the pact yeah. in their like. Yeah, way. Through, through their champions, yeah. basically. Yeah, so like if he gives in to to Wrath and he slays these prisoners, then then he would like start down the path. And it, there's a story later on which but which implies that it does it isn't straight away. Like it's not it's not as soon as you give in to temptation. You have to actually like by your own free will make the pact. Yeah. So you have to be aware of what you're doing. It's not like something which can happen inadvertently. You have to like take the first step of your own free will. Yeah. I, th I think it's a really cool yeah. like, concept. And uh, I just want to read one of the paragraphs from yeah, this. Sure. Um, I think it's quite cool. Um, th this is this is from the Litany of the Exalted, um, from a diary. And uh, it's I guess it's like found in a temple uh, in like what, what we would call India yeah. in the Ninth Age. And uh, I, th I think it's really interesting because it kind of explains a little bit like how, like a little bit of the, how they feel, yeah. Like the kind of the humanness of it. So, uh, should we go with the epic voice again? Yeah, yeah, that was a good voice. It was good last time. Yeah. All right. We are none of us immune to fear and doubt. I myself once faced such weakness, but I cut it out. I walked the path. I faced every trial. I imposed my will. And now I stand before the wretched slaves of an inferior herd they call civilization. They look at me with terror, and I understand the greatness of our father, the awesome potential of our path. We are warriors of the dark gods. There can be no pity, no rest, no love, for the price is the glory of the immortal. So this is kind of saying like the 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 aim is to become immortal. Yeah. And they disdain all weakness. Everything like civilization is like inferior to them. Every, they're just slaves, and they they just cut out like every weakness, and that's like the 
the path that they have to follow. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can see in this uh, like little mural, um, I think each of these is supposed to be the seven gods. One, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, so, seven. Let's see which one is which. Yeah. So it's kind of maybe a little bit hard to understand. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of gone through them just now. I guess gluttony is the the one with like the snake-like thing eating stuff. But but the what I thought maybe yeah maybe it is because it's, it's the, eating, this the lamprey right? But it's the, also like eating gold, so maybe I thought maybe it could be greed. But maybe the next one is is greed because the next one has like a uh, it seems like a pregnant woman who has like uh, gold in her belly or something. It's very yeah. it's very that's a very weird. I think the the one. white the one with the white hair on second from the left is a sloth one. Yeah. Sloth sloth or perhaps lust because it's like a female figure, but I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe maybe these are not related to the yeah. gods. Yeah, perhaps <laughs> not. It's it's very it's very weird, hard to tell actually. Yeah. And there's also a snail with like craters and a fly above it. it I would it's... say I would say maybe envy, but then I'm not really sure how that relates. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not sure. But they're but they're really they're they're weird. Like they're, maybe, and they also have like maybe this medieval feel to yeah, them. Maybe like, there's like a hidden a hidden meaning somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> and one more thing that we should say uh, from the wretched beast, there's actually like a further downward spiral to the forsaken one, which is just like a fucking retarded blob of <laughs> blob of meat. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, are there forsaken ones in the game? Yeah. Okay. I think it's yeah. like the it's like a spawn, but it's like top and six and shrimp six. Ooh, like a super spawn. Yeah, and um, cool. if you if you look at the top, there's like this ribbon, and I think a, a green ribbon that represents the veil. Yeah. And you can see like the herald is like torn the ribbon. Yeah. And pushed through to the darkness, which is the chaos. You can see the chaos symbol of the snake eating itself. Yeah. In the infinity sign, so it's like the exalted herald has pushed past the realm of the mortal yeah. and entered the realm of immortality, and that's something that we'll come back to later, yeah. I think, because this is a super interesting, yeah. cool concept as well. And it's it's quite uh, cool. I like also that there's almost like angel-like uh, figures in the uh, in the chaos yeah. above, yeah. which is like a. How these people, you know, view the demons, right? It's yeah. not, they're not demons. They're almost like angels. They're immortal like, beings yeah. of some kind. So the the next one, I think this is like super interesting yeah. for me. And like now, now we start on to uh, having like uh, parts of the story describe the different unit entries in the book. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So each each is is similar to Games Workshop. Yeah. But I think this is, is done in a in a good way because yeah. I mean some of them there's I think the chariots is the most obvious one where it is really like uh, you know it talks only about some chariots doing some things yeah. but but here but uh, which is very games workshopy but this this one like kind of has the story and then like these these uh, different uh, characters enter the story in some yeah. way but sometimes it's not like very obvious it's not like oh here comes a guy and he kills stuff and he's yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. you know yeah it's, it's just it has a bit more way. a little bit more to it yeah I think so too. So the, the the this is the exalted herald. So, old if you want to go in like Game Workshop words, this is the demon prince. Yeah. This is like your big character with the wings. That exactly. This, Shop your thing. Yeah. Kill everything. Costs half your army in points. Probably. <laughs> it's not actually that expensive anymore. Oh, cool. Um, oh yeah, because he can't take yeah. items. I guess. It's a really interesting choice, but we'll 
go with that another day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is um, done in the form of a saga. It's called the Atha Saga because it's yeah. about um, a character called Atha, and uh, he's like a, a, a leader of the the tribes in yeah. uh, in the wasteland. And I think I think it's quite cool. It has like some interesting. Uh, languages like it uses like nordic kind yeah, of yeah it feels names. very much like a scald yeah thing. yeah yeah and uh and and yeah you have like great halls and things like that and basically he he fights against this guy called Bryn mm. and comes out victorious yeah. and he's like he he like leads like he accumulates a huge army they both like the kind of him and him and the other guy Bryn uh kind of at the same time doing the same thing yeah. So they're both like accumulating an army, and they're both kind of like contesting at the same time. And when it comes down to it, they fight each other, and Athar comes out victorious. Yeah. And he's like exalted to, excuse me, exalted to demonhood. Yeah. So he transcends the immortal barrier, and I think it's quite cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna read it real quick. I uh, hadn't planned on it, but it's cool. <laughs> so um, the Bryn and Athar are fighting. And uh, and like when they looked again, they saw their lords had vanished. Noble Bryn was no more. Some great power cloven through the huge oak walls of the hall, leaving warriors stricken in its wake. In the darkening forest beyond, a howling most most hideous most hideous was heard. So it seems like Bryn has been like struck down yeah. and turned into the wretched beast exactly. or the Doom Lord. And then uh, when they looked back to the place of Athar, before them was neither sign of man nor beast, except the sigil by his accession, seared into the stone itself, that which signifies the Alpha and the Omega of all things, the beginning and the end, the very symbol of the infinite. And then we have the infinity sign. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so there's like, so there's like this puff of smoke, yeah. like flash of lightning, yeah. and there's like this infinity sign, a bit like Zorro. Yeah. And like he's just gone. He just, no, yeah. He's he just ascended. He's just ascended yeah. to like fucking demon. Yeah. It's quite cool. So like, I think this is like really nice, uh, like, yeah, like the- theme. Uh, yeah, really cool story. Yeah. Did you get anything else from it? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember like uh, perfectly well, but I, I think it was, uh, it's uh, as you say, like it's quite cool that this, uh, like uh, that you see how this happens, like how these guys ascend, and it's not just, it's not uh, also like just not like uh, on the battlefield, like it's it's this context of this uh, rivalry which yeah. makes it, it makes it worth ascension. Yeah. It's not only just slaying tons of people. Yeah, so there's like they're fighting together yeah. and he kind of wins and then yeah, becomes a like demon. And I I think I think like the the last little bit is quite cool as well. Mm. Kind of says uh, this is contest contested topic among historians. So mm. like all the time we're always looking at this in like the third person. Yeah, it's always taken from a source or it's always already always taken from someone who's seen it rather than actually getting told. The story in like a narrative way. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure I like this. I like it, but yes, and I, th- no. I think it, it. I think it could also be nice to have yeah. it the other way. I think I. Yeah, I think this book uh, has taken steps to make it uh, less in this way because yeah. because it here it seems like a lot of times the historians in in quotation marks uh, kind of quote from uh, first hand sources yeah. as in this case. So then you kind of get like the first hand perspective. 
and uh, and that that is really nice yeah. and i feel maybe maybe they should like even it out uh, even yeah. a little bit more but I, like yeah. i really like the parts also where it is uh, in the as you say like a letter kind of, or yeah, letter or this uh, ivanovich observing something yeah. or, but at the same time it's also good to have some parts which are like this is how they are yeah. and this is what they do yeah kind of it, it kind of it kind of this this kind of format gives it some element of conjecturalism yeah. some element of bias like maybe it's not true yeah maybe this is just how someone's seeing it and i, I would like a little bit more solid yeah I, but I, f- I think like you need both like you need solid yeah. information yeah. and as well like some some like as you say contextual things which give it flavor yeah yeah it's like a mixture would be nice but yeah. this is the this is the route that the ninth age has taken and i yeah. respect it and i think it's okay but it, it kind of says that like in like a little excerpt at the bottom that may maybe maybe this this didn't exist but yeah. the one of the figures is agreed to be real and and this is like some of these events are historically accurate. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think that's also quite cool. Like it, it yeah. accepts it and it also kind of puts it in some context. Yeah. But also the fact that it, it gives you hints that the people like the, the guys in Sunstall they try to you know like maybe they just try to deny this. They yeah. Say, oh, like these people think he's ascended, but but you know like that's yeah. not there's, true. There's this no evidence happen. of this. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and obviously we, we 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 know as like the yeah. the onlookers from the outside that it's obviously true. Yeah. <clears throat> so the next little bit I thought was like super super interesting. The, this is kind yeah. of almost like a creation story of the Ninth Age world. Yeah. So do you want to start with it? Uh, I think I I like again I didn't have time to uh, to take like a detailed notes. It's do you want to read this part or no? I, th- I think yeah. uh, I think we can just go with it. So yeah. this is this is like um, it's a it's an inscription found in one of the oldest temples of Avras, long buried beneath the modern day Great uh, Sepulchre. Yeah, so, so Avras is kind of uh, Avras is obviously the capital of the yeah, Empire. So if of we Sonstor. reiterate it, this is like the Roman theme. This is Avras is Constantinople, uh, yeah. basically. This is uh, the place which uh, the vermin swarm like took from the civilized places, and then in the in the dawn of the ninth age, the like um, the humans, yeah, humans like reconquer this place yeah. basically and reinstate the empire. So, so finding this inscription in a temple below the Great Sepulchre, which is yeah. the, the biggest temple, yeah, in like the, a like spiritual in the center. Yeah. So th- this is this is like a like a the f- the first people who the first religion. This is yeah. kind of like the the basic the basis of all all god all religion everything all yeah. like spiritualness so so i think what they're going for here is is kind of this is the first beliefs yeah exactly and like when people are living in caves yeah, yeah. They, they get the, the first the temples yeah. and uh, and obviously obviously it's like a hint mm. in this sense but we kind of know as onlookers that this is how it how it is yeah so the way that the story works is that um, it's called the Timeless Titans and you get this the symbol of the cosmos which is the circle and the chaos which is the infinity yeah. and they like kind of inter- inter- interlocking with each other yeah. and this kind of this story explains the symbol and explains why and explains what it is excuse me so you have um, the goddess Sol the goddess of heaven, who is the sun. So I guess it's some kind of sun goddess. So you could yeah. kind of say the sun 
which like the the world of the ninth age is like uh, orbiting is kind of the goddess or at least the creator or something like that mm. and the goddess is kind of like speaking and creating the the different things the elements of the world so firstly the void and the void is nothing yeah and then then the void was sundered into two and you get these two halves which are the realms yeah and they're personified by chaos and cosmos yeah they struggle like it says that they're timeless titans who struggle whose struggle spans eons or yeah eons. so you have the immortal realm which is the realm of chaos and the the mortal realm which is the realm of cosmos of cosmos yeah. and you have father chaos and the mother cosmos so you have this kind of duality which we see in the cosmology law yeah path fuck <laughs> drink. drink and um obviously yeah. you have this kind of the man which is the chaos and the woman which is cosmos yeah the nurturer and the destroyer yeah you know. so you kind of get this th- these are kind of common themes in most religions yeah <clears throat> And the the chaos is kind of trying to like is a suitor to that the man is like a suitor to the woman, yeah. Constantly trying to press her to press and her things. and things like that, and um, and the and the woman is constantly trying to push the chaos away. Yeah, and keep order. Yeah, and and have yeah exactly. So the the mortal realm is like a realm of order, and the immortal realm is a realm of like chaos and yeah. and magic. And I think this is really interesting because it brings about the veil. And the veil yeah. is like this kind of barrier between the two. Yeah. And you, you can see by the symbol, like the symbol of the of the circle, for me, that's like the world. Like the world is a symbol. And then the chaos is like intertwined into the world. So okay. it's not like around the world. It's like... Through. It's through. Yeah. So you have the, these kind of two planes of reality that are like occupying the same space. So the veil itself is like this barrier between the two, separating them, keeping them separate, yeah. but also joining them. And I think this is really, really like quite cool kind of yeah. uh, image. So Definitely. chaos is constantly trying to penetrate the mortal world yeah. to like get closer to the goddess, to the mother. Yeah. <clears throat> and the mother is constantly trying to repair the veil. Yeah, patch it. Patch the veil. Like where the, almost like a seamstress. Yeah, exactly. To kind of keep it, keep chaos out. Yeah. So this is why, like, when you get a tear in the veil, it's the magic dissipates because the goddess is like fixing the tears yeah. constantly. And um, so when you when you get this, like. Um, this is hard to keep talking about. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just need to lubricate your So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should drink a bit more. <laughs> always a good idea. Yeah, so Father Chaos is always seeking to enter the mortal realm. Yeah. And um, in, in his realm, like magic and demons and chaos, they're sent, they're pushed into the mortal realm mm. to to kind of let the, the goddess, the mother know that chaos is like still there and still trying to yeah. press her so basically sending her flowers even though she doesn't <laughs> want to and he shows up at her doorstep when she needs to go to work and she's like oh <laughs> fuck yeah but I think this this kind of um, 
this idea yeah. is like really central to the warriors and yeah. obviously and also the, to the whole world right yeah. how, how everything works so like understanding this is like really really important yeah and I, I quite like how they how they like present it in this and if you kind of like look into it a little bit more yeah. it's quite interesting definitely so, so little, I need, okay so I need to to take a step back and I say I before <coughs> I read this part I don't know if I ever read the 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 like word spake before spake is this as an english person is this like a is this a thing like yeah spake the goddess it's like sp- it sounds very weird to me it's it's like old old english like way of old, saying spoke. Yeah, english. yeah okay. waves like an old-fashioned way of saying spoke yeah, okay or like the it's, it, it says spake the goddess like that means the goddess spoke yeah like i i kind of understand what it means it just like sounds yeah. very weird yeah to me <coughs> But yeah, I understand. I definitely understand what you're going for. Yeah. So one one more thing that it kind of alludes to, is that the souls of the people in the mortal realm are really important. When you die, the your soul goes to the god that you worship. Mm. So you you can like serve the god in the yeah. immortal realm. And the mother can actually send the soul back. Like capture it, like take it back. <coughs> yeah. So it seems that it says, um, yet the mother may allow those found to be worthy by their deities to return, lifting her veil so that they might might rejoin her place of constancy. Yeah. So it seems like with maybe Sunna or someone like that. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were, if you're a yeah worthy. If you're worthy, boy, yeah, you're then your stuff. your soul can be put back into the Im- so but would that, would that mean that if you're not worthy no matter even if you don't worship these people like the chaos god he just takes your soul or or like well in the in some sense because like if somebody is in the, i would imagine like if somebody is a, an atheist yeah like or he's just a you know he's a bro and the armies and son you know like he's a, he, he's not he's not corrupted he's just like maybe he's not very religious but you know he does his thing yeah, like so is, he's is, probably gonna go to the sun and the mortal okay. realm. But so, so the only people which have kind of like drawn, uh, or the people who are drawn to chaos, but maybe they redeem themselves, basically. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but it, but like once your soul is in the immortal realm, it's yeah. in the immortal yeah, realm. It's trapped forever. Yeah. So the I guess the the war the warriors of the dark gods, yeah. their souls, they're in the immortal realm. Okay. They're like fueling the chaos gods. Yeah. <coughs> Whereas the the guy the people who are in the in the mortal realm who are like worshiping the gods, once they die, their soul goes to serve the god, yeah. and that kind of transcends the veil. Welcome back. We're a bit more lubricated now, yeah. and um, <laughs> <coughs> some lubrication of lust. Mm-hmm. That should be like a magic item. Yeah. <laughs> well, what would that magic item do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> give you a reroll to wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's like reroll to penetration. I guess. <laughs> Extra AP. Yeah, yeah, AP. Yeah, AP. AP ten. Yeah. Um, 
So we're the next page in the Warriors of the Dark Gods fluff is the Wasteland. So this is like a like a account of what the Wasteland is and its kind of nature. Yeah. It's a it's a transcript of the proceedings of the court of Sundan, which is kind of the Asian Chinese yeah, like kind a, of place. And it, yeah. I actually quite like how it ends. It's really cool. Um, but it basically describes a wasteland. So, uh, the reason that the wasteland was created was the from the Inferno, and you can kind of get a little bit of yeah. this from the... The Inferno is a really cool piece of fluff. I feel yeah, like. I, I quite like it as well. Yeah, it, it comes up later as well where... So basically, uh, I mean, for somebody who hasn't read so much before, the Inferno is when the like the the power of the Infernal Dwarves kind of run amok, and it just like devours part of the world in, yeah. in a big like great explosion. So the Infernal Dwarves make this kind of they make a pack with demons yeah. for power, or the well, I guess it's dwarves back then. Yeah, it's like it's something for. Well, I I haven't like I've in some parts it seemed like they're. It's the same civilization as the dwarves, and another part it seems like they're like the eastern dwarves, like some, but like it's not really the same as the ones that live in. The, yeah, in the, I, I think it's like the dwarves, but it's yeah. dwarves that live in the east, yeah. and then so they create like still a bit separate. They're, st they're still dwarves, but yeah. they they like make a pack, dark pack with demons. Yeah, the demons teach them how to make this rent in the veil. Yeah, and then they yeah, become the infernal dwarves. Yeah, and when they rent the veil, like the world explodes. Basically. Yeah, so they they make this like a uh, tear in the veil. Yeah, and obviously, as we said before, the mother is trying to always close these tears. Yeah, and it's just a tear for a second, but it's a big tear. Yeah, and all this like magical energy just like spills out into the world. Yeah, and creates this huge wasteland. Yeah, it just makes everything toxic. <coughs> yeah, it just destroys. It's basically world. like when fucking Chernobyl explodes yeah. and like nothing lives there for like ten years. Yeah. But in this case, it's like it's millennia. Yeah. So the wasteland is this like area of uh, Tafria. Check uh, them out. That's what it's called, maybe. No, uh, Vetia. It's in between Vetia and Ogia. The tide of Maddy swept most of northern Augia. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we call it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so nothing grows there. Like it's very difficult to live there. Yeah. It seems very similar to like as you alluded to before, like a radioactive wasteland. Like it talks about like people who linger there, like start to bleed out of orifices, like visions, and and visions, and like they like you know, you deteriorate unless you have yeah. protection. Yeah. So. Um, you can get a little bit more info of this from like the I think there's like a saga of the ages of the ninth age. Like, yeah, in the the main rule. Book. Yeah, in the main rule yeah. book, and I think it's quite interesting that they say like the reason that the direction of the wasteland is just like the angle that the tear was made and it just like shoots oh, out. I didn't know that actually. So That's the, cool. like on top of this like ziggurat that the infernal dwarves yeah. built, they made this ziggurat. Like center. Yeah, and then they like pointed it in one way and like it just <laughs> went that direction. Yeah. And everything in that direction was just destroyed. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was only open for like a fraction of the moment and that just kind of shows how like much the tear like yeah like how powerful this, yeah. this kind of magic is yeah exactly and um, yeah so the demons can kind of just float into the into the wasteland yeah and now because of all like the magic and stuff in the wasteland the demons can kind of like come and go almost as, as yeah, they please yeah it's, like, it's much easier so it's much easier for the demons to like um, manifest yeah exactly Whereas, like, the smaller rents in the veil, they're closed really quickly. Yeah. So the demons can manifest, but they lose the magic really fast. Yeah. Because the the veil is closed by the mother so fast. Yeah. 
and um, like the warriors, they can survive because they have these superhuman powers, but yeah, they can't survive. They can't survive forever. So yeah. this is why they like live on the edges of the wasteland. Yeah. But they don't. They can only go into the wasteland for so long. And the same with like the the dragons and the demons and the and the chimeras and stuff like yeah. that. They can only survive in there for so long because of all their yeah. magic and radioactivity. Yeah, or which kind of like forces Three-eyed them fish. to. <laughs> It forces them to to like kind of communicate with normal civilization. I feel like, and which is quite cool. Yeah. And also at the end of this, you have uh, like you have this uh, like Emperor Haisu who's uh, just asking the chronicle, chronicle, and he's just like, oh, so I can't lead my armies across. He's like, no, bro, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. It's like don't a, try it, dude. This is so. I mean, that kind of like uh, begs a lot of questions as well. Yeah. Like, why is this emperor trying to lead his armies across yeah. the wasteland? Yeah, like feel, some kind of crazy emperor. I feel like to me uh, the most interesting like uh, auxiliary lists that could be released are the human ones. Like if they when they do the uh, Sunstall like uh, Empire uh, kind of army book, if they do some really cool auxiliary lists, I would be very pleased. Like uh, like this one yeah, for this, example. This, this clearly there's clearly going to be like a Sundan one. Yeah, definitely. As well as like an Iron Crowns and Yeah, like I mean, the Iron you, Crowns. You can ex- you can expect the five uh, human nations that they put in the scroll yeah. to have one I think yeah which would be really <coughs> nice I want to play a weird Sulu army everybody's like just naked throwing spears <laughs> okay so um... so then it carries on to talk about the chosen lords and yep. now we're back to the narrative of this uh, Ilarion. Ilarion. yeah I forgot his name you should that's, uh, that's one you got to remember hmm yeah. So I think this is probably like the most important part of it, actually. Yeah, because this is <coughs> this is the part where he uh, he loses his. Uh, yeah. So uh, so uh, do you have uh, more detailed notes on this? Yeah. So um, basically, what happens here is that um, there was a, a year since the the all the followers came to the city. Yeah, and he's still not tempted or not <coughs> to anything. Yeah. And um, I mean the. But then one comes back, right? Yeah, they they come back. So the the ones it's the pride guys, the one the warriors of uh, Savar. Yeah, the guys with the crowns. The crowns the and the yeah, the all the heraldry and stuff. And they they kind of come back and they've they've been out fighting some infernal dwarves. <clears throat> As you do. As you do, and they kill like a load, and they're like yeah. bragging about it and. Yeah, because yeah, they come back to, to trade and feast at the settlement. Yeah, and they're kind of like impressing all the townsfolk yeah. and kind of trying to make them join the the pride guys. Exactly. So what happens is they... I mean, he's kind of powerless in the yeah, sense. He, he can't just really, has to like entertain these guys. Yeah, exactly. He has to kind of give them a feast yeah. and everything. And so they're at the table and this like dude is like sat there yeah. and he's like checking out his wife and yeah like basically his wife comes down and this dude like you know buff as <laughs> he's like he's like the bro that you see at the gym is like yeah it's like just imagine that bro. guy <laughs> he, yeah it's like you're like the fucking roided up guy yeah and he's just checking the fuck out of you girl like that's that's what he's doing he's just like it doesn't matter like he's just scanning up down up he's like down. not even not even making it like yeah, he's like, not even like out of the corner of his eye he's just like I'm gonna nail I'm you. Gonna fucking smash! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's he's a uh, he's putting his cock on the table and he's measuring <laughs> measuring against yours and he's like, "Come at me, bro." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and basically, what happens is um, there's some kind of commotion outside. Yeah. 
and the uh, Ilarin runs out and all some of the townsfolk are trying to leave with the warriors of pride yeah because they like see how like i guess it's like they've kind of failed in the yeah the trials the, the trials and they 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 want to go with them yeah and he's uh, he's trying to stop them and then he comes back and his wife is gone and everyone's gone and his son is gone yeah and and they're kind of like stolen by these like uh, warriors yeah. and um I think the actually artwork in this is really cool. Like yeah. the if you if you want a page number, it's page twenty six. This uh, this like picture of the guy with the green armor. Yeah, he's like uh, let's see, he's like standing with uh, holding his axe and his two hands. Yeah, and there's like a guy behind him carrying his helmet. Yeah, and it seems like his armor is like glowing and molten. Yeah, I think this is actually a backs. sloth a sloth warrior. Yeah, because of the triangle sigils. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite cool, but it's it's also different because it's like it's not rusted like now it's it seems like yeah. everything has like an inner power. In this, yeah, uh, it's a it's a really cool image regardless. Yeah. But the the essence of this story is that his yeah. wife uh, disappears. Yeah, and I also like the end where like he sees these guys uh, walk away. Like he he searches for his wife in the village and he can't find her, and then like he runs you know to the edge of the village or or settlement and he sees this guy walk away and like the guy turns around and he gives him a like fat yeah. smirk so I'm gonna nail your, yeah, your exactly. girlfriend <laughs> and she just like he sees her walking away with his son yeah uh, with the warriors and he, he like goes out into the waste to find them but he, he can't yeah, find he them yeah can't find them they're lost and like this gives I think this uh, this like you know alludes to like you know the gods have seen something in his family yeah maybe so, it's not him yeah I think it's a I think it's a cool story, but at the same time, you don't really get a sense of like the necessarily like the power of the the chosen lord. No, maybe not. Yeah, you, you, but, you but kind then, of uh, to me, it it's not needed. Yeah, I like I I mean maybe it's because you know like you already uh, you kind played of, you this kind game know, a lot, yeah. but but like you played the game, you know what this guy does, but. But in some sense, uh, like it's it's not really needed. Like you know that this guy is gonna tear stuff. He like he leads the greatest warriors in the world already. Yeah, I mean, he kind of talks yeah. about how he kills the Kadim K- K- Titan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but it's all secondhand. You never know. Yeah. what's true. <laughs> <laughs> and like each each and the version of the story is more embellished and yeah, yeah. So the next one is uh, it goes to a different narrative. Oh yeah, this is this is actually this is a really cool story. Yeah, I like I like this one as well. So this is the the chosen. So yeah. this is like the next the lower echelon of from the chosen lord. And uh, this is a story about the chosen of uh, Chibarash, the chosen of lust. Yeah. And I think there's quite a few like little nice details in this one. Yeah, this is, has a lot of like snippets, right? Yeah. So um, I think something to note as well as we're going through this is like how widespread the dark gods are yeah you you kind of we kind of alluded earlier um to i think it was uh there was there was the chosen of the guys with the feathers yeah the yeah that's the pride the pride guys they were in Varentia. yeah so they're in like the jungles of Varentia. And uh, in this in this one, it says that um, they're in the untamed heart of Silexia, which is the northern part of the okay. the continent. 
So that's kind of America, North America. If you're going, yeah. if you're trying comparison to yeah, like, the modern map. Yeah. So they're they're like in North America and they're fighting against the Dathan and the beast, yeah. the beast herds, or the dark elves and the beast herds. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think this kind of shows that the where like the different warbands kind of going to pop up, and and also like how widespread the dark gods are. So they're not yeah. just in the wasteland. They're also in all the other parts yeah. of the world as well. Exactly. It seems like the wasteland is just where, what is associated with them. Yeah. Whereas, uh, whereas really, like I think that the, the warrior's path exemplified this as well. That there is like roving bands of people just like going between cities and civilizations, like in the areas which are, like it, they're maybe not untamed, but there's like forests and uh, like you know places to hide, and they just like, recruit people and like. You know, like turn more people to this path. Yeah, basically. and 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 also in this story, you get the first instance of another race apart from a human. Yeah. Getting like, like inducted into this kind of dark gods. Yeah. Um, like the 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 following, the, the following yeah. yeah. So, it it speaks of an elf, and it yeah. also speaks of a saurian yeah, warrior. Yeah, this is this is so cool. Though. Yeah. Like I. I think that this is something which this game really needed, and yeah. it's the fact that like nobody, like no race is it's, immune it's safe, to this. Yeah. You could like you could have you could have any type of race being a warrior of the, these gods because yeah. temptation is universal. Yeah, exactly, and it the, speaks the, the about like the, yeah, it's, it speaks about these people them being more rare, especially the Saurian. Yeah, like I, I can imagine elves being pretty susceptible yeah, to yeah. shit. Like so, this is my bias coming. So in like the the first the first paragraph kind of says that like this uh, Anaba, the chosen of Chibresh. Hmm. She she's like this uh, a chosen of lust. Yeah. And she's like been like boning this uh, elf chick all yeah. night. And exactly. then just scissoring. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like that's not very interesting. But, Inner yeah. armor. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of spiky. Yeah. <laughs> With the little like yeah, the little uh, I guess hinge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and le- and later on in the story you get this uh this Saurian warrior who's like also a chosen he's like communicating with like clicks like yeah <laughs> like a uh, communi- trying to but he's he's also like a following the a following chibresh yeah and it's just it's weird to imagine like a saurian uh, yeah falling lust but you but this is like the first instance you hear it but yeah. it actually comes up quite a few times in the yeah. in the narratives that you get different races apart from humans like falling to the dark gods yeah so it's not really cool. so not only do do they appear in different parts of the world they also appeal to all the races yeah it would be like cool to have like a a quattle yeah <laughs> yeah that would be really cool like your mage is a fucking chaos frog yeah <laughs> chaos frog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you get some other like small little snippets here which kind of give you put give more context to to how the dark gods work yeah so I, I put down here that like the friendships even though they're like lusty and they're yeah. They're like boning each other every night. Mm. They're not really friends. They yeah. don't really like each other. Yeah, they're no still yeah, they're still individuals. Like they they kind of worship together. Yeah, but that's the only thing that they share. Yeah, exactly. And I, like the bond is not deep. In like as you say, no matter what they do, the bond is is not deep. It's yeah. just like you you guys are just together because you're not strong enough to be alone. Yeah, exactly. So they they kind of rely on each other, but that's yeah. that's all the only reason why they're there, yeah. like in the same place together. Um, 
and you you kind of get this like strife between the followers. Mm. So like they hate each other, and um, they, they they hate each other, but yeah. they need each other. Yeah, they need each other. Like in in one of in one of the like the stories, they kind of say that um, they in one instance the I think it was Annabas the sister yeah. who turned on the Saurian uh, chosen. Yeah, and they kind of fought each other and the the other one she got turned to like a for a forsaken yeah because they're not supposed to fight among each other yeah so even though you're kind of like competing the the goddess or the god doesn't want you to fight against each other yeah so you kind of get you can get punished for these like yeah, crimes yeah. against your own it's kind of direct control yeah of these matters yeah, and then uh, I think this this uh, this whole story ends right with with uh, Annabara like you know she she wants to rise to the front of this this pack or is this the story where she leads uh, the the uh, the assault herself? Yeah, so or? so basically what happens is they they come across these beastmen and then they they fight each other <coughs> and uh, obviously the, the the chosen just like go through them. Yeah, but Annabara is like uh, kind of stopped. To to pursue them, yeah. By the Saurian guy, who says who has like some kind of grander plan, yeah. And then they then like later on they come across these dark elves, yeah. And uh, they're gonna fight each other, but they they actually want to talk. They some make some, some kind of agreement, but Annabur is like. She's yeah. not into this yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. She, she wants, wants to, to be exalted. She yeah. like she wants to gain glory. Like she doesn't want to talk. She wants yeah. to win. So she just makes a speech yeah. like, "Fuck you guys. Yeah, exactly. This is not what the gods want. Fuck you. I'm just gonna go run." And she yeah. just like runs. She just yeah, runs. Head of the whole army. Yeah, she just runs at the dark elves on yeah. her own, and everyone's like, "Okay." I mean, like if she's gonna run, I I, I yeah, can't like, be outdone. Yeah, exactly. I can't be outdone by her. I've got to run as well, and then she, yeah. all the rest of them just follow. Yeah, and they just butcher these dark elves. Yeah. And then it says like this: this the perspective of this story is that there's this sorcerer, who's uh, which is also a really cool. Feature. Yeah, the yeah. sorcerer is is, ta- is like visiting this warband, and he sees what sees what they're doing, and he says that he finds uh, her corpse after the battle. Yeah. But like it was a great victory, but she died. Yeah. Uh, but but what was really cool to me is that here you get like the first glimpse of the sorcerers uh, in yeah. the story, and the fact that they are not devoted to a specific god yeah. they're devoted to father chaos so yeah. they're different like all these these warriors would like see them as as weird and and outside even their circles because they they're not just choosing a god they're devoting devoted to kind of the unity yeah of all of them, exactly to the, to the grander purpose so you, in the in the middle of the story you get this kind of this like really interesting narrative mm. <clears throat> so firstly you get Annabar who is like she disdains the the lower echelons of the society yeah like just the warriors who are like they're trying to worship uh, Chiburesh by like fucking each other and she's like I don't want anything to do with that because yeah. I'm like better than them yeah and she's like she's a chosen she has like been chosen by uh, Chiburesh already so she doesn't want to like mix with those plebs <laughs> and then the sorcerer in the story, he's like trying to like bring her down to earth to kind of make her see that Father Chaos is like the overall, um, like the boss. Yeah. And I, I think I just want to read this paragraph because sure. I think it's quite cool. I'll try and do the the dramatic voice again. <laughs> the dramatic voice. So, 
She, he's speaking to her. And he says, Do not forget that our star has eight spokes, not seven. The tallest. That which points to ascension belongs to Father Chaos. You know him merely as the saviour of the fallen. But truly, he is the lord of all things. Not just the pinnacle of our star, but its heart and its centre. Your Cherberesh and his siblings may have formed themselves around the great sins of the mortals, but even they serve the designs of the Father. His plans underpin theirs. His keys open up the gates of the internal. Conquest and tribute have a dull taste beside the sweet nectar of chaos, don't you think? Yeah, that, that is... Uh... Really cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice like. Uh, he's kind of chiding her a little yeah. bit. Like he's saying like, like what you what you are worshiping is kind yeah. of not really that relevant. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like the the ov- yeah, like the overall picture is more important. Yeah, and like the sorcerers are kind of these. Yeah, like guys, I, like they're moving the pieces. Yeah, I, I see them like uh, as pulling as, the strings. Yeah, like heralds. Like they, they make they go out there and they make sure these these war bands or armies do the right shit. Like yeah. they, like they, I, I think that's a cool role. Like they, they make sure like Father Chaos's will is done. And, yeah. And I, I think that's a really good fit. Yeah, and it, and it kind of seems that, in this case, Father Chaos's will was that the two sides make a pact. Yeah, like the dark elves and the drink, drink dread elves. Yeah, the dread elves. Dread elf with dread judges. Dread judges, the dread elves and the warriors of the dark elves make a pact for the greater good. Yeah, but then she's just like, nah, fuck this shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm all for ch- I, I'm all for chibberish. Yeah, <laughs> you won't take my freedom, and then she just like charges <laughs> off, and everyone else follows. Yeah, um, which is I think it's also really cool. But uh, it's also interesting that he kind of talks about that it's Father Chaos that decides mm. ascension. Yeah. It's not. It's not Chibberesh. It's not any of the other gods. Yeah. It's actually Father Chaos that decides you're going to be a demon prince. Mm. You're going to be an exalted herald. Dream. <laughs> Come on, man. Fuck. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> it's only one way from this. Yeah. Only ascension from here. <laughs> I think our ascension is downwards, not upwards. <laughs> We're going to be wretched beasts in a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, th- I think this is a really cool story as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I mean, I, I'm still stuck on the fact that 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 you have a fucking Saurian being uh, devoted to Dark Gods. That's, yeah, that's it's, so cool. It's quite cool. Like, it, it would be, like, you can kind of imagine, like, someone making a, an army mm. with different models, like, yeah. different kind of races, all, all like, devoted. Which really fits. Like, uh, today I was, um, I, I'm really bad with names. I forgot, like, the guy with the really cool Beastman army today. Uh, Jens. Jens, yeah. And he has this uh, Beastman army where he says himself that uh, the, the theme is wrongness. And everything, like, everything is unique. Like, all the models yeah, are converted. Yeah, he's converted pretty much every single yeah, model. It's so, so nice. cool. And, like, he has, like, this... He had a small unit of uh, Longhorns. And they, like, every model is, like... There was a guy who was, like, a mesh between an orc, a horror, and a saurian. And, like, like everything looks really mutated. And I feel like this is the kind of army which you could do, uh, maybe even to a lesser extent of conversion, but in a worse, uh, worse dark or lists. That you could have like units of, as you say, like different races. There could be like a dwarf, a saurian, elf, a human. You know, like a yeah. And it looks really interesting because it doesn't really look interesting when you just have like standard yeah 
Warrior, awesome. warrior, 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 warrior. Yeah, warrior. and you could paint them really nice, and it could be cool, but it's not interesting yeah, in the same I th- way. I think I think it would be cool to like, like imagine having like a swordmaster in a red armor. Yeah. And then like a sword in red armor, and then like a orc in red armor. Yeah. They're all like wearing the same armor, but exactly. they're different races. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> you could definitely do like really cool units. Yeah. So so uh, as as we kind of been alluding to the whole time, there's actually some really interesting fluff that you can build your armies around. Yeah. And that's something which, which in the previous two books didn't really occur. Like, no. This is the first book when I read this and I get that feeling. I, you, I get you, like you, a fucking teenager like a, a and tingling it's sixth inspiration feeling that you want to spend some money on yeah. some models. <laughs> okay, it's I feel like this whole book is like uh, being back to, to being a teenager and in sixth edition I read the book and you're like, fuck, I want to make an army. <laughs> I don't have enough money. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I need to paint all my models with black hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the next one is The Chosen Knights. Yes. So this is another side narrative to the main story. Um, basically, it's from... Um, I'm just going to... I don't actually know what it's from. It's uh, from uh, the, a, a diary of a counsellor and attendant to a sultan. Yeah, so this seems like the more like Middle Eastern, yeah. Indian part of the... Yeah, so some kind of a human, human guy who yeah. is uh, like a a servant to a sultan and what he's trying to do is he's trying to get some new armor for his sultan mm-hmm. but um and the best armor i guess comes from a town in somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that the town has been raided by the chosen yeah and the chosen <coughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> way too much gin yeah <laughs> The Chosen Knights, and uh, so the town's been raided by the Chosen Knights, and uh, they're like extorting the settlement for yeah. for the the metals, and um, and it, it's again it's interesting because in this narrative you get the the beastmen, you get the dwarves, you get the orcs, you get the the, the all the all the different races are like the chosen. Yeah. And it, it, again, it kind of like shows you that that it's not just humans who are chosen. It's like all different races yeah. who are chosen, and the same with the the mounts. Like the chosen mounts are all different yeah. animals. Exactly. So you get this kind so of as like as long as it's a big armored beast. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's cool as well yeah. from like a gaming point of view. Yeah. Modeling point of view, you can you can mix and match your models. You can yeah. like personally, I like to have all the same, like four of the same or three of the same like model because I think it looks cohesive yeah but it would also be cool in a sense to kind of go with this fluff and yeah. take it the next level and have like an orc riding a horse yeah or like an elf riding a boar or like a dwarf riding a bear or like whatever yeah, exactly. you can you can mix them match. I, I feel like this is the I mean again like it's something where I mean as long as you can make it cohesive somehow if that's the paint job or extra yeah, conversions I, I think, I think uh, if you're going to go this armor. route you, you're going to go crazy with the conversions and, yeah. and cohesive with the paint job because yeah, exactly. the paint job kind of brings them together as the same god yeah like if you're going like Raph is the easy one just because mm. that's what I mean I have like yeah. you paint them all in red red, red armour with yeah. blood and black fists yeah. and fire <laughs> <laughs> But, but they uh, can be different stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to me. I I can definitely relate to. Like, I always make my armies cohesive in the like also with how I mold them. 
But then when I see somebody who's done this, when it's like, as you say, like a wild conversions and a cohesive paint job, yeah. I'm really jealous every yeah. time. I'm like, I wish I'd done that, but it's not. Yeah. Like, it's hard. And the, like the leader of this war band that's like attacking this town is yeah. like an ogre. Yeah. He's like an ogre riding. A, uh, they the they call the them. Same? They call them. Um, I'm just gonna try and find the word. Karkadan. Karkadan. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a weird word. Karkadan. Yeah. Karkadan. 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 I think yeah, Karkadan is what we're going for. Yeah. And it, and and I, I think I think it would be really cool yeah. to like actually incorporate some of these characters from the stories into the game. Yeah. Like for example, having like an ogre riding a demonic mount. <laughs> Would would be like a really cool special character. Yeah, definitely. Like especially especially yeah. if you wanted to really push this theme that not just humans are yeah. warriors of the dark gods, but other races as well. Yeah. And actually have this ogre as like a special character. Yeah. Riding his demonic mount as yeah. like a chosen knight. You can guy. even do like if you make a, maybe in an auxiliary list because maybe it would be too bit too crazy to be in the in the normal game, but you could have like a unit which is reminiscent of. Uh, uh, old uh, <laughs> man, we just realized we drank half of all of gin so far. Uh, I, I thought I'd like had one glass. It's <laughs> because uh, so, I keep topping it up. Yeah, yeah. It's because you don't you like normal people top it off with tonic. <laughs> you top it off with gin. <laughs> anyway, uh, so like it reminiscent of like old uh, man eater rules in in games, Porsche games, where you could like create your individual man eaters. Maybe you could have like in an auxiliary list, you could have a. So you could buy different races for one unit. You're just yeah, like, oh, maybe everybody has the same mount, but then you got buy different riders and stuff, and you can make this really weird. Yeah. It would be it would be unit. cool to have like a okay, this is like an elf unit, so they get like lightning reflexes. Yeah, or, that would be really cool. This is a dwarf unit, they get hatred. Yeah. This is like an oak unit, so they get iron yeah. fist. You can and you can make like I I I mean, of course, this is still against workshop stuff, but but like you can make like this cool like cults of lust, for example, list where like it's elves. Fall into chaos, you know. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that would be that would be nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Mixed with demons and yeah. Um, I thought the next one was a bit weak. Yeah, like the next one was it was actually previewed, uh, not even in the scroll right. It was just on the web page. Yeah, think. yeah. And this, I I don't know why they previewed this one because when I read it, I was like, eh. Yeah. Because so so this t- touches a bit on so it's a chariot. And it, it's like a narrative which, uh, when the like a like a legion of chariots or a group of chariots attack like a Napteshi, which is the Undying Legion's uh, like living co- equivalent. So, so like this b- is, before they were yeah, turned to the like undead. So far, long ago, and uh, and it has first from the perspective of the uh, of the Chaos Warriors, and then from the perspective of the Napteshi, of what happens, and basically like these chariots just slaughter them, like the infantry ranks of these guys, and then. You know, the sheriffs talk about like how they just kill everybody and it's great. And then Napteshi, and here I think is where they go wrong because they it, like uh, they try to play on this thing because uh, like in Egypt uh, they never uh, recorded losses; they always record everything as a victory. Yeah. Uh, to in the stones, and they try to do this here as well, where they's like they have a recording of what happened, and then they say afterwards that oh, it's a great victory because these people will serve uh, Pharaoh or whoever in uh, in that afterlife. 
Exactly, but it doesn't ring true because in the beginning of the Naptesh narrative, they're like, oh shit, these guys are killing us so much and it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, that's not like how uh, Naptesh would write. They would be like, you know, we did like this great defensive maneuver and and everything was amazing and then yeah. we drove them off and we escaped with most of our forces. That's how they would write. They yeah. wouldn't say, oh shit, we were killed and that was horrible. Oh, by <laughs> the way, we saw each other in death. You know, like, it's, yeah, uh, yeah I, I wasn't really sold on this one either. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really ring so much to me. Yeah, but but I like the idea that they would uh, go back far enough to to yeah. when, that, when these guys that's, are that's, still living. That's what I took from it as well. Yeah. Like for me, I I kind of got from this that um, when when the Naptesh were humans, which is when this was written, yeah, the the warriors were there. Yeah, exactly. And, but the thing I found weird was that they still uh, the warriors are still doing the same shit today as back <laughs> then. Same carrier chariots and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, no techno- technological yeah, improvement. Like, Fuck that shit, you know. <laughs> Skill, sex, rape. Yeah. So, so the, it's quite interesting that the even back in in the days, like the ancient kind of uh, days of Naptesh, the people were still worshiping the dark gods. Yeah. So that kind of gives them this like timeline, yeah, like exactly. a little bit more continuity. And, yeah. yeah. So it kind of shows that how ancient they were, as we kind of talked about with the the temple or the whatever we said the, under the sepulchre. Yeah. In Avras. Yeah, the, the so like the ancient, and... ancient, ancient chaos versus cosmos kind yeah. of thing, like it goes back. So you have this kind of like longevity of chaos, which it kind of just shows the how far it goes back, how yeah. old it is. And and for me, that was what I took from this, but yeah, the, cool. the story was not that yeah, good. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the concept was nice, but maybe like the execution was, was just, uh, just uh, could be a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is Warriors. Yeah. And this uh, takes us back to the yeah, Larian narrative. Yeah. Um, so basically what happens in this one is that um, Ilarion's wife appears as a warrior. Yeah. So he's he's fighting against this uh, band that's marauding, and uh, he like suddenly like recognizes his wife. Yeah. In the in the battle. But now she's butch as fuck, basically. Yeah, she's yeah. like she's like buff as fuck. She's yeah. been to CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. But but this is what I like, right? <laughs> that even if you're a woman. Like, the dark gods don't give a shit. They're going to make you a fucking Schwarzenegger, but with boobs and a woman face. You're yeah. like, like, you're pissed, you're like, they're, you're like that, but that, that's why I like that, the fact that it's the, not the, like, oh, you have to be like... The, they, they pay for your CrossFit classes for yeah. like uh, 12 months. Yeah, then. basically. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, not at all, it's not like she's uh, slender and sexy and boob plates. It's yeah. like she's brutal. Like, yeah, you know? like she's taller than him. She's yeah, bigger exactly. than him. Like, she can fuck him up. He's like yeah. slightly afraid. Exactly. And um, so, so what happens is he he's kind of like he sees her and he gets he's like freezing like what the fuck yeah what do I do and um, and he's like kind of almost concerned about her like mm. what yeah, what he obviously has feelings for yeah her. like he she's his wife right yeah. so I mean you, you kind of get the sense of what the warriors are I mean I'm every- not sure but like leaving with another man that's like almost like divorce I feel like it's very close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of you don't know the extent of the treachery. Yeah. But you you can kind of you can kind of you maybe assume, yeah. but maybe not. I, I I don't know. Maybe only the lost guys are boning. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, but yeah, I feel like the pride people are more like a possession, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, it, it maybe once just to make a point, but yeah. after that, it's not interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you're pride, like, I don't want to fuck you, I'm like, yeah, I've got a big dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, um, I think it's interesting as well. Um, I think what we should also say, like, the Warriors, the I think the biggest change in this book, I mean, going to the rules, okay, just really quickly. Like the biggest change in this book is that the the favors or the old marks mm. are reserved only for the chosen. Okay. Only for the. So you can't normal warriors. The, what, the normal warriors they do not get the like the mark okay. or the favor, oh, the okay. favor of the god. So, I I mean this kind of sh- this story kind of shows that a little bit. <clears throat> So it's only actually once you become, like, like yeah, favored and yeah, chosen by God, yeah. You get the like the favor of the God. You get the yeah. the benefits of worshiping this God. Yeah. And um, and Siva, um, Laren's wife in this, she's she's got the armor. She's got the the biceps. <laughs> yeah, the curls. Yeah, but she's not she's not yet um, chosen. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, interesting like take on it, and uh, the the story ends with the the warriors getting broken. Yeah, and and what and I think this is also interesting because like they're they're kind of like fearless, mm. but then when they start to lose, they actually falter. Yeah, which this is I think is reflected very well in the rules. Yeah, like the fact that you you basically. Like immune, basically immune to panic, right? If you're a word, uh, yeah. or you are immune to panic, right? Yeah, I yeah. think you're immune to fear. Immune to fear, okay. But but it's hard to like make you flee by shooting and this kind of stuff. But but when you are in combat, you're you're still like a, I mean, almost human. Yeah, know? yeah. You have this humanity. If you're yeah. losing, you're gonna flee. Yeah. So the the next one is the warrior knights. I actually quite like this one. You're gonna have to remind me about this one. Okay. So the story here is um, there's a a bro, and he's like it's always a bro. <laughs> he's a bro, and uh, he's he's got, he's in this bar. As you do, as you do. And then there's like this inquisitor that's coming up to him. He's like, tr- like questioning him a little bit. Oh yes, yeah. And uh, this other guy like intercedes. Yeah, and helps like him out. it helps him out a little bit. Yeah, because he sees that this guy is gonna get fucked up interrogation. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he and he, but then you kind of hear his story. Yeah. So his story is that he was taken as a slave by the Dathan or the Dread Elves, and um, they're like working for them, mm. and then they're like, I guess it's, I'm just gonna go to the map to get like a location. Yeah, you should have the map <laughs> when you listen to this. Yeah. The map is good. So I guess it's uh, north of the sea of, sea of storms, yeah, or like uh, west, or sorry, east of the beacons somewhere. So so it's it's uh, like not really Scandinavia, but it's uh, it's like uh, Prussia. Yeah, Prussia. Probably Prussia, <laughs> northern Poland. Yeah, exactly. Like modern people would say Poland, but let's go with Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> is is that is that politically correct? Not not for me, but uh, no, maybe somebody else. Like maybe the Polish uh, Polish knife community is really angry. 
they're, they're really good at knife Create a German Empire! You they, they, they don't care about fluff, they're just like power gamers. Yeah, exactly, just like the Prussians, right? <laughs> so yeah, somewhere like around there. <laughs> and uh, so, so like suddenly these like knights appear. Yeah. And there's only like five of them. Mm. But the, the, the Dark Elves, they like form up in like a spears, like a shield mm. wall. Brace for impact! <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking like... But everybody knows spirits don't get lethal strike anymore, so... Yeah, so it doesn't really work, yeah. and uh, they all die. And these warriors, they don't even care about the slaves. Yeah. They just like, yeah, whatever, bro. Just yeah, them. like, they just, like, you just let the slaves run loose. Yeah, because they, they don't, like, see any kind of, like, uh, how, how do you say... That, like, that, worth or... Yeah, reason. they don't see worth in the slaves, so they don't need to fight them. They're unarmed, yeah. they, can ju- they can kill them. Yeah, but the, these guys are. I think they're warriors of sloth, actually. Uh, yeah, I think so in this one as well. I, mean, I also think like that's one of the reasons they probably leave the slaves. Uh, like they they don't do anything. It's not like it's not gluttony. They don't devour them yeah. or, or anything like that. Yeah. But but I feel like this is. Uh, but that's also like quite cool because you know like before you always assumed that these were these like eternally evil people. Yeah, they, they just want to like, kill, kill, yeah, kill, 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 fuck everybody up. But but actually not like you know these these people they. They they want the challenge, but but like if if that inadvertently frees somebody, like it it doesn't matter. But yeah. they're not gonna go kill like some yeah. civilian. You know? yeah, so I'm I'm not sure if these guys are pride or sloth. Pride would make sense because they yeah. just see the slaves beneath them, whereas they see the the dark elves as like uh, they want to go kill them because they're yeah. warriors. So they they kind of blow through these guys. One of the they lose one guy to the to the elves. Yeah, but the rest are slaughtered. And then uh, they they take all the eyeballs from the the, oh, the yeah. dark elves and they make like a little pyramid. Yeah. Which is like the sloth kind of triangle thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's 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 sloth, what right? that's why I think yeah, they're sloth. It's fucking Illuminati triangle <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of eyeballs. Yeah. And then they then they sit there and they just look at this triangle for like a, yeah. a couple of days. Just yeah, I thought that was pretty. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like they just yeah. sit down and contemplate. Yeah. Just look at that shit. Yeah, I, I think that's quite cool, and that, that's what makes me think it's sloth. Yeah. But the, yeah, but it doesn't say explicitly actually. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, he kind of like alludes a little bit more to um, to like a bit more of a story. Let me just. Um, yeah, so like, so if we go go back, like the guy who saves this person at the bar from the Inquisitors, he 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 was like one of the slaves yeah. that these these riders like res- kind of rescued or yeah, or at least they killed his captors. Yeah, and then they kind of had to walk all the way back to yeah. the empire, but. Yeah, but it's a it's a nice it's a nice narrative. Yeah, it was quite cool. I enjoyed this one. So the next one is the Doom Lord. Yes. This was a little random. Yeah, is this the this is the one right when the Doom Lord just kind of shows up and like kills some stuff? Right? Yeah. This this one was a bit like okay. Yeah. Um. To what me, what I yeah. what I like is that it's a woman. It's yeah. like a woman Doom Lord. Yeah. So it shows this kind of equality. I, I like that yeah. as well. Yeah, like it's not always I think man. this is something which is quite prevalent all through the book. <coughs> yeah. That there is, uh, I mean, maybe it feels just prevalent because it's not been uh, the case in any other fantasy narrative yeah. I've read. It's before. usually a man, right? Yeah, exactly. But 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 in this one, I feel like it doesn't really feel forced to me either, which is a good thing. Like yeah. it's not like uh, every person is a is a woman yeah. or something. Like it, it's just it just feels like they're. Is it, it's equal some, opportunity yeah. with the dark gods. <laughs> the dark gods are equal opportunity yeah, employers. Closer. <laughs> They're not going to get investigated by scat. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Danish tax authority. Oh. 
for those who don't know. <laughs> so yeah, um, I thought this story was a bit random. Yeah. It's like, there's like a sun, like he kind of, like, it's just the finds first... a Doom Lord yeah, like in the middle a, of the woods. Yeah, this guy, the Doom Lord kills some stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if we wanted to so, spend so, too much time so on it. Yeah, I don't want to spend much time on it. Basically, yeah. this guy's like in the woods. He seems to, sees this like chaos, like, worshipper. Mm. And then a Gortek appears, and the chaos oh, yeah, worshipper. Gortek, yeah. oh, it's like randomly, hello, Gortek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Hugsies, you know, that's you. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's like, sees this chick in the woods and is like, oh, I'm going to impregnate yeah. her with my, like, yeah. scythe. <laughs> Every, like, everybody knows Gortax, like, fucking 12, 12 foot thick. You know, <laughs> yeah, he seems to do more. Oh, that's, I can probably fit my cock in this <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, it just appears, and then the, obviously the Doom Lord is like, I don't want to date you. Yeah, you gotta like, ask. You gotta meet some flowers first. Yeah, kills like, the Gortak. Yeah, the Doomlord has fucking standards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then that's kind of it. But um, I think uh, what's interesting in this one is you kind of hear a little bit more about how the Doomlord relates to the gods. Mm. So. Um, the, you can it kind of says that on the armor and the the marks of gods they've kind of been like faded and scratched away and once the doom lord kills the gortak yeah. it like, like draws this sigil the yeah, father chaos again. the yeah. father chaos sigil like the infinity sign on its chest yeah okay so you can see that when once the once you fall from grace of the gods yeah once you're no longer chosen you're you kind of forsake your god. Mm. So you're no longer following the god of your choice. Let's say let's say you're following Chivresh. Yeah. You're like fucking all the time. And then you become like a forsaken, you become a fallen, you become a doom lord. Like you're no longer looking after your sigils. You're no longer yeah. like making sure that they look cool. Like <laughs> you're no longer like yeah. polishing your your yeah. badges. But you're following your you've been forsaken by your god, so yeah. you follow Father Chaos. Yeah. And I think this is really interesting and really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's kinda appealing to the final authority. Yeah. To to be able to to ascend. Yeah, so your god's like kind of shown you no favour. Yeah. So you like, okay, fuck you. I'm just gonna like yeah, to, throw down with so the yeah. father. <laughs> yeah, it's a higher power. Yeah. And but but that's kinda what I got from this. I didn't really yeah. like the story, I thought it was shit, but you kind yeah. of got this from it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the, the main thing. So I think we can uh, we can move on to, to yeah. the Force One. So we're back with Ilarion now. Yeah. How how are you with uh, remembrance of this one? So so this is the one right when okay so this is kind of funny because uh, this is the part where the prelate yeah. arrives yeah. to the town, <laughs> and uh, obviously like the prelate has the same reaction as Ilarion when he arrives to the town. He's like. Fucking shrines to dark gods in this fucking imperial town. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck, bro? And then he's like, "Yeah, close that shit. I'm gonna like go out and, uh, and cleanse these bitches, you know." And yeah. then <laughs> say my prayers. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, my bounce spells, power level yeah. eight slash four. <laughs> power level nothing, and they get dispelled, <laughs> and he goes into the wilderness and uh, gets <laughs> fucked up, basically. Yeah. So let, let's uh, let's 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 say the story. It's interesting. So for I like he doesn't really understand the relationship that yeah so, I mean I think that's common like that's the theme like that's common, which is interesting because like in the town it's very clear that there's a very like uh, open relationship between the gods and, and yeah, the people yeah 
uh, and their followers, but uh, but like anybody who comes from like any distance away from the frontier, they don't the, understand. Yeah, this. They, they have no idea. Like nobody knows about this relationship. So they come here and they're just like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, I mean, this is heresy. You know, yeah. you can't do this. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of get this like weird situation where the prelate he's doing the same thing as Alaron did. Yeah, he like he wants to burn down the temple. He wants to close everything. Yeah, it's like, and now Ilarion is the guy who's like, no, you don't yeah, do this. Yeah, like, just, yeah, don't, just, don't, just mellow out, bro. Yeah. Smoke some of this. <laughs> Chill you know? the fuck out, bro. Yeah. Smoke some of this, like, dark god weed, yeah, and we're all exactly. happy. Warp dust. Yeah, <laughs> drink the warp dust. It was yeah. called dark shards. Oh, yeah, dark shard drink, dust. Eat, eat the dark shard brew. Yeah, do nice. the goblins still have magic mushrooms? Uh, Probably. I hope so. Yeah. It's the best kind of mushrooms, right? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, so... Um, I don't really actually remember the story. Like, I, I don't remember the details, but the de- the details is, like, he takes his, ba- he takes his band of flagellants yeah, into that's, the that's wilderness right. yeah, that's to, right. uh, to confront, like, this the uh, the uh, bands of warriors. And he encounters... Uh, I think he encounters, like, this old man who has been... Talk, who talks about the four sworn and this guy like you know the probably doesn't understand and then like when he when he encounters the four sworn you know like he, his eyes are open and it's yeah. like monstrosities who just like uh totally destroy his like little band of flaglands and stuff yeah. and, and you know like the, yeah so the so the the, pre- the prelate bro has these like flaglands yeah and he goes like goes out into wilderness like i'm yeah. just gonna fuck you up i'm like a yeah, exactly. He fixes shit. He know? thinks he's got a big dick, but when he yeah. actually goes out in the wilderness, he's like exactly. sees these like tentacle guys. He's like, yeah, you could fuck my wife in like three different holes at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, ha- and have dicks to spare. <laughs> it's just like a. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen, have you, you know, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Like, the guy with the yeah, tentacles is like yeah. lots of cocks on his face. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of face. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the artwork reflects it. <laughs> yeah, the, the artwork is pretty cool. Like, I, there's, there's I think it's like a little bit too games what it should be this one. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, uh, there's there's some. It's, re- it's really good. Yeah, the quality is amazing. Yeah, like I don't think we any fault any of the artwork in in quality, but 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 no, like sometimes yet. it's. Uh, <laughs> Or <laughs> okay, maybe we're coming to something. <laughs> anyway, like uh, some sometimes it feels like uh, the concepts are too derivative. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But basically what happens in this story is that um, I guess he finds the... He kind of yeah, goes like out into Wasteland. Yeah, he finds this band of Forsworn and he realises that it's too yeah. much. So they're trying to run back to the town. And the Forsworn are like slowly catching up with them. Yeah. And then they eventually like kill them all. But there's some interesting like... Uh, again, there's some like interesting little like mm. tidbits in the story. Um, the story describes them that they're similar to trolls. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like a, a smoothing over. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if our listeners have have, have read that for that that uh, thread, but there was is, a thread. Is there a thread? There is a thread on the Dark Gods forum about like a couple of uh, guys who are whining like very incessantly, like highborn elf style whining <laughs> about like the highest form of yeah, whining. Exactly. About like, oh, I had these troll moles and now I can't use them perhaps because like there was a room, like you know, the spoilers for this edition. But the was fluff that says they like trolls. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then there's was spoiler that there won't be any trolls and everybody is just, uh, up in arms and this kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, I, 
guys. Yeah. Like. Just like if you have really cool troll moles, just use them as forsworn. Otherwise, don't be a bitch. Buy new moles and convert yeah, them and yeah, make something like, cool. Or sell them on sell yeah, them. Exactly. Or yeah, I mean, you can use these, you can use trolls as forsworn. It's yeah. fine. I, I like if I saw a troll model in the Warriors of Dagger's Army, yeah. I would know it's a force one. Exactly because, because there's like, nothing. Yeah, there's like nothing really else. Yeah. It can be, so no worries. Um, and uh, and again, you kind of get this the same thing yeah. as with the Doom Lord, where the glyphs of the of the previous um, god, they've kind of been rubbed out. Yeah, and. The symbol of the Father Chaos is prevalent. Yeah. So again, cool. once you've fallen from grace, yeah. So like this, this second path is the path for Father yeah, Chaos. Yeah, Father Chaos. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I think uh, like for almost all of these cases where people have moles being invalidated, I think a lot of these times I don't think we should see this as oh like my old moles can't be used anymore. Like knife edge, like this kind of stuff is in opportunity to make something new yeah. because like if you yeah. like this like you know it's not going to be fun anymore if you just use the same stuff all the time you never make anything new yeah like i would i would see this as an opportunity to to make some new models let me, let me, ask, you, let me ask you a question cool. how many models how many how much modeling have you done how much hobby have you done because of the new stuff in the ninth age uh so I think, like, in my case, I probably would have to define, like, new stuff, like, because uh, cause there, there are some entries, of course, which are quite similar to before. Yeah. But, like, would you say just, like, uh, since the diamonds, give, me, give me some examples, because I, I, I have lots. Yeah, I think I would kill, like, I think I made, uh, I think I converted two monsters. I started, uh, like, a whole new unit entry, which they created. Yeah. I've... Uh, made like a unit which I never would have used in the old Games Workshop game, yeah. like the, the Shapter units. Yeah. I've uh, like made a command group for my uh, Shapties. Uh, I made characters which I haven't done before. I've started buying like new armies which I haven't uh, yeah. done before yeah. for specifically this army, yeah. actually, for, for the Ninth Age, because, uh, because it, like, you know, it's, it's inspires. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I have yeah. so many characters that I've like. I want to have like what you see is what you get a little exactly, bit more. Exactly. Yeah. Like I like some of the cool items that they've added. So, like yeah. for example, I want to have like a high off of a spear. Yeah, so because the spear is really the cool. The spear is really cool. So I want to have like a, a character model of a spear, yeah. like um like the the Griffin model. Like it's I I think it's good. Mm. I think it's interesting. So I've I've bought a second Griffin model so I can yeah. have two Griffins. Um. I've like uh, I've I've done some rebasing, mm. but that's like giving me more modeling opportunities. It's kind of annoying to yeah. rebase, but like I've actually just instead yeah. of rebasing, I've just said okay, I'm gonna build a new model, and that yeah. gives me like a new opportunity to make something like cooler and in more interesting, yeah. and and things like that. Like for example, like changing things from skirmish mm. to non skirmish. Yeah, that gives me that means like I actually have to buy more models, but that's fine. But that that means I have to kind of like work a bit more, like think a bit more about how they're gonna to fit together. Like now they're yeah, not skirmish, exactly. and they're, they're more of a unit together, and you can yeah. make it more yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, like no one likes spending more money than yeah, they need to. But of course. but we we play a hobby that is a hobby that you have to spend money on. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like if 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 this hobby is making me spend more time on it, 
Mm. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind spending my time in it because I enjoy. I enjoy the process. Yeah. Spending money is like, for some people, is an yeah, issue. Yeah, like it depends on what kind of job you have. Yeah, sure. But at, at yeah. the end of the day, like we all want to play this game and we all yeah. want to do it. So just just take it and just enjoy yeah. the process. Exactly. That, like if you have a, like an army yeah. already, and you have to build like one or two more units, one or yeah. two more characters. Think of it as like an opportunity. Think of it as like, okay, I get to do some extra something new for it. Yeah. Like it, for me, I, I think that one of the things I like the most of Night Age is that it is changing. I mean, like it doesn't have to change all the time, but the fact that you know that even if, if for example, as with 1.3, we had locked rules for like over a year, Yeah. you know that it will change eventually. I mean, because... Otherwise, if I was fine with playing the same rule set forever, I would yeah. just play Eighth Edition. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but but the thing is that it's stale. Like yeah, it if gets I know really boring. It, it's never like gonna one change. point one point three got a bit boring in the end, right? Yeah, exactly, and that but that's uh, but the, I think that's fine. Like it's fine that it could be a bit boring for a while, but but the fact that like you know that it's gonna change, you yeah. know that you you know this can be more balanced. At some and... point, you were gonna have to rethink what you're doing and this yeah. kind of stuff. And for me, like how I view it is is that like if I add a new unit to my army list. Even if that unit becomes worse at some point, like yeah. imagine a, they make a one unit really good and then they nerf it. Like you know, at least I have that unit painted. Yeah. I have it converted. Like yeah. I, it's ready to go in case it becomes viable. Yeah, again. yeah. Like and it's fine. Give you, give you a good example. So I, I wanna. I would like to try. I went to Germany um, last year. Yeah. And I was playing against a really nice guy. I can't remember what his name is. We, I met some German guys in Hamburg. Very German name. Very German name. It was probably called, I think it was like Nicholas or... Okay, that does Lucas. I think, no, he was called... Chaos. He was called Lucas. Yeah, I think it was called Lucas. And uh, he was playing Hibernals, Mirror Match. Yeah. Okay. And he had this really cool uh, list. It's like Ancient Dragon List. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's no, right up your alley. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like Mirror Match, right? Ancient yeah. Dragon versus Ancient Dragon. <laughs> and um, he was playing with Queensguard. Mm. And uh, I've been thinking about Queen's Guard because, especially in the new rules, like yeah. it's fucking retarded, broken. Like you have <laughs> like free bolt for us, and then Queen's Guard. Yeah. So like Queen's Guard, like they're interesting choice. Yeah. But I don't have any Queen's Guard models at all. I don't really like the Queen's Guard models that much. Like the games, the games Workshop ones, ones. You mean yeah. So yeah, like the flaming bows. So like, yeah. it, like when we're playing together, like in the. Like to get the, like you and I or Patrick and I or Rasmus and I, I can just use archers. Yeah, of course. But in a tournament, there's maybe a problem when you use like Games Workshop archer models as Queen's Guard. Yeah. Like realistically, in Ninth Age, it does not matter. Yeah. But. But it matters to you. Yeah, it right? matters to me a little yeah. bit. Like, I don't want my opponent to be like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, like it sets a bad tone for the game yeah. because, like, I mean. The opponent usually has spent the extra money to buy, uh, like, the units he wants to play with. And then, uh, you yeah. know, like, you just meet somebody who feels like a cheap skate. When, you, when you're playing at a tournament, I feel like it should, you should, at least, they should stand out. Yeah. So, I I saw these uh, Last Sword miniatures, really cool yeah. archer models. So, I'm going to use those in my Queen's Guard. Yeah. They're, like, armoured, so it's, like, a little bit different to the archers. Yeah. And so, so not only has this made me have, a, like, a new project. Yeah. I've... I've spent money on models. Hmm. I've kind of supported a new company. Yeah. And I, I actually helped advertise them with the scroll. I've helped advertise them like Facebook and everything. Hmm. And um, so, so I've like, I've kind of contributed a lot to this, their project and I have my own project and now I get to paint a new unit, which makes me do more hobby. Yeah. And so even though I could just use my current Archer models, 
I've kind of gone out of my way and like got a new projects and like developed my hobby and yeah. improved my painting. You know, I feel I've like done the same thing, and you can do this with the Warriors. Yeah, definitely. So much. I think the Warriors is the best list for this. Like, yeah, if you want to convert, yeah. if you want to model, it's yeah. so much fun. I, I'm like, I have the beginnings of, or like, uh, my plans to start this, and I have some of my models to start a Warriors list. And I think what this is one of the lists which really lends itself to saying, I'm not just, I'm not going to buy any Games Workshop models. I'm going to buy any like small company, interesting individual models, which you're. And the good thing about this is that you're not going to see these models usually if you buy it from a third party yeah. at, at the tournament. Yeah. And this is going to be something like if you're somebody who wants to win painting or something like that's going to help you a lot. Yeah, the fact that because this people, is, people will like, look at them and be like, yeah. oh wow, where are they from? Yeah, you don't need to even have, you'd like, in, it, you don't even need to convert them. You just yeah. like, this is just another model which somebody yeah. just hasn't it's, seen. It's unusual. Yeah, which, which makes your army unique and cool. Yeah. We digress. <laughs> yeah. We digress. So. Definitely. Back to the task on hand. Yeah. Fallen. So, um... Yeah, so first of all, this artwork is is really weird, but, but I, I kind of like it. Sometimes. I like it, but it, it reminds me, it's like a little bit like a hipster artwork from like some weird <laughs> art gallery cafe. Yeah, exactly. It has, <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. it, it's literally like a, if, if you're from Copenhagen, it's like um, somewhere in Vesterbro, you would go. And you would see this like artwork on a wall in a cafe. Okay. And it would be like, okay, but yeah, he looks like a guy of uh, gluttony. Like his yeah. like flesh is overflowing. He has a lot of like uh, spikes in his fle- flesh. He yeah. has two weird horns and very interesting. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not sure about it, but I'm less sure about the poems that are with it. Okay. Yeah, let's. We're we're gonna take a break here, and uh, we're gonna come back, and then actually have gone through this a little bit more. Yeah, um, my voice is going, so I need to <laughs> fill up my gin glass. <laughs> <laughs> So, the ch- the the chosen, the fallen. <laughs> yeah, the the opposite to the chosen. <laughs> the opposite to the chosen. So the fallen, as we said before, these are warriors that have failed the god. Yeah, they have not uh, met the mark. Basically, they're retards. <laughs> yeah, this like <laughs> these sort of guys don't hit anything when they yeah. charge. You know? It's like when you go to the nightclub and you sh- and you see the fat girl. And you don't get laid. Yeah, exactly. And you you get really drunk. She gets really drunk, and you and you make your move, and she's like, "Bro, <laughs> chill, dude. Bro, too much booze. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing this right now." Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's like the worst. Yeah, you got no that's chat. That's the worst. You got no chat when you're a fallen. Yeah. <laughs> so what what happens with the fallen, Casimir? Uh, so like they, I mean they get like they get mutated. I in. Like this is also something which is, uh, I think, contrast to how we would classically see this from coming from a gate worship point of view, where mutations are like boons of the gods. Yeah. Here it seems almost like punishment. Yeah. Like somebody who's chosen doesn't get mutated; he only gets strong, like yeah. more prowess. Like yeah. Better what to do. These better people, weapons, better. Exactly. These stronger. people are the guys who get like your know, mouths in their chests and 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 like extra penises yeah. in the face. 
Well, I mean, that's a good thing, though. <laughs> it could be useful, especially yeah. if you're a lust guy. <laughs> you can suck your own cock. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the time? <laughs> so, like, like, a hillbilly chewing a piece of grass. You're like, they're like, sucking on your own cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh the best life this is this is why you start the path <laughs> it's like you, you should have podcast I want to be following are you sure I'm like yeah I'm sure I, I'm so sorry if you're still listening to this song. you've done so well so far <laughs> maybe this is the turning point of the evening okay Maybe maybe we should descend fur and just continue to wretched beasts. Let's just pretend that the fall didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so back uh, wretched beasts. Um, <coughs> so we're with Ilarion again. Ilarion. Yeah, back. Uh, yeah, uh, the the empire guy. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Again, we have these like warbands that are like allowed freely into the town. They just yeah. kind of they come in, they trade, they worship at the temple. Um, it's uh, it's yeah, called yeah. Like and his his old wife comes to the, to the town this time around. Yeah, Siva. Yeah, this is called the Fable Horde, and it's led by a lord of Sugulag. Yeah, and is that greed? Yeah, that's the collector. Yeah, the greed. greed yeah. I think. So um, Siva, Siva is kind of appearing as like a, so it's like a horde of a horde of greed, but a, a smaller a smaller kind of group of warriors of pride. Um, they have these like bright armor and they have like cl- blue cloaks, yeah. and in in the midst of these guys is Siva, um, Ilarion's wife. Mm. And obviously he has these kind of feelings again. Yeah, and she doesn't even look at him. Basically. Yeah, and obviously she's like a a pride a pride warrior now, so yeah. she's like complete disdain. Yeah. She's like the girl at the nightclub that knows she's hot. Yes. She's like fucking brute beautiful. She's like, yeah, I know I'm fit. I don't want to talk to any of you like plebs. Um, yeah. So Sierra appears, and um, she she kind of like recognizes him a little bit. Yeah, like you'd sense of it, like that he shoots like some. Slight, yes, some slight kind of gaze, but she's yeah. like not yeah, really kind of not really showing any emotion. Yeah. But he he kind of sees her. She's like bigger and stronger. Yeah. She's like been fucking crossfitting that shit up. Yeah, he's been turned on. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gets a little boner in his yeah, like little pants. And, yeah. yeah, but she she like but you can again like you can see that these warriors like lacking emotion. Yeah, like they they just kind of complete disdain to everyone. They they're really independent and yeah. and they 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 show no kind of like no fear and they they don't really care. But I mean, at the same time, he's he kind of sees that he looks at them and he yeah. sees this and he's like, okay, my wife is completely gone. Yeah, like she's like not she's not the same person who I fell in love with. She's not my wife yeah. anymore. And at, at some point, they talk and like you know. Uh, he, she explains almost herself to him, and he, she yeah, says, "Yeah, they're on like, the battlements, right?" Yeah. She says, "Like this life is not enough. <laughs> this existence of small desires and petty ambitions. Was I to be a mere wife, to bask in the glow of whatever glory you might scavenge among scraps handed down from Volskarad? You may have been a good husband and a good man, but I refuse to leave my fate in the hands of you or anyone else." Yeah, so you really get a sense of how the warriors yeah. feel, how their, like, culture is, is 
is uh, is collectively like managed and just w- what their motivation is. Yeah. So they they really want to kind of be independent. They really want to show their prowess in front of their gods. Mm. And then she kind of explains what these wretched beasts are. Yeah. Like these wretched beasts, like these like, yeah, pe- like flubbers. <laughs> Tentacle beasts. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of like appear at the basement at the base of the walls. Yeah. And he's like, What the fuck are these things? Yeah. And now and like how I feel like he feels like he has to prove himself yeah. to this girl. Which I think maybe this is kind of like It's like a grease moment where he's like, I have to drive this car really fucking fast, but yeah. he also has to kill wretched beasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just like kill these wretched beasts. jumps down the wall and like charges them and yeah. goes to town. <laughs> But uh, I think that maybe this is kind of um, the gods influencing him again. Yeah. Like the gods are kind of influencing him to like the pri- the Sava. Yeah. He's like giving him these beasts and he's like saying, you have to prove yourself yeah. to be worthy. Yeah, worthy of this, this woman yeah. or whatever, or what you desire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's trying to prove himself to them. So he jumps down yeah. and he like, does he kill them? I can't remember. Uh, I think he drives them off. He, yeah, he drives he them away. kills them. But, but, yeah. but the wretched beasts, are, like they're described as these like tentacle, fleshy things. Yeah, they, they feel I, tragic. I, like, like eyes he, in the middle like, of the chest. He slices them and like he fights them, fight them for a while and they just like withdraw. Yeah. It, it feels like like they, they're just like almost sad creatures. Yeah. And there's like a almost like a flicker of humanity in them yeah. as well, like um, he he says he sees like a human eye in the middle yeah. of the chest, with like a look of sorrow or something. Yeah, like and this is what I've always felt like this this concept makes, and it was similar I think in in the games Workshop fluff that you see these very mutated things, but you still see like the human face or or yeah. expression like sticking out, and you yeah. feel how it's like regretting. The, like you feel decision. the pain yeah, and exactly. everything. So the, the these things that they still they still have thoughts they still yeah. have emotions they still kind of think and everything but even yeah. though they they've fallen so far from grace um just one thing I want to kind of go into at this yeah. point um the character of Siva yeah for his wife I think this will be a really good special character yeah definitely so what one thing that's really interesting is um I don't know if you want to, if you can see now if it's really fast enough for your computer, but like, it's not on mine. But if you mm. go to the front page of the Warriors of the Dark Gods book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the artwork on the front page. Yeah. I was also. I felt like this is this is Siva. Yeah. This is this is this is Siva. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to just check out like the, it's a really nice piece of art. Yeah. But is it's this is this like woman in plate armor. Bearing this like glowing red axe, like looking slightly towards the heaven with glowing red eyes, striding across like across corpses, and there's yeah. like some followers in her wake. And like at, at this point, cape is blowing yeah. the wind. It's at really this, at this point in the story, yeah. I want Siva to be a special character that you yeah. can use. Definitely, yeah. That that would you be can really have cool. some kind of like human rule that like kind of brings it in, yeah. and you could also will get to her. Sun soon. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically, in the in the previous story, when he, she has this conversation with Valerian, uh, she, he asks her like, because she brought her his their son with them into the wasteland. Yeah. And he asks her and uh, about his son, and she says simply that he's gone. He's gone. She's he's no. He is no more. Yeah. But I, I, I would really like to see Siva as yeah. a special character. Because in in some way she's like a, she's like the protagonist of the story. Yeah, or, exactly. Or antagonist yeah, 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 yeah. antagonist. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think it would be like an interesting concept to yeah. pursue. But the the forsaken one, um, I didn't take too many too many notes on this. I yeah, just I think, think this it's... one was also like a bit, uh, like a more slightly more bland than yeah. the other ones. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like a blob of flesh with eyes yeah, and exactly. tentacles and stuff. Kills shit. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, I I wasn't so impressed with the story. Um, the artwork is is also I'm not really sure about how relevant this ogre thing with the mammoth is I mean the, that one is it's good like I like that one but I agree like maybe that's just uh, it's like, you know just put that shit in because it's good yeah yeah. And, uh, on the next page you, I think that's where you get the forsaken one where it's yeah, just like a sure. fucking tentacle beast with eyes poking out and yeah <laughs> stuff yeah I mean it, it, it's okay but I, I didn't get much from it um, I think uh, I think again like the Arthur guy, yeah. Arthur could quite easily be a special character. Yeah, exactly. Like a demon prince, uh, exalted yeah. herald type. Yeah, and guy. You, I mean, you could even make special characters where, like, because it's part of where, before he didn't descend, right? So you could get like the where, uh, pre ascension yeah. and ascendance Arthur yeah. kind of person, you know? Yeah, like you really yeah, expand on this yeah, exactly, like saga. Give him a bit more, yeah, a bit more flesh. This is like, like saga part thirty nine, so yeah. there's obviously like clearly like a some kind of progression in there. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. So you, you could build upon this saga and yeah. uh, make like a special character from it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think we could just, uh, we, we can move on to the next part, which is the sorcerer. Yep. Go for it. Yeah, and then we, we go back to the... Uh, the Ilarion narrative. Uh, to Ilarion. And uh, then, I, 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 on, on reading this, yeah. I kind of got the impression that, that there was more to this story than... Is yeah, in the face value, value. yeah. Um, so now Siva is a leader of the the Glory Talons, which yeah. is like a war band of pride. Um, something that was interesting in this one is that the as we said before, like the sorcerers, then they don't have like a god, but they're they're kind of aligned to Father Chaos. Yeah, like devoted to the whole. Yeah. And uh, in. The, I thought this was like a little bit random. I wasn't so convinced by this story because he's yeah. he kind of comes into the town, and he's like he's there like trying to convert the populace a little bit. He's yeah. like he's like giving them speeches and they're kind of like okay yeah sure, but I I don't really get his motivation. And then he kind of suddenly turns on Ilarion. Yeah. He kind of turns to him and like gives him prophecies and. He says he's been to all these places, and it just seems like a little bit random. And then he maybe, just disappears. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they disconnect. So, like, uh, if we get there, you, I think this connects to something which is later. Yeah, later yeah, of course, of course yeah. it does. But, but, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, it kind of feels like it's different. It has a different motivation than before because before the gods seem to. I mean, they they tempt pe- these people, but they don't care in the same way like a they don't care enough to send this guy who's gonna like like try to convert people like of course he the sorcerers are the prophets of the the gods kind of so so they're they're more interested in like turning people to the grand the schemes of of chaos but uh but it doesn't fit in the same way i think as as the uh uh, the previous more like uh mundane gods than the than father chaos yeah, there's like one small paragraph where he says, Who am I? He broke in his smile, broadening unpleasantly. You should know me. I am the son of the Father, the servant of the infinite. 
the keeper of the truth and the master of the veil. I carry the word of chaos and break the chains which has which hold others in bondage to the kings of gods. So he's kind of like I think this is like a double entendre. Yeah. He says I you should know me. I am the son of the father, the servant of the infinite, the keeper of the truth and the master of the veil. Mm. So the son of the father, he's clearly referring to Father Chaos. Yeah. But as you will find out in the end, the mm. son of the father is quite literal in this yeah. sense as well. Exactly. Uh, you should know me. Yeah, exactly. Which is now is speaking directly to Larry. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Mm. And I, I kind of like at this point, I hadn't read the last part, yeah, but I kind either. of put two and two together. Okay, uh, actually, I actually didn't. So I don't think we should spoil this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yes. I'm not gonna. Go, yeah. I'm not gonna go into it. But like, there's also some interesting things that he kind of brings up. Mm. <clears throat> It's clearly that he's like been brought up in the in the wastes, yeah. and he has these gifts from the gods or from Father Chaos. And he says he's he's visited the palaces of pleasure, which is like probably yeah, where the the Chiberesh kind of lust place. He's visited Cornucopia. Uh, like I, I'm not sure where that comes from, but yeah, I mean, you know, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure someone who is smarter than us and who yeah, knows like a bit knows a bit more language language and religion yeah. they can probably yeah, kind of relate this, that to yeah. some some god. Um, he he's seen the devouring more, which is clearly like the gluttony. Yeah, and he's seen the eternal abyss. Maybe some other god or yeah. something. Yeah, maybe sloth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but he's he's kind of he's he's been into the wastes and he's seen yeah. all these crazy things. Yeah. So you kind of get this image of the sorcerer and and what it means to be a sorcerer. Yeah. They've kind of experienced all these things. They've been brought up in the wastes, mm. and now they're servants of Father Chaos. Yeah. Um, the next one is the Battle Shrine. Yeah, and now it uh, it cuts uh, it cuts away from Milarian again. Yeah. Uh, and it talks about this uh, inquisitor. Uh, so I think is this the this is the one right when they get in like uh, assaulted by by a horde and they have a bad shrine yeah. which empowers. The, yeah, it like blows the gates up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is uh, which is uh, kind of cool as like a battle story. I think so. So what what happens is that the, this, uh, this town is assaulted by a horde and they have a bad shrine and they make like these prayers to. To the gods around the shrine, and they yeah. they like bring out the victim and and sacrifice it on the battle shrine. Yeah, and the gods kind of, kind of give them power. Yeah, exactly, which kind of blows up gates and and lets them uh, like assault the town. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's that's pretty much the essence of the story. Um, it just kind of follows the the rules. Yeah, and that you like you sacrifice your soul tokens and you get more power. Yeah, and then you can use these soul tokens to cast the spells. Mm. I, I don't think there's much more to it than this. Yeah. It's kind of like pretty self-explanatory in itself. <clears throat> so next is the Barbarian Chief. I think this is where like the Arnie, Conan, yeah. Conan kind of thing yeah. comes into That's play. Hard. Like uh, he like he's more into he's like into sacrificing people. Yeah. And, like, the, obviously, like, again, the souls, the souls of people. Like he, they use them for. For like the power and mm. stuff, and it, it, like to me, this is like a mix of Conan and Vikings. Yeah. He like he like rips the heart out of, out of the chest of his like victim. Yeah. Like and Aztec there almost. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a little bit, and uh, and the 
like the the captain who's like writing the 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 a letter or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. He he's obviously like a little bit weaker. Yeah. And the the guy that he rips out the chest, like the heart out the chest. This is like a a stronger fighter. Yeah. So again, you kind of get this 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 kind of imagery, this culture of like besting the besting the most uh the, the most powerful person and, and like ignoring the weak yeah yeah which is like a the the big theme for the barbarians yeah sure. and the barbarians seem to kind of like live just live in the moment they want to fight they want to eat they want to yeah. fuck they have these like base desires and yeah. i guess this is kind of what leads to like the worship of the dark gods individually yeah so they ha- they they kind of live this life of excess like they just take what they need take what yeah. they want and then they're kind of like the perfect followers for the dark gods because they live this life of excess already. Yeah, there's not even any need to be corrupted. Yeah, they they're all already kind of like living this life. So um, I think we just could take a real quick break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll go through just the rest of the. Yeah, no, no, but we. That, I mean, that's the sound of the fallen beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's if uh, if I mar- if I have some fallen beasts in my future wars, okay, wars of the dark gods army. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and we're back with barbarians. Barbarians. So, did how far are you with the uh, with this? Do you remember? No. So okay, <laughs> I I mean that's it. When I, I we find start... it much easier to bounce off someone else. So I, we can just go with my notes. It's fine. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I I as soon as you start talking about it, I will remember. Okay, so so this is a story about some kind of some guy that was like uh, hanging out with these barbarians. As you do. Yeah, as you do. It's um, like when I come here to Denmark. Yeah. So, um, these barbarians are in a continent called, called Tafria. Where is Tafria? Tafria is like, oh, uh, it's like below, so they're in the, like the land of the dead or below. Af- Africa, yeah. yeah. Like below, below Africa, somewhere yeah. like in the deserts, right? Yeah, the desert so the, so right now we're going to play like, uh, I guess it rains down in <laughs> Africa. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so um, what what I got from this one is that the again the the barons have this like lack of inhibitions, same as the barbarian chief. Yeah. Like they they indulge themselves in mm. all the sins that you could like imagine. They yeah. they have no kind of like stop valve. They just kind of go with it. Yeah. They want to fuck. They want to eat. They want to fight people. Mm. They kind of go with it. And then um, the the kogi, which is actually what we've seen in the knife scroll. Yeah. The kind of Zulu kind of guys. Yeah. They're not really barbarians, they're actually slightly civilized. Yeah, they have like a society uh, and like structure. Yeah. So they they're actually like attacking these guys. Yeah. They kind of come in and steal the steal their women. As you do. As, as you as you do. Mm. And then the the barbarians Mr. like steal the girl. Yeah, the barbarians like they wanna they obviously they like they're just they're not nomads. 
Yeah. They like go back and they like steal the women back from the yeah. Kogi. And that's kind of the story that we get here. Yeah. And um I mean I, I didn't get much from this, it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. I think the the only thing that like is is it's, clear. It's cool that, it, that there's some names which are like uh, feel very um Middle Eastern or African, yeah. which seems to be analogous yeah. with the gods like Gabar and and like yeah. as you say like these uh, the names for like uh, the Gobi or the Hakim and and uh, things like that. Yeah. So so I, what I got from this is that barbarians are found everywhere. Yeah. So this is an example from Tafria from the African continent. Yeah. Continent. They're like uh, in close proximity to other human mm. races. But they're still barbarians. They're still yeah, they're still they're living like the, the uncivilized part of the yeah world, exactly. So. so, so even though they're living in close proximity, they're mm. like they're still they're still barbarians. And, yeah. But they can be found everywhere. Yeah, and that's kind of what I got from this. Yeah, definitely. So after this, uh, something which to me felt like uh, like a bit. Uh, I mean, this part feels to me like something which justifies keeping old moles. I had I had players. a lot of question marks on this. Yeah, it's it's a very short part. It's the <coughs> players. Yeah. So this is like the I guess this is the fast cab with the whips. Yeah. Like the stri- strong the, fast. The cab. old lust cavalry. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like I'm, it's, it I'm talks not com- about. Like, I'm not the, convinced by this. Yeah, it talks about like these beasts with a lot of limbs and they're fast. And basically, they're, f- and, uh, they're fearful. Yeah. yeah, and they and they kind of like whip people and and like scourge them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Like it's like it's, it's some kind of right for the gods. I. To me, this could have been cut out. Like just yeah, skip this unit. People who have these moles could just use them as moral recovery. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think I think uh, like wh- where are they from? What's the motivation? Yeah. Uh, are they lust? Are they like father chaos? Yeah, exactly. Like, if they if they if they're not lust, then they could have made this into more generic unit entry, like some kind of elite Marauder horseman. Yeah. Like, like a. Like basically Marauders riding demonic mounts or something yeah. instead of like this whip part makes it all weird because yeah. then it feels very I wasn't rusty. I wasn't really sold on this. I, I just think they should cut it out and make them Yeah, like a, I, I think Knife Edge as a thing needs to be less afraid about invalidating moles, especially yeah. moles like this which could uh, with easily no be used as more recovery. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no problem. So let's let's just go to the Warhounds. Yeah. Exactly. So now we're back with uh, Ilarion again. Uh, Ivanovich. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, my my notes on this are <laughs> pretty nondescript. <laughs> I think uh, I think the warhounds are quite self-explanatory. Yeah. We all we all know what they are. Yeah. He like uh, he talks about the a patrol meeting them basically, mm. and there's like they kill some dogs. You know? Yeah. So Ilarion goes out on uh, like a patrol. They yeah, they kill absolutely. these warhounds and they get. They actually get captured by the uh, warriors. Yeah, that's the main takeaway, I think. Yeah. The, the story, like, so actually, the, the narrative is oh, progressing. Yeah, because this next part is really cool. Yeah. So what happens is they, they get captured, and the next part is about the Feldrak ancestor. Yeah, so actually and just I, just uh, just um, one thing that yeah. I, I took from the Warhounds story yep. is that Siva now has a horse. Yeah. So, like, it, like you, you know, you can oh, kind Siva of... Siva has more than a fucking horse, man. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. but like you can kind of like uh, see the progression. Yeah, you see the progression of of how she's progressing, like, and you can also add this into the rules of a special character. Hey. Please give us special characters. Yes, please. it makes the game much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, just auxiliary special characters. Yeah, yeah just it just doesn't need to be like in yeah, the main rules. Tournaments, just, yeah. whatever. But but, but, but it, you can bet it that every tournament that we run is gonna have fucking special characters. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, so 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 what this continues is, is that they get captured and they they get taken to this great like uh, chaos camp. Yeah. And uh, it's like a camp of all the gods. Yeah, exactly. And then in the middle, he sees that there's uh, like Siva, basically. Yeah, she, she she's like uh, like the the boss, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. She's ruling all these people. She she, so she went from she being like a fucking like chosen a, or yeah, like a, no, she went from being a wife of a provincial governor to being like a leader chosen of Lord. like you know, you know like tens of thousands yeah. of warriors. So. Yeah. And uh, and then at the middle, uh, at, uh, is it that she has a dragon? So she, she, she's getting dick from whoever the fuck she wants right Basically, now. Basically, yeah. No, she's taking dick. She's not getting dick. She's fucking taking yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah. You she, know, like, she's, she takes what she wants. Yeah. And then she, it, she's like Ronda Rousey. Yeah, basically, like yeah. you know, if you if you'll give it to me, I fuck you up. Yeah, right. like like if you're gonna fuck Ronda Rousey, yeah. like you're not gonna fuck her. She's gonna fuck, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> she's like Ronda Rousey of the Ninth Age world. Yeah. And then, uh, but but then, like, uh, is it? Does she have a dragon or a chimera in this? Uh, so, in- so my understanding of this is that they, the uh, Ilarion is like yeah. going into the camp. Yeah. And he's like, put in. He's not like a prisoner. Yeah, because she somehow I still feel like she feels something towards. Yeah, this yeah. Man, of like, of course, know. she like they they yeah. have some kind of weird relationship yeah. still. So 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 she doesn't just kill him. Yeah. Or, or so he's like him. kind of kept prisoner. Yeah. But he's like guarded over by a wasteland dragon. Yeah. And it's like I got the impression that this was this was Siva's dragon. That was how how I got. Okay, I I, I didn't I didn't get that, but well, at least but they sure. have some kind of companionship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so so what happens is that like you know he's there in the middle of the camp. There's this dragon watching over him. Yeah. And then like you know fucking roar from from like far of the horizon comes, and this fucking Feldrak ancestor yeah. shows up. But just just bef- before we before okay. we get into this, I think there's like a little bit more about Siva that's okay. really important that to understand. So uh, in in the camp, there's all these different kind of beasts. There's these yeah. chimeras. There's these dragons. And she has power over them all, mm. but um, when when uh, Ilarion gets to her camp, yeah. like her part of the camp, he sees this banner with Ghoul's head on the banner. So this is the guy that brought Siva into the fold. Yeah. This is the guy that was um, on the table, looking at Siva like yeah, with exactly. his with his dick on display. Table, yeah. Like uh, as like you know like trying to persuade her to come yeah. to the, the the dark side of the force. Yeah. And uh, like she's obviously killed him, mm. and put his head on display on her banner. Yeah. So she's obviously taken over this warband. Yeah. She kind of like like laughs at him like. Uh, he he's he's obviously on patrol. Yeah. When when they get captured, and uh, the the warriors are like coming to actually like coming to him. Yeah. So he kind of jokes with her. He says, "You came here, you knew I'd find you, just as when we courted." So, yeah. Obviously, uh, he's like kind of joking with her, like yeah, that she's playing coy or something. Yeah. So he's like bringing her back to where she was. Yeah. And she's kind of like smiling and like laughing actually at the absurd absurdity of the situation. Yeah. That he's like making a joke about when they were like dating. Yeah. And then. Like obviously now they're in this completely different like power situation. Yeah. So, but it kind of shows her sense of humor. It shows her humanity, and it shows that her, she still has the same memories as mm. before. Like she yeah, hasn't. She's, still, she's not she, annihilated. Yeah. She's still the same person. She's yeah, exactly. She's the same person as before. Yeah. But she's she's it's just like weakness carved out. Yeah, yeah. She just changed her mindset. Yeah. 
and the like the weakness is there like mm. she still has the weakness but but it's suppressed yeah so she says like I cannot le- I cannot let you leave even if I decide it such weakness is no longer who I am yeah so she understands that there's weakness there but mm. she doesn't let it come to fruition yeah so it's it's interesting that these warriors, these warriors of the dark gods, they they are. They are like the, the epitome of their god. Mm. But at the same time, they still have these human, yeah, weaknesses. If they let them. Like yeah. they they have this control. Yeah, because they're not like they're not. They're not like yeah. They're not like mindless subjects. Yeah. They're not like uh, completely devoid of emotion. They still have these like complex feelings. Mm. And I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And then we go to the Feldrack. Yeah, so now let's get to the badass part. So basically, oh. basically he's dra- guard over this dragon, and then on the fucking horizon, this Feldrack ancestor shows boom, up. Boom, boom, exactly, boom. his footfalls shake the earth, cries out in rage, and like basically... <laughs> yeah, that's how it sounds. And then he, he just like, he just charges towards like this warband and or this army. But he just ignores everybody. Like he, he just smashes them out of the way because the only thing he cares about is this dragon, like the dragon watching over them yeah. because he has this like intense hatred. So like everybody just gets the fuck out of the way and he just charges the dragon and he like smashes it down to like it looks like the dragon's gonna get up I think and then he just smashes it down to the ground. He rips the the wing and just fucking decapitates this uh, this dragon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a little bit random. Yeah, it is a bit random, but I think it kind of... I I liked it because yeah. it, it, like, showed what... Uh, the fell are about. What the, yeah, exactly, what they're yeah. about. Because they, like, you know... So, actually, especially because when... They, okay, so when he kills the dragon, like, he destroys this dragon, basically. Yeah. And then he's really fucking happy. And, uh, and then the, what happens is that... Uh, like, uh, he actually just, like, sits down with uh, the leaders of this camp, and they're like, okay, now we've killed this fucking abomination, which can fly, because, you know, that's the fluff of the Feldrax. They hate things which can fly. Yeah. And, the, uh, there's there's yeah. some kind of, there's some kind of, like, um, we don't quite get the full story yeah, in this but you book, can, like, yeah. but you can kind of get some kind of intonation about what it means. The, like, the Feldrax are some kind of, like, mongrel dragon species. Yeah. It's like, like dragons which can't fly. Basically. It's basically one day a dragon had a really small cock yeah. and it could not service the other female dragons. Yeah, so it shows like ogres which so, are fucking tiny. Exactly, so like it fucks really an, tight. Basically, though. fucked an ogre. Yeah. And then you've got these Feldrax, which is yeah. like some kind of like manifestation of dragon and ogre. Mm. And then it's basically the donkeys of the dragon world. Exactly, yeah. it's like the the donkey dragons. Yeah. And then, they're like angry and they kick a yeah, lot. They, they yeah. fucking hate the, sh- the normal dragons because they're like, why didn't I have wings, bro? Yeah. Like, why did you do this to me? I couldn't have wings. I just got these like, like, like lizard... You have to put your dick in anything. Come on. Yeah, I got these like lizard feet Yeah. and I can't fly. Yeah, it's like it got fucking scales and yeah. everything. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck's happening? So basically, they hate everything that flies. Yeah. They hate dragons. So th- this is actually reflects in the rules as well. Yeah. Which so, I, I think is scary. But, but what I really like is that when he kills, when, when this Feldrak kills the dragon, afterwards, it's not like he's going to go berserk on the army. Then he's yeah. just like, he's like oh, oh, I'm done. Yeah, hey dude, like, yeah. let's chill. You know, and they, they kind of see, they just strike up friendship. You know? Yeah, well, well actually, actually I, I, the way I, I interpret the story mm. is like, Siva challenges the Feldrak. Yeah. 
and they and like at this point like uh, with all the commotion mm-hmm. Larian yeah, he, he, he manages to escape. he manages yeah. to escape and he kind of like on looking back into the camp yeah. he sees that Siva has convinced the Feldrek to like join the army yeah, like if that's through words or force, or force we, don't or, really we, we don't really know yeah. but like we, we at least get the outcome that the yeah. Feldrek has joined the army that Siva's kind of accumulated yeah so the the next the next page is the the Feldrax. Now, I just want to say that this picture is fucking <laughs> retarded. Yeah, this is. Oh man! It looks like, like an umpalumpa. Yeah. Mixed with a lizard. <laughs> mixed with, like, something from a weird. This like, is like this okay, is have, this have is you, have a you, fucking nightmare. Though, have, like. have you seen the fantasy movie like the one that's like the Great Wall of China where there's like these like Chinese guys and what? Okay, there's like this. There's this movie. It's like a new movie. It's like the Great Wall of China, okay. and there's like a. I think it's Matt Damon. <laughs> okay, it's even better. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. It's like Matt Damon and the like Great Wall of China, and there's like these demon like yeah. dog things that are tackling the Great Wall, and they have to fight them off. I've seen the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. shoots like arrows. With so drugs. it's like a. So yeah, exactly. So this picture is like an umpalumpa mixed with a unicorn, mixed with the weird dog things from that movie, and it looks fucking retarded. Like, oh yeah, like I'm, this is this is not how I imagine a Feldrak. Like, yeah. This, like, oh, but this plays into what you said. Like it's a mongrel race. Like this. This it, looks like yeah. they, like. Father Chaos never imagined that this was the thing. Like he... It's like, wh- when you tell your dragon to bone an ogre, yeah. this is what you get. <laughs> this is what you get. But no, like, this is like four generations down of ogres yeah, fucking dragons yeah, forever. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's bad. This is like a, like, this is like a family, yeah, it's like a family problem. Yeah. A family problem that went too far. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't like this picture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was. I like. I'm sorry to whoever. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully, don't, they don't listen to this. But yeah. but 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 it's it, it looks weird. Like it's like it's a nicely illustrated like a, piece. Yeah, like but, I mean, like the technique is yeah, good, but yeah. but it's just like the design is is yeah. not there. It's um, like it's like when you, it's like when you put two models together, yeah. without cutting them or anything. Yeah, like, like the, you just put one on top of the other yeah. and then paint it really nicely. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, exactly. The painting is gonna be good, but but it's the, like it's yeah. just uh, like not gonna fit. Yeah. So, Feldrax. Do you want me to go over it? Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember. So the first is. thing I wrote is there's a silly picture. <laughs> I think we covered that. <laughs> yeah. The second thing I wrote was um, so the, the this story is this story is like another side story where mm. there's like an island of Feldrax, mm. and. Um, and Sounds like a shitty island. <laughs> like, I, I don't know they all like fuck ogres and stuff. <laughs> it's like an ogre orgy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, at least uh, pounding so, a top of that. So, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, because ogres are really fat. And you're like, oh, okay, let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Casimir's had too much chin. <laughs> I think we're getting to the end of this podcast. <laughs> So th- this island is like um, just I I'm not even sure where it is I I, I can't remember, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it sh- it just kind of shows that the ninth age has this like setting that you can you can put an island somewhere and it can just be <laughs> like an island with like Feldrax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but it also shows that these these kind of like mongrel monsters are not just 
beasts. Mm. They can actually communicate. They kind of have these conversations, and they they actually even have artwork. So they they actually have a culture of their own. Yeah. They're not just like these beasts that are intent on fighting. They just want to mm. fight all the time because that's kind of kind of what I got from the Games Workshop. Yeah, fluff. exactly. They were just like these like fucking beasts. beasts. They're just oh, we're beasts and we fight. Yeah, and. I, like, I couldn't really imagine them fucking. I couldn't really imagine them yeah. like eating. I couldn't imagine them doing anything else apart from just like <laughs> fighting like, all the time. It's like when do they even go to bathroom? Yeah, like, yeah, sense. <laughs> yeah. You ever watch a movie and be like, do these guys like poop? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, like the, these guys are a bit more human. Kind yeah. of they they obviously yeah, re- they obviously when the dragon fucked the ogre, there was more of the ogre than the dragon. Yeah. And they have like a culture. They have artwork. They they actually made a mural, and um, so they even have like houses and dwellings and stuff. So uh, again, as we said, they kind of hate these flyers. Yeah. And in in this story, um, the Feldrax they go to like a harpy nest to mm-hmm. like Cause eat the flyers just because they get yeah. fucked up. Yeah, because they hate anything with wings. Yeah. Like a. a I, I kind of get it, but mm. I think it's a bit weird. Like, I could get that they hate dragons, but yeah. like, I don't get that they hate everything that flies. Nah, me neither. But, okay, fair enough. Like, yeah, they hate things that yeah. fly because they can't fly. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, I I would say I could make the same motivation for me today. <laughs> and they can also swim, Yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah. They, they swim from one island to another. Yeah. And um, they're obviously like smart hunters because they create yeah. these nets and the harpies like fly out and they catch the harpies. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you can kind of see that they're intelligent in so, in some kind of way. Yeah, in some reason. And uh, yeah, um, so so what I what I got from this is that these feldrax are, are more intelligent than perhaps I originally expected. Yeah. Um, they hate they hate anything that flies, even mm. if it's a harpy, a bird. I guess yeah. they kind of. They they hunt these they hunt actually hunts things that that can't that can fly, yeah. but they they're still cultured they still have artwork they still have um, material culture, they build dwellings and and things like that. So mm. so it's it's quite interesting. It's like a little bit different to Games Workshop, mm. but again I would really like to see this expanded more. I really like to see yeah. more stories, more more things and uh, and a better picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like looks a little bit more impulsive. Yeah, exactly. So we're getting down to it now. We're yeah. almost done. This is probably maybe about the three and a half hour mark. Yeah. So we are quite hours. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when you were talking about this Feldrax, I was just sitting there like, wow. I'm really on the edge. <laughs> We've nearly finished a whole bottle of gin, <laughs> <laughs> plus the rest and the beers. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> so, C- Casimir, <laughs> this, uh, this is what happens. Can, can, you, can you help me with this one? <laughs> I actually don't know if I can because I don't remember anything. So, so my notes on this one are very sparse. I think this was one another one which which like was uh, more of a like you know this these this is about the chimera. Let's call it a stocking filler. Yeah, it's like it kind of like a chimera shows up and it, it like kills like stuff. I think that was a, like another thing. It talks about like a caravan which was yeah. uh, 
destroyed or attacked by this cavera and yeah, i yeah. think to be honest like it's describing how like the you know the anatomy and like how it tears and rips and these yeah, different yeah I, I literally wrote chimera not so interesting i think yeah but to be honest like we're at the three and a half hour mark i think we're justified to skip yeah. this one so i i actually want to like elaborate a little bit more um like <laughs> like in in the beta version yeah. and we talked about this earlier like mm. in the beta version the chimera and the, especially the chimera mount for the barbarian chief yeah so i guess we can mention that there's two different mounts yeah like there was there was a normal in, chimera and an unbroken chimera. yeah yeah so so unbroken there's two chimera is like a really big one basically. yeah so it's like a bigger base and yeah. there's some options for it in the beta version there was mm. a lot more options and it was super cool super interesting yeah. like each option was like almost like a bit a bit valid like in yeah, some respects yeah it was like themed around the uh, different theme, creatures yeah so there was like an elephant one like a mammoth yeah. and there was like a, a crab one with like extra limbs and it could station. it could like move really far and yeah. then it was like the regular <laughs> chimera with the fly and everything like that yeah. so so i'm a little bit disappointed with this entry in the book yeah. I think it could be elaborated more. Like the story is probably fine, but yeah. it's just like nondescript. Yeah, and then to to counter this, I think that it's really nice that the entry of the unbroken chimera exists now because you can. There's there is a specific chimera mold which is really cool from Mirrors Miniatures. Yeah, plug, yeah. Plug, plug, plug. Oh we're yeah, not, really we're good. not sponsored, and it is humongous if you want to sponsor us, Mirrors Miniatures, yeah, you can please just write do. To me. Yeah. I'm a time uh, DK. Yeah, maybe we should write to them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they, like that mall is 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 really 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 big, but it's really cool. It's like a classic camera yeah. with like three heads. Greek a, style. Yeah, Greek like the lizard, lion, and the goat. Goats. Yeah, exactly. And has like a big stinger and wings. And, and I Scorpion think it, yeah, I think it'll fit on the this new base. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I would if if I was yeah. uh, Warriors of the Dark Gods player and I hadn't just bought two Lord of the Rings mammoth models, I would <laughs> consider getting it. <laughs> But uh, I would yeah. also like to say the artwork for this piece is like fucking amazing. I yeah, really, I, this really is cool. one of my favorite like pieces of artwork in the book. Actually, the Chimera artwork. Yeah, it has like it has a single head, but it's like a my lion's mane, but but like a demon's face, and and this uh, warrior's guy, guy with like almost a Japanese flag behind them. It's, yeah, uh, it's it's, cool. it's really cool. So um, in contrast, we have the. <laughs> the Hellmore. The Hellmore, which the picture is not... And this is the this is my least favorite artwork in the book. So this to me. This, I'm so sorry. This artwork is basically like a turtle <laughs> that has lost its hind legs. Yeah, so it has now wheels. And like it's one of those like retarded dogs that gets like a Yes like the wheels at yes. the back of it. Oh man, this is like a, you know this is the like LB8 TQ plus whatever like, version uh, like, of the this is the this, this is when the Feldrex were created yeah. and the retarded dragon that creates the Feldrex saw this and flew the other side of the world and fucked an ogre. <laughs> it's like I, I can't get even more like it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Whatever I do is fine. Like I could put my cock in this <laughs> and it would not be as interesting as putting my cock in an ogre. <laughs> So I'm going to yeah. fly all the way to the other side of the world because I probably have one wing because I'm retarded dragon. I can't get yeah, laid. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it literally flew the other side of the world with one wing to get away from this thing. Yeah. yeah this artwork. Was that too much? I don't know. I can't tell at this point, but this artwork is... Uh, yeah. Not the best. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it at that. It, it's not the best, but but like um, the 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 story and the function of the yeah, Hellmore is I, really I, cool. I like this. I like the story because this is the this is the one which teleports units, right? Yeah. So like uh, this, it talks about like this is you're back to uh, 
Ivanovich or Ilarion. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Siva is leading this army, and uh, she comes to to the settlement because he fled back to the settlement and she's pursued yeah. him right and. Uh, and then uh, he has like, oh, he's behind these walls, and he's like, ah, fuck, man, it's gonna be fine. So then they then they bring out the Helmol, and across the Helmol they've strapped the Inquisitor, which had been out hunting for these guys before, yeah. and everybody thought he was dead, but apparently just captured him. Oh, this was the the prelate. Yeah, the prelate. Yeah, yeah. it's the same guy, and they and they captured him, and they so they bring him out, and they strap him like they tie him across the maw of this Helmol, and they <laughs> sacrifice him, and his blood pours down like the gullet of this big. Like cannon beast thing, and like a big, like amazingly large light sh- starts shining, and then it just like opens up a portal, and this portal like springs to life on the other side of the gates, and like the warriors just pour through into the town. Yeah, and obviously the town falls. Yeah, I I think this 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 piece of writing is really cool. Yeah, the writing is very well. And uh, the rules obviously reflect this as yeah. well like I, if, I actually haven't read them but you can like teleport stuff you could literally like you make like a teleport counter and you do it through your soul tokens I think yeah. so you like sacrifice a soul token mm. and then you like put a, put a counter somewhere and then you like yeah. can teleport from one place to another yeah I, I don't know if it's competitive but it seems cool as fuck though yeah yeah like uh, I, I think it's like the same thing as like with the warriors being like this rush kind of army yeah like you, you get this kind of maneuverability where you can suddenly appear behind someone or yeah. you can suddenly appear like on the flank or you, yeah. you obviously get faster closer to someone yeah. so yeah I, th- I think it's really cool um, and I, I, what's really nice is that you like actually have the fluff and the yeah. rules like really matching each yeah. other yeah exactly and I, it's also nice that they, they're not afraid of actually putting this into rules because I think like if I imagined Knife Age team a year ago, like this would never be something which could go into yeah, rules. But exactly, now, like, it's something this, very this new. Is, very yeah, new. Like this is a step in the right direction. I feel like. Yeah, and and I think it's quite cool that the sorcerer like stands there and like yeah. sacrifices someone. Like you can kind of really feel like the power yeah. of the soul, like going to like fuel yeah, this uh, this beast this, big thing, yeah. this beast to like make a a portal. I think what I would have liked a bit more is a bit more of like the physics and the mechanics of the teleportation. Okay. Like a maybe and like a fir- like a first on. person account of, of going through going the through the portal and appearing yeah. on the other side. Yeah, that would be cool. Just to, just to kind of like understand it a bit better. Yeah. Because because for me it was cool, but yeah. But I would like to make it a bit more like real, a bit more like yeah, visceral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in the same place, yeah. it was but, good. But I really liked that one. Like that, that was this reading this. I was like, I should have one of these in my army. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. So the next one it talks about the marauding giant, and uh, this one is is quite cool. I thought because uh, it kind of it, this for me introduces the new concept of the giant because yeah. the giant was a big overhaul in zero point two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, de- like, yeah. Across all armies, it's exactly. been changed. And it, it has kind of followed the same theme across all armies. So so what it talks about is that these marauding giants, they kind of... Uh, so we're now we're not following Ilarion anymore. It's like a separate missive. And uh, like the giants, they talk about how these giants kind of... Uh, depending on what culture they join, they can uh, adapt to that culture. Yeah. And that, that's also reflecting the rules as yeah. well, because the giants get the rules of the local culture. Yeah, exactly. So if, you, if you're with like an orc and goblin army, then you... Uh, or green skin army, then you kind of uh, uh, adapt their type. They have like a wrecking ball or whatever, and, yeah. and this kind and of And you stuff. get the special rules. I think yeah. the barbarians are rerolling ones and charges, and I think the giant gets yeah. the same or something like that. Yeah, exactly. 
and uh, and it's really cool because like this 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 fluff piece also talks about the fact that this this guy has seen a giant who's like with some uh, some orcs and goblins. So yeah. It's act acting in the same same simple or like in a certain way, and then he sees uh, the giants uh, with somebody else or the, with the, the same giant. Yeah, and he's like, "That's the same dude." What the fuck? Yeah, it's, I think it's quite cool. Like yeah. he, but at the same time, although he's like changing culture, he's yeah. still a giant. He's still eating people. He's yeah, still throwing big shit. stones at stuff. Yeah. He's still like slightly stupid. Yeah. Um. I like what I would like to know is if the giants are like tied to the dark gods in some way. Yeah. Like, are they intelligent enough to yeah. to worship the dark gods? Do they have any kind of semblance of what the gods are? Yeah. Or is it just that they imitate whatever? Yeah. They or do they just kind of just follow the barbarians and do what yeah. they say? Like I, I I think they're really cool, but I would really like to I really like to know if they're if they're like intelligent enough to yeah. to kind of yeah do have, do they have their like a own sinister kind of a sinister, a sinister also kind of where are the giant women and uh, you know like where do they raise the children and how how big are their penises yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> this is what we need answered <laughs> also what happens if this guy fucks a dragon you know <laughs> yeah is do you, if if a giant fucks a dragon do you get a fell drag yeah maybe. or is it if your dragon or is fucks it like a, a, a dragon half and a giant bottom maybe <laughs> <laughs> you get like two legs <laughs> a dragon <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay so this <laughs> so we're almost finished now yeah. we're nearly there yeah, so this okay. has been like a marathon yeah yeah but, but yeah but this is it's getting to the juicy parts now so we're back with Valerian, and this is the uh, so in this part it's about the war days and the scythe sky wheel I didn't like this one uh, I didn't like I, I mean okay so basically what's happened is that uh, what happens is that uh is this uh, it's this is this is the one where or? this is the one where like basically the the big band of warriors have like exhausted yeah. their strength. Yeah, so like they they broke through the first settlement yeah, of the first they, walls they, they, with they, this yeah. helm all right. They, they destroyed the town, the yeah. original town. Then they kind of went into the into the Volskaya. Yeah. But they, they like assault like a much bigger town, I yeah, think. Yeah, but like. they, they don't win and they kind of Yeah, like the the cavalry they get I have a feeling and, like the wing lancers of the cavalry arrives and just like uh, you know, like I, I, I know maybe you haven't heard this song, but it's like the Sabaton song, which is about like the Polish cavalry, which is like Kenan Volska, and the, when the winged lancers arrive and they just come in from the flank, they charge these guys and just break the shit out of the warriors, and everybody yeah. flees basically. So, so what happens in this story is that the warriors are like disjointed, they're going in mm. different ways, they're obviously like very individual, they follow yeah. their own leaders, and um, Siva, the, the wife of yeah. Alarion. They kind of they they kind of find each other again somehow. Yeah, like she's she okay. So this is the part where the war days comes in, and I agree yeah. that this part is like, I mean, it's there, but it's, it's so she's like carried on this platform and talks about how she's like, uh, like it's like screaming at the warriors and encouraging them to keep to keep carrying her, and she so shows no weakness, and she's standing basically on this shield. Yeah, almost. but she she's like, like wounded. Yeah, wounded like uh, like a lot, like she's bleeding, and she comes comes to this town. And then right when she comes to the gate, she collapses and falls falls off this war dais, yeah. and uh, and it like it on it like in front of him, and then all the warriors as soon as she shows weakness, they just like they des fuck off, they desert her, yeah. and then uh, obviously like she's on the ground, and the Larian they have this kind of moment with each other, yeah, like he holds her in his arms, <coughs> and 
and just like you know they they talk and he says like uh, you know some things or you can't repeat them you know, yeah uh, so we, we don't really know between a wife and yeah a, <laughs> between a husband and a wife yeah like a, they, a bit uh, of a nod to gladiator there if yeah, you've ever if you ever if yeah. you know that movie yeah, very well it's a good movie so she she kind of shows humanity at yeah. the end, and, and it, it says like uh, she doesn't regret what she's done, but no. she says that she re- regrets that he didn't join her in the worship of the yeah. dark gods. Yeah, like Which they she... could have risen so high together. Yeah, so it it's it kind of closes closes the story. Yeah, um, but we don't really get much about the war dice and the scythe skywheel yeah like, like the, the scythe skywheel is like she it just says a, it appears at the end yeah, and disappears it's a bit like yeah, a ufo like she says that he, yeah but it's like it's like, like a ufo like it's like the disc that like appears yeah. and then disappears yeah <laughs> so you, you don't really know like did i just see a ufo or did i just see like a blue guy on a disc or <laughs> you know like yeah so, so she says like oh she misses uh, their son and then she dies and then and then like he sees like through the gate he sees the sorcerer standing on this uh scythe wheel uh looking at him and then disappearing so yeah yeah just... so so it, although it's nice into the story mm. it it doesn't really give us much about the war dais and doesn't yeah, really give us much about the sky really, like what they do or yeah so it doesn't like I, I don't know where the war dais comes from I don't know who makes the sky wheels yeah. I don't know like I don't know much about these mm. and I would really like to hear a bit more yeah I think it's a nice end to the story yeah. but I don't think it should be included in this section yeah exactly like what was the culture of the war dais like that that sounds like a very barbarian thing to me like they, they yeah. like yeah, it's almost like a you know, Char- Charlemagne yeah. kind of thing, you know, like race, raced on the shield, you know, this, yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, and um, again, as I said before, I would really like to see Siva as a special character. Mm. So I think kind of killing her off. Yeah, is not like it's the not best. The best way of doing Especially it. Especially when yeah, you spend like a lot of time bringing her up, and she's very interesting. Yeah, right? like a very yeah, like a very mm. dynamic character. Yeah. Like you, you could write a lot of fluff for her. And I would really like to see her expressed a bit more as a character, mm. but now she's died off, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, but then again, the good thing about special Maybe, maybe she could be brought back by the mother from yeah. across the veil or something like yeah, that, maybe. I don't know. But I think the good thing about the special characters is that they don't need to be alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. It could be like a period in history, Yeah, right? exactly. A special character which existed at some point. Yeah. Uh, so... So the the last unit entry is the Wasteland Dragon, and uh, this is not Ilarion anymore. And now, like it's uh, it's this guy and the uh, what was his nationality? I think he's, he's from Sundan, the yeah. Asian place. Yeah. So so yeah. So the the first the first thing I wrote is that this picture is fucking goofy. Yeah. Again, like uh, the first the first picture is like <laughs> a beast man. Retard dragon. And then the, and there's this dragon. Which is squat and has a warrior like kind of sitting. On it, it, it looks like it's like someone's got a dragon and like squashed it. Yeah, like this looks. This looks like somebody took one of those models. You know, when you see somebody who has a dragon from like nineteen eighties, like when Citadel miniatures were not, uh, like developed, <laughs> yeah. and they made everything with lead and poisoned children. You know, <laughs> and they made these really like retarded dragon models. And there's always one guy on the English war forum so it's like, oh, the models from nineteen eighty were the best in the Worlds, you know? <laughs> it looks like um, when you're four years old and you get to build something with play-doh <laughs> and you make it with play-doh and it's like a dragon and then then like someone just sits on it by accident yeah and it's like a little bit squashed 
Yes. Yeah, I don't get it. That's really small wings as well. I oh, okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, so we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, but, thank you very much for spending the time to yeah, create like this it, drawing. I mean, we're drunk and like just like don't take it too seriously. <laughs> don't. Take it's it not a very good picture, but it's a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we couldn't have done like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Was, I could have done better. I could not have done better. Like, I could have drawn a stick figure with wings. That's my dragon. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, aside from the goofy picture of the dragon on page... 77? Yeah. Um, it's a, quite an interesting story. Yeah, because the story is like this guy who was at the edge of the wasteland doing uh, work, right? Or... He's like getting high or something. Oh, yeah. He's, do he's doing something. And then... <laughs> then he then he just uh, whatever. So like he sees this dragon flying overhead, but it seems like it's struggling. And then finally, like it crashes down, and he's like, uh, he thinks like, oh maybe you know like I I can go get there. Maybe if it's dead, I can get his heart, like sell it for yeah, a lot of money because yeah, it's like, like the your dragon scales or something. Powerful magical artifact yeah. artifacts, this kind of stuff. So he, he tracks down uh, the dragon, and when he gets there, the dragon is still alive. Yeah, and, but he, uh, he he's kind of like yeah. entranced by the dragon. Yeah. And, and then the dragon like kind of like gets up and uh, and starts walking and like uh, it's expected. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure if like the dragon is like put him under like some kind of magical spell. Yeah, or... I'm not sure either because he like is before that he's like he knows he's not supposed to go into the waste, but he has this magical artifact like a talisman he's got from his yeah. mother I think. Yeah. Uh, which he like he kind of protects him. But but it, then he just like he just follows the dragon into the waste. Yeah, like, he I'm, gets, I'm, like, I'm not sure whether this whether whether he, yeah he's yeah. spellbound or by he's the dragon just, like interested or he's yeah he's kind of some kind of like uh, enamored by yeah. the dragon. Or maybe like the waste like you know it's just kind of puts some kind of spell somehow yeah. on him. But but for some reason he yeah. follows the dragon. Yeah, and the dragon kind of helps him on his journey. Like it digs uh, holes to find him water and and, and to, it hunts for him. Yeah, exactly. It just makes sure he survives. Food. And uh, but he doesn't speak. I don't think until like until they they get to to. Uh, there like was a there was like yeah there was like one little point which I thought was slightly interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it says something about like the dragon going into the wasteland. Yeah. And because it's walking. Yeah. All the time, like the wings get diminished a bit. Yeah, like it gets stronger legs. Yeah, stronger legs but weaker wings. Yeah. And this is like reflected in the rules. Mm -hmm. That the wasteland dragon is like. A little bit slower when it flies. Okay. But uh, I I I'm not sure about this rule. Like yeah, it seems like a justification. For it seems like a justification stuff. for a rule yeah. rather than like a yeah. fluff reason for a rule. Yeah, exactly. And so basically, when they get to their destination, the the dragon finally speaks and it turns to him and it says, "With the blackened sun, the doom shall come when shadows are no more and the dragons fail to soar." So basically, then it it continues this theme of like the fact that this dragon doesn't fly anymore. It it walks the land, and yeah. this is some kind of prophecy that doom has come, and and so on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I didn't really get much from this. Like, yeah, I mean, I I feel like it was a big, it was a good build up, but the fact that like yeah, that if that was the point, then. Yeah, I mean, I in general, I like that the the dragon speaks to people. Yeah, like it. it I like seems the, like the, a very ancient yeah. thing. Like that's good. Yeah, I like that the Feldrex speaks to people. Yeah. I like that all the kind of chaos warriors are kind of a bit more friendly. They yeah. kind of communicate. They kind of a part of the human world. Mm. 
but I didn't really get this so much. I don't really understand what it's getting at. Like maybe maybe this will be elaborated on a bit more in the future, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. So I think uh, I really need the toilet. So we're gonna take a quick break and yeah. then we're gonna come back and just finish off. It should yeah. be a really quick segment. Yeah, the just last, with, it's with the epilogue. We only have basically yeah two parts left. There's yeah. a short story and the epilogue. Yeah. So we take a quick break. Welcome back. Say it, say it, say it like a bit of enthusiasm. Yeah, welcome back to the final stage of this final segment of this uh, fantastic Amatime gin infused podcast. Exactly. It is two o'clock in the morning and we are going very strong. Yeah. Um, we're almost out of lemon because we ran out of yeah. tonic already. <laughs> <laughs> It's good though. It served a good purpose. Yes. So, um, so I, I actually went epilogue before Red Blossoms. Okay, sure. So I think we go epilogue first. Yeah. So after the the weird dragon story, which we didn't really understand, uh, we get to the epilogue. Yeah, which is this you will find at the very back, yeah. behind the, like, after the armor lists in the, um, yeah. in the actual rule book for them. So this this takes the form of a letter written by Larian, and uh, it's basically a diary from like right before a siege, and it talks about the fact like that the you know they thought they broke these uh, these like this war band of uh, warriors after this event that, that yeah. happened before, but uh, but actually what happened is that uh, like these the sorcerers spread uh, like uh, you know the legend of these warriors and their brave failure and accomplishments yeah. uh, to the rest of the wastelands and like thousands and thousands of warriors flocked to to the edge of the wasteland to assault yeah. them once more so uh, yeah this uh, eventually Ilarion's citadel falls yeah and uh, he's writing he's writing to um, his the same correspondence that yeah, he has like before his friend and his uh, the, the, the city is going to die the city is going to fall and there's there's nothing he can do hmm but he he actually remains loyal to the end, which is yeah. admirable. And then you get this uh, extra letter, yeah, which like is a, he dies basically when he uh, he scrolls this and uh, he says like finally I will be reunited with my boy with Lucas, and then it just like scratches out. Yeah. And then the new letter starts. And uh, this is a letter from Lucas. Yeah. So written as we, in the blood. The of blood Valerian. of Valerian, which is clearly. Uh, yeah, like his father. Yeah, and uh, signed Lucas Yanovich, sorcerer of the dark gods. So, as we kind of alluded to earlier, mm. the father that we spoke of um, was not Father Chaos, but it was actually Illyrian, and uh, his son was taken into the waste and uh, taught by the gods and became a sorcerer himself. Yeah. So the sorcerer that we met earlier was actually Illyrian's son, mm. and uh, we kind of we get this letter from him. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's it's almost bragging. It's almost pride yeah. prideful in some respects. Um, he's 
he's kind of saying that hopefully he he meets the excellency, which is maybe the emperor, maybe the 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 lord of Volskarad. Mm. And um, he he he's kind of like bragging a bit, but it, it but it's it's quite a nice end to the to the book. Yeah, I think so too. Like he kind of ties ties everything together, so like there's there's some uh, like there's some thread, there's hints of this before, and it uh, it kind of has a very nice conclusion. Yeah. He also I mean, kind of alludes to the ninth age itself, which kind of. Shows that people are aware of the the ages and yeah. the history and and stuff. So exactly. he says that they will attack Avarice, which is the uh, the bastion of the ninth age. Yeah. So obviously they have this high opinion of themselves. They have to get through quite a lot of Volskar and everything first. Yeah. And and again, as we said earlier, with with uh, Siva and with uh, is it is it Athas in the sagas? Uh, yeah. And and uh, again with Lucas Janovic, I would really like to see some special characters with these. Uh, yeah. With these. Yeah. There's, you, there's, there's quite like a rich background with these yeah. guys. And you just don't need to add that much to like give them uh, special attributes or no. something which puts them uh, out distinguishing. It it would be really nice to have these in uh, like a like auxiliary force yeah. where you can like just if they did, if we did like an auxiliary force. Mm. And just the special characters, and that was yeah. done. Yeah, exactly. Just say like, oh, these you can just add these to Warriors Chaos Armies if you're not playing in a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Or if your tournament decides to allow them. Yeah, and, and I think that would be fine. Yeah. So yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed the narrative that we have. Yeah. Um, we have one last little bit to go yeah. through, and then we are done, and we can go and get obliterated. <laughs> Victorator. Uh, so the last story is called the Red Blossoms of Itar or Itar, and it's uh, it's this uh, kind of a short story which focuses on uh, the goddess of wrath. I feel like yep. the uh, the adversary, and it talks about this uh, this man who has uh, this farm, and then there's uh, so basically there's like debt collectors coming to to like. Uh, to like they're making the, they're coming closer and closer to his uh, to his farm and like making extortions and demanding money of yep. him and he's like starting to get more and more involved in himself and more and more rage and this is told kind of from the perspective of his family from his uh, his uh, daughter I think and his yep. uh, his wife and um, and like he's getting more and more self assumed and he starts to go on these journeys which they don't know where he is and he doesn't say where he goes and so on and at one point he like comes home and he's uh, he's really weird and uh, and he starts to argue with his wife and then like later S- suddenly have this suddenly have this like conflict yeah it's like which doesn't really exist before yeah and and then they like yeah, at some point they're at a later point they're actually attacked by people like which are obviously sent by this death death collector yeah and uh, and he just like you know uh, he's, he flips the fuck yeah, out yeah exactly they're about he to like they're, the they're about out. to rape his wife so I mean like it's it's yeah. uh, it's understandable he's like but he just like calls out like hear me adversary and he yeah. just fucking kills these guys and he's wide eyed like, the, the, the way the way that I got it he like sacrificed his son yeah which but this happens much later in the story okay, so this okay. is, so first first you have uh, her have the fact that he's this happens and he kills them and then he kind of like recovers and then much later like he starts to like this suddenly it gets worse and worse and then this guy like that collector shows up again 
And then uh, one night, like she fires, like they go down, and then he's he's in the bottom of the house, and he's sacrificing his son to to Vanadra to to the adversary, and uh, and they flee out of the house, and as they flee, he like cuts the throat of his son, and uh, he summons this demon from across the veil, and the demon asks him, and it, I think this is a good part because it's like. A, uh, the part where where it goes back to the thing that it has to be of free will because the demon asks him like you know are you doing this of your free will are you willing to sacrifice everything for, yeah. for the adversary because he he sacrifices his son yeah and the sacrifice the, the sacrifice of his son brings the demon through yeah. the veil exactly so like the like kind of the the power of the sacri- sacrifice yeah brings the demon to the to the immortal realm yeah to make the pact so. yeah to make the pact yeah and then when and then when he makes the pact and he says like yes I'm doing this with my free will the demon grants him like the power and he like swells and becomes more than a man yeah. like, more like a beast Str- like, yeah like straight away like becomes yeah. like a like a warrior of the dark god yeah exactly and it uh, just charges out and this demon just strays out and like right at the same night of course like when the wife flees with the daughter yeah. she didn't sacrifice them like this uh, death collector and the imperial soldiers show up at the same time and there's a big confrontation yeah and he uh, like uh, you know he this guy, like he flees he's like almost like a beast he just flees into the forest and the demon goes and just slaughters all the yeah the imperial agents and, and what what I thought was interesting is the 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 mother kind of gives the amulet to yeah. the to the daughter yeah and then like bra- yeah. bravely kind of goes out and, and distracts the demon and basically. sacrifices herself yeah because the demon has kind of killed everybody and that is just still scenting humans yeah. right so so, so yeah. um but it's it's very interesting that the 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 demon kind of asks her yeah like do you want to follow me yeah. do you want to do you want to do you want to give your soul up yeah and she's like no yeah, she's, she's like, and the demon says clearly that's yeah. like, you know, she's like, you don't want to. So yeah. then I'll give you a clean death because yeah. you were brave. Yeah, exactly. Because Vanadra still like uh, values bravery. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so, so in in this instance, she doesn't want to requ- relinquish her soul. Yeah. So she takes the quick death. Mm. So the and the demon obliges, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it obliges because because she's brave because she decides to run out and face him. Yeah, you know, that that's the reason. And he respects that. Yeah, so very very interesting kind of yeah. kind of relationship that you get. I I think uh, we're gonna take a final break. We're gonna come back and just wrap up for five minutes, okay. and then we're done. So um, my notes are exhausted. Yeah, I think we've gone through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, I'm it's fucking been... so drunk right yeah, now. Yeah, it's been it's been long. We've we've like we've run out of <laughs> we've run out of tonic and we've run out of lemon. Yeah, there's a little bit of gin. We have gin, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to drink pure gin. <laughs> Maybe we can find something in the fridge to mix it with. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Let's keep the party going. So, I think I think I think <laughs> I think in summary, this is a really good book. Yeah. And this is the the first. I think maybe we said this before, but this is the first book where I read it and I 
I wanted to make an army. Yeah. Like I, I felt infused to do it, and the fact that some of the, like these rules kind of re- are reflected, or the fluff is kind of reflected in the rules, is really cool. And something we didn't really touch about is in the latest scroll, there was the release of the Ostlander auxiliary list. Yeah. And I think this is really like this is something which appeals to me because like a lot of my uh, budding Wars of Chaos collection is uh, Wars fuck Wars of Dark Drink. Collection. Drink. Is uh, is like barbarian based, yeah. and it's quite cool to be able to make this kind of uh, like special barbarian list. Yeah. I I don't know if it's uh, how good it is uh, actually, but it yeah. would be it would be quite nice to to play with uh, actually. Uh, so so and I it's a step in the right direction. I yeah. think that's that's what they need to add. Like just uh, it's good when they don't need to like worry so much about the balance, and you can just add something which is cool, which you can just use. You know, like with your friends, or if you have a small tournament, which allows it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think you're completely right. I'm like super looking forward to the other auxiliary lists that come out. Yeah, I think they'll be really interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, this book is as you say. Is new, it's interesting, mm. it's different. Uh, I think uh, we we kind of we kind of touched on with the trolls earlier. Yeah. That like there are some elements of the army that people who have been used to playing with the warriors of the dark gods, yeah, they well, they they're not going to be happy because their models are slightly invalidated. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like the same thing anymore. But like, the, I'm a Sylvan Elf player. Yeah. I have movement trays for skirmishes mm. that I no longer really use. I have a unit of blade dancers that do not rank up. Yeah. I have a unicorn model on a 50mm base that I cannot use anymore. Yeah. But this is just a fact of the ninth age that things are going to change and your models, you maybe have to rebase them, you maybe have to use them as unit fillers, mm. you maybe have to be a bit more creative with what you do with them. Yeah. This is the fact of life. It's a new game. Get, just get yeah. used to it. Like, Yeah, just imagine what happened like when you, for example, when we switched uh, back in the day from uh, Games Workshop 7, like 7th to 8th. Yeah, there was a lot of shit which weren't like wasn't usable or wasn't available like um, valid valid yeah, or, or anything anymore. Optimal, optimal. Or yeah. So you just had to like change a bit. And yeah, think I, of it like that's that. That's okay. And, yeah. I think a change is good, and maybe one day the thing that you can't you, that you don't think is very yeah. good anymore will be now be good. So yeah, exactly. So if you don't want to completely throw it away or whatever, just keep it in your cabinet. You're, yeah, like, you never know. But it, it, in general, um, I think the the background is really interesting. Um, I think it's it's not quite where it needs to be. It but, could be definitely. But I out. think it's like a really really good base yeah. level to to like. What what now we have this base level of of fluff, I think the next edition of the Warriors of the Dark Gods, be it in one year's time, be it in two years time, be it in three years time. Yeah. Is going to be so much more interesting. Yeah. It's going to be so much more full. It's going to be so much more rich with information and everything. And I'm su- I'm sure that there's going to be things that come out in the meantime, between now and the next Warriors of the Dark Gods book, yeah. that really flesh out these things, these questions that we have. And I'm super excited about where it's go- where it's going. Yeah. Like 
it, it's not quite where it needs to be, mm. but it's almost there, and it's going to be there very yeah. soon. I feel. Yeah, I think I think now we def I think that we have the foundation for yeah. something really cool. Like I, I, for me, I feel like the marks are in general like or the, the favors, favors drink, like the the favors and the gods are like the are are good. Like uh, to me at least, I yeah. like of course each of them could be expanded and explained and and fleshed out, but but in general, like the themes are there. And the themes, in my opinion, are are good. Like I really like them in general, and uh, and then so that just gives you like the the perfect baseline to continue. And the fact that we spent what like four hours talking about Pro- this probably book four hours yeah is a good sign that there's stuff here which yeah. is interesting yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So if you've got this far, you have too much time on your hands. <laughs> and thank you very much for listening. Yeah, I have been Henry P. Miller. And I have been Casimir the Swede.
Fuck, this is long. And cock, uh, <laughs> fucking the ogres. We don't fucking care about that. <laughs> Have a... <laughs> yeah, you should know that Henry's cheeks are very rosy right now. I yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to contact us, you can email us at amazondk at gmail.com. <laughs> I think we're gonna call it a night. Yeah. Maybe, like, we have. What, what do you want to drink next? Like, because we have no more tonic. Oh, shit. We have. Like. <laughs> what, what yeah, I don't know. Like, opening a bottle of wine is, like, a bad idea. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Maybe just go out. <laughs> Thank you very much yeah. for listening. Um, please, if you have any comments on this podcast, yeah, you can yeah, like, you can email me at amatimedk at gmail.com. You can also get me on the ninth age forum at Henry P Miller. Yeah, you can get me at at uh, Acuna, which is E C H U M I A. Yeah, that's the best part. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our review. And um, you can find us on SoundCloud. (laughs) Good night. Bye-bye.